day 291 with our guest Joe Lozon. Kyle? Yeah, I got a few sponsors tonight. I want to thank Dollar Shave Club, uh, Movement Watches, Blue Apron, and a, uh, a new one here, it seems, uh, CISO Harmon Qu Harmony Quest. So we're going to get to all, all four of those later on. We'll talk about them, explain what they are. Uh, links in the description. But for now, got Joe Lozon on tonight, and uh, he just came off one heck of a victory. Very entertaining, sir. I, I want to be the first one here to tell you. Um, I, I, I always watch your fights, and uh, and I'm always worried about you because you're my buddy, and I, you know, you're in there fighting with another guy who's a lethal killing machine himself, and you tore the nightmare Sanchez apart in there, man. That I have never seen. I, I, I kind of want to go on a little roll here, and I want to get your feedback from the from what I saw because I'm definitely an amateur fan, if 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 nothing else. Woody knows a lot more about this stuff than I do, but I saw. I thought that your boxing was very accurate. I'm not going to say it's improved because it's not like I'm I'm like watching you box every day, but but your boxing looked very good, very accurate. You hurt him, and not only were you hitting him, you were hitting him where you needed to hit him. And then I really liked when you went for the guillotine, and you were like, I don't think it's really even here. And then you just went back to pounding his ass. I love that because so many times you see fighters, they'll be pounding a guy, beating him up, he's rocked, and they're like, ah, it's time to take, let me get him on the ground now. And they get him on the ground, and then two rounds later, you're waiting on the judges to figure it out. But like, you didn't do that. You kept I like to think his, his thought process was, oh, wait, 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 wait. It's not called submission in the night anymore. I can just, yeah. buy, I can just hit him to the end. Performance of the night. Yeah, I mean, so, so I thought my boxing was really, really sharp. I thought everything was good. Uh, so that was like the accumulation of three camps because I fought Takanori Gomi, who's a southpaw, who's a lefty. And I, did, I didn't want to throw hands with him because he just got crazy power. It just wasn't the smart way to fight him. But I made a lot of improvements during that camp. Then I fought Evan Dunham. Again, southpaw, lefty. Uh, broke my hand like a, a couple weeks before the fight. So I, I couldn't punch at all during that fight. And then Diego Sanchez. Third fight in a row. All lefties. All kind of stand on the same track. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just I, I felt really, really good. Did you did you feel that going into it? Were you thinking to yourself like, he might be in some trouble here? I, this is three camps in a row where I've been training for this kind of fight. Uh, I knew that when we started camp, like before we even started. You know, like I felt I had up until this fight, I had the best camp of my life for the Evan Dunham fight, and then I broke my hand and I couldn't do anything. I literally couldn't put my hand in my in my pocket. It hurt so bad, like I couldn't do it. I when you go out and fight anything. like that with your with your hand broken, like what's going through your mind? Are you hoping like to submit him to, to get a victory or are you just going out there and putting on a show because that's what you do no I mean so my, my hand was sore but uh, so I got a cortisone shot like 10 days before the fight and the cortisone shot helped tremendously it, it took away like it went from being like a really really sharp pain where I wanted to like cry to it was kind of like a dull ache and it wasn't a big deal so I could train but they told me you know don't punch anything for a week so I basically for I got to punch stuff for like two days in like the month leading up to the fight for Evan Dunham, so uh, the whole idea was that you know what I think I can catch this guy. I think I can get him with get him with a punch. I think I can you know take him down and submit him. He's really good, uh, but I, I thought I had a fighting chance. And I'd done the entire camp. I did like two and a half months of training, uh, and then I got hurt with like you know last like three weeks or something. So, uh, and I knew that if I didn't fight then, it was going to be another six months before I could fight again. So, yeah, uh, I was I, I thought I was thinking about pulling out of the fight, and I talked to my dad, who I always ask you know already like real advice. I go to my dad, and he's like, "If it were me, I would suck it up for eighty thousand dollars." Yes, I guess. Uh, yeah, I think I, I bet everybody in this call is thinking the same thing. Like, like you know, 
I can't imagine. I can't put myself in that position. But I'm just imagining like doing an FPS rusher video where I've been paid some large sum of money. But but you know the night before, like I scratch my cornea or something, and I can't see out of my fucking yeah, eye. And it's just like suck it up. It's like well, I guess I'll shoot left-handed tomorrow. Yeah. You know, and hope for the best. You know, any big boy um, pants. And so I'm by far the biggest novice of UFC of yep. the three of us. Yep. So how much transparency is there as far as your injury and what the other fighters know? So like, do they go into it knowing like, yeah, Joe's hand is fucked. I'm gonna be wailing on it, or do they go in and suddenly they're like, ah, oh, something's it, wrong. It de it depends. I think a lot of times when there's like those bigger camps, like say Greg Jackson's, if someone's injured, I think stuff gets out a little bit more because there's like 40 guys that are in and out of there. Uh, for my camp, generally not too much, you know, but there's like guys that aren't like, they aren't professionals me, that are just hobbyists and they, they train at my gym and when I'm hurt, they know. So, I mean, they let can, me ask you this, you know. cause this is a little out there. What if, what would you do? What would your feelings be? And what would your reaction be? If some guy who was in your gym, let's not someone who's working for you really, but you know, just a guy at your gym who is in the know cause he's there every day. What would you do? What would you think if that guy goes to say, you know, your opponent and says, Hey, Joe's left is hurt. He's dropping it. He's he can't he can't even hold it up. He's, his left is nothing. It's not even there. He's hurt bad. His left hand is broken. What would you do? What well, they would get it. They would get it, but they wouldn't know they were getting it right off the bat. Like it's not <laughs> like I would go and I would hurt someone tremendously. Like, but they would be tortured <laughs> over like over years. <laughs> it would I like just the be control. I like yeah. the control over your body that you have that when most guys say like yeah I'm gonna go fuck him up because there's no area know. between you know maiming him and just ruining someone for an untrained guy like me or Kyle or well me or Kyle I guess because Woody knows a bit more but if we get in a fight and we win the other guy's in bad fucking shape but you know enough that you can be like yeah let's tweak that yeah that's really gonna ruin this week alright I'll see you next week you know enjoy trying to sit down you know? you're gonna be pissing sitting down for a month just, yeah. Yeah. come back and I'll do it again yeah. <laughs> And I imagine it's a very efficient way to beat people up as well. If you oh, know yeah. very quickly, like, all right, I'm going to give you the old pata, and there we go. Yeah, you know? and, and, I, and I'm a complete jerk. Like, I'm the worst in the gym. Like, I always do, like, the most asshole stuff. Like, uh, they, my guys in the gym, all, they call it jiu-jitsu, but they also call it jerk-jitsu. Because I'm, I'm an asshole. If you can do something being an asshole, that's, like, my bread and butter. Just uh, making them uncomfortable the whole time, putting the elbows in their thighs and grinding. That's a wins. And, that's, yeah, that's what, that's them, wins. making them not want to lay lay there with you, and, yep. and they're not thinking about how to grab your wrist. They're thinking about how to get your elbow off of what hurts so goddamn bad. Now, it, it's really interesting, the contrast between your training style and, and jerk jitsu, Joe jitsu, and what I see from you in the ring, because I have never, and I'm. it's not that I watch every single fight, but I watch enough that I would have noticed this if it happened more than just with you when you're beating a guy up you don't want to cripple that guy you don't want that guy to be ruined you don't want to end his career you just want to win get out of the ring collect your check and put on a show for the fans that's it i saw you hitting sanchez and you're looking back like is that enough all right boom is that enough <laughs> boom is that enough all right we're good i got my victory let me go sit, sit on the side of the ring of go the me to the go me fight same thing joe go, uh, me, go me the same yep. he's, he's like he's out come on he's out you know you joe cares your name more from about the to like the ref right I joe the so ref lows on i see so many fighters who, when they know they've caught the guy and the guy is just going down like a tree, like timber, they're coming in with that last hammer fist and they're aiming. They want to smash his nose Damn in. They want to make him look bad. They, they're like in the post in the post fight conference. You're gonna look like shit. And they're coming I mean, well, in. My like, my ultimate goal <laughs> is generally, you know, get the referee to save this guy. 
you know, that's that's my goal. It's not it's not that I'm trying to hurt someone. I'm trying to you said cripple them or maim them or whatever. Like I want the referee to save him. That that is always the goal. So whatever I have to do to make that happen, you know, ASAP, I love that about I love that about you. I love that about you, and I think that like to me as a you're one of the best sportsmen who in the in the entire fighting game because of what I've, I saw you do with the Gomi fight and what I saw you do with Sanchez. That that to me, I, I'm like wow. Like that guy's not only going out there and performing at this high level, entertaining us, putting his body on the line, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's not like you're doing this for free or anything. But, no, but, no, but no. Like, not only are you all, are you it doing all that well. for us? Yeah. Uh, not only are you doing that, but in the back of your head, you're like, you would almost, I, I bet you would rather take a loss than injure than injure a guy permanently. You know, yeah. it, it, <laughs> maybe you're not that nice. Right in the, right in the middle. No, you're right though. You're right though. I, I would feel terrible, you know, if I wouldn't paralyze someone or, or something like that. One of my I think least favorite things I about UFC killed. is exactly what Kyle was just talking about. What you didn't do, where I watched you just beating the shit out of that guy, and because I know you, it's kind of like I'm doing it, and so I'm like, yeah, show him what's what. Yeah. And you, you kept hitting him, and then it was kind of like, all right. All right, it's done. Okay, the guy's still like a little bit standing up, woozy, fucked up. He's done. Like clearly, I hate all of the fights that end. Like, have you ever watched a clip of chimpanzees when a foreign chimp comes into the mix and it's just bananas and yeah. it, the, that chimp is completely incapacitated. Its testicles and penis have been torn off. No hands, <laughs> no feet, and then they start eating it from the inside. That's the way yeah. I feel when I see those heavyweights. Just like the guy's jaw is cockeyed laying on the ground and he's like ah with his big ham fist just ruining well, you should you, you should always fight till the referee tells you to stop like I, should, I never like you uh, have for, stopped for the before fight, yeah yeah i know for the gomi fight but i, I think in, in hindsight i think that was a mistake mm-hmm. i think i i shouldn't have done that you know i think you earned more fans uh and i think because you do things like that yeah. than you ever would and i think it it's worth the risk it works and for i Mark love Hunt. seeing it, it it means so like when I see that it it, it, set, it sets you apart from everyone else in that game so much because I don't see anyone doing that. I don't see anyone giving Mark a Hunt. fuck about the other yeah. guy on the ground. Mark Hunt. It, it, Mark Hunt. Yeah. Do you, do you know the you know the backstory of Mark Hunt? What do you do you know that do you know that story? Why he walks away? Yeah. No, tell me. Um. So and this is this is public. This is not from, this is not like personal info I have. Uh. But I guess uh. So him and I don't know if it was his sister or someone, but but basically he had like a really abusive dad. And his dad, you know, he used to get the shit kicked out of him, like as a little kid. To Mark Hunt. Yes. Okay. So, um, so you know, he he said that you know he would never ever ever you know want to hit someone you know when they're that defensive. It's like it brings him back to being like a little kid. He's like that kid that's all fucked up and broken. And yeah, you know, it's not a fight anymore. It's abuse. Yeah. It's yep. it, you're it's a, it, you know he can't defend himself, and you're just getting yep. your licks in. And we can all relate to that a little bit from just video games, right? There's always that that yep. boss or whatever with the big shield up, and he's been yep. like. Keeps and finally get the shield down, and he's knocked out and a little woozy, and it's like, oh, now it's time to <laughs> pour it on. Now it's time to pour it on. Off. But it's not a video game, you know. It's another man over yep. there on the cross the ring with a family, with kids, with yep. fans of his own. He doesn't want to be humiliated out there. I I like how you do business, and it it means a lot to me to see it. And I I would hope that anyone who's a fight fan or or, or a sports fan would be a fan of yours just because of that in particular. Not not only that, but you go at people like a bat out of hell. Rogan always praises you for that. Like, this is Joe Lozon we got out here. He uh he's not gonna hold back and dance and try to get some uh, like judge's decision. He's going to fuck that guy up or to get fucked up and either way it's gonna be a great fucking show. I try to find that sweet spot where speed meets brutality. Dude, what was it. just as cool as the 
cutting back was the post-fight interview. Like they, 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 they set it up in kind of a weird way. They're like, "You and Diego are old friends." I'm like, "Friendly, I guess." But anyway, and they're like, yeah. "Do you think that he should retire?" And yeah, it's weird. I hate, I hate that stuff. Yeah, but you crush the question, right? I don't know if he wants to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what, what Joe said, if you guys didn't see it, was something real close to like, you know what? He had a bad night. You know, I, I hate that. It, it, whenever I have a night that doesn't go my way, they start asking, you know, how many do you have left in you? And I don't know if you want to take over from here, but yeah. 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 So basically, anytime I've had a bad fight, you know, they, you know, people say, oh, how many, how many fights do you have left? Even leading up to this fight, you know, like, so my last fight wasn't very good. Uh, I lost a decision. I, I was I was in the fight the entire time, despite you know not training for a month before. Uh, you know, but people don't but people don't get that. They they just see the you know the kind of you know borderline bad performance. Like they start to think, oh, you're washed up. Like this is it. You know, you're all done. Like why do you keep doing this? Blah blah blah. And then on Saturday, you know, I had the best fight I've ever had. And, you know, so that's not a sign of someone that's on the decline. That's a sign of someone that is, you know, is, is being competitive. And, you know, it was definitely, it was my night. It was my night. That, that's I all agree so much. I agree so much. Uh, and I, I felt like you were, I feel like there's this, like, status quo of, like, everybody, everybody feeds into that idea that, oh, he lost one fight. He's no good anymore. Should he retire yeah. now? Uh, maybe yeah. he's got one more in him. I don't yeah. know. But, yeah, he's definitely slowed down. Look, look at look at, look at him doing this. That's clearly a sign that his skills have degraded, that age has taken hold. And it's like, well, maybe he just had something in his eye and he didn't yep. see that punch coming. Maybe his girlfriend broke up with him last night. Maybe he's got a broken fucking hand or a pulled hamstring and he can't he can't do, he can't get out of the way of that kick. I don't know. Diego's got a couple of things going against him. One, he's... Like his last like ten fights, like I think he's won like four split decisions that people thought shouldn't have gone his way. So it's like he's more like, it, like a lot of people think that he's more like you know two and eight in his last ten, which that 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 makes you look at whereas instead. But it's like always the people who disagree that are the most. Vocal. Oh, absolutely, yeah. always, always. You know, and then on top of that, he's fucking crazy. Like he's <laughs> I like that about him. Mind. No, that's that's like, a positive. He's always been that he's, way. He's super positive. He's super like he's like I feel fantastic. Yes. Like he's screaming. <laughs> but you know, he's been like that since the Ultimate Fighter one, which is like 2004. Like this he's is a nothing showman. new. Yeah. So I watched him coming into the ring. I watched him before the fight. Um, I watched him at the weigh-ins. Uh, him, both of you, but but I'm just thinking of him. And. He's a really good showman. He comes out like a wild man. He's got a little bit of WWE showmanship to him. He's yep. he's coming out there growling at you and stuff, screaming. You're not right. Um, the whole thing. And, the thing uh, is, it's not and, a show. He's like that all the time. Like, <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's not. Because right after Joe was done with him, he was teary-eyed and somber. He was accepting of what had just happened he to him, congratulating. Yeah. Well, maybe that's a good. Well, when, during his concussed state, he was he was not a wild man. He was he, he looked at the ca the camera, put, you know, right before they raised Joe's hand, uh -huh. the camera kind of pans over Diego, and you know, for a reaction, he just looks at it, a bit teary eyed, very serious face, and he just goes, "No, yeah. didn't have it tonight. No, and there was no there was none of that. Oh yeah, <laughs> next time, like no no pro wrestler after the fight. No. Yeah. Before. yeah. It, it, it's oh. tough, like, uh, you know, because, like, go back and, like, I went back, uh, this is, like, last night or the night before, I went back and looked, I like, got all his Instagram stuff and Twitter videos and stuff like that, and he's just, like, he's super fucking positive. He's all about, like, he's trying to, like, he's doing this for recovery, and he's doing ice baths, and he's freaking, you know, chanting in the ice bath and being a maniac. And, 
I'm a pussy. They're I don't, I, I'm, I'm so I'm such a pussy. I can't do ice. I, I, I've done they're two before, and they are so effective. And, and I'm, I'm probably sure they telling, are. Just, I'm not telling you anything. You probably don't know. I mean, you you fucking deal with people who are literally like experts in this yeah. shit, do it for a living. But I remember um, in weightlifting, it was a punishment one time. It, the football team did it regularly. The football yep. team did ice baths um, after after every practice. And some of them could stay in for several minutes. Someone would get in and jump right back out. Yep. But I stayed in there for several minutes one time after a hard workout. And, man, I just felt rejuvenated the next day. Like, there was no muscle soreness, no, like, uh, no acid buildup. I didn't feel – I felt strong again, too. It wasn't like I needed to recover. It helped a lot. But, yeah, it was yeah. awful. But it in was the moment, awful. it feels awesome. like literal torture. Like, the, you're oh, yeah. sitting in there, <laughs> and because nobody is standing around you saying you can't get out, you're like, this is okay, I can deal with this because I know I can get out at any time. They didn't but hold somebody you in? came over as you're sitting in an ice bath, and they're a big, strong guy, and they put their hand on top of your head, and they push you down, you would immediately go into just blind panic, flailing yeah. mode. Because yeah, you, lose, you can't, I hyperventilate with cold water. Oh, yeah, like, you just... <laughs> As yeah, soon as I'm, you get in, I'm there. such a pussy with the cold, you know. But but Diego's doing all this crazy stuff, and he's like, you know, freaking doing ice baths, and he's doing all this stuff for recovery and stuff like that. And then there's me, I'm eating fucking cheeseburgers, and <laughs> freaking playing Xbox, and you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and every, everyone's just different. He he had to he has to you know kind of psych himself up on all that stuff, and I'm I just stay relaxed. Like you I go back like, like 11 years, whatever it is, on Ultimate Fighter One, he's doing those yes cartwheels. Yep. Right. Yep. Like he, he's crazy. It's not like this is like his new thing. No, he's just wired that way, man. Do you think I was he's watching... gotten progressively crazier because of getting the shit kicked out of him? No, I think I think years? he's I think he's pretty much the same. You know, I saw I was watching videos. Uh, he was doing yes cartwheels for Ariel Hawani, and he almost <laughs> completely ate shit. It was like day yeah. before weight or something like that. that, and he almost like cartwheeled into a table or something oh. like so close. Can you imagine to, like, he snaps like, his ankle, dude. It could, could happen. Could I, that's how it happens. That's how stupid injuries happen. And and that like all right, so I know that when when I followed the the Jones Cormier stuff, oh, that's all my fault. It's all my fault. Oh. <laughs> but <laughs> you jinxed that. it. You jinxed I it. So I, jinxed I saw it. that too. Yeah. So, so like, uh, so correct me when I'm wrong here. So apparently, because John Jones tested positive for let's just call it steroids, um, you know they had to bring in a replacement to fight Cormier, and it seemed like the Nevada Gaming Commission or whoever. Cut his pri- his prize in half, and so, so instead of a million dollar payday, Cormier is getting half a million. That's awful. Uh, I th- I didn't I didn't hear that. Um, I, I think I, 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 I don't think that they would cut his his money like that. I just think it's it's more so it, pay per view. I think it's it, because his pay per view cut, he probably makes less. I, the I, way I understood it was it. that it was yeah. The way true. I understood it, it was a Nevada Gaming Commission type thing that because the first opponent like is out that sometime for some reason now Cormier gets half as much money and it was literally half like not fifty percent exactly. You know, so I, I it goes from like Chale. a mil to a half a million. I love Chael, but just because Chael said it doesn't mean that it's true. Don't you dare on, say that, Joe Lozon. <laughs> I read it online. I, I didn't. Get I love Chael, Chael and, uh, and, yeah. and I agree that Chael may not be the most uh, <laughs> the the best source. <laughs> Uh, for anything, yeah. really, uh, <laughs> other than other than funniness, uh, he's a funny so I, guy. I know that. So whenever uh, I've never had like pay per view percentage or anything like that, you know. But I do know that a lot of contracts are written. And you get so much for show, you get so much for win, and then you get so much that's based on you know pay per view or whatever is going to go on. Um, if you know, maybe maybe there was something in Cormier's contract about if he were the main event, maybe that's why. You know, it's like a oh, if you're main event, you get this. Maybe he got like a percentage of the gate, and if you're not, then you get this. So maybe that was part of it. You know, maybe that was a reason for the cut. But regardless, he took a big pay cut because of that. And, and I guess my next question was, if he breaks his ankle doing a cartwheel, what happens to your money? 
like I don't need specifics, but percentage-wise, what happens? Um, so it, it depends. Uh, usually with the UFC, uh, if it were me, they would pay me. You know, okay. if there was someone that's like making my kind pay of money, what? They would pay. Your, your they, show money or your I would get my money? show money. I would get my show money. I think I get my Reebok money too, because okay. I think that as far as the maybe not necessarily, it would depend if I weighed in. If I weighed in, then I get my Reebok money for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I didn't weigh in, I think I would not get my Reebok money. But it depends, you know, like. Um, I think Dana was talking about for, as far as Cormier goes. You know, if they had an opponent for him, then they would still give him his his. Uh, obviously, you get his money. But if he didn't, if he wasn't fighting, they would not give him his show money. Because now you're that's a huge nut. You know, like you're talking you know uh, eight hundred thousand dollars or seven hundred thousand dollars or whatever his number is. You know, that's not a small amount. To it's not a little fight. more than that, from what I yeah, heard. The way it, Chael says it. Oh, I'm sorry, Kyle. You want to finish your thought? Ah, go ahead. Yeah, Chael's like, you know what? When you get at that level, right? When you're like a champion and you're getting a cut of the pay-per-view and all that fun stuff, this is a partnership. And in these partnerships, you can win and you can lose too, you know? And and when a guy like John Jones pulls out of your fight, sometimes, you know, you you don't get what Uh, you were going to get anyway. Don't give him that yeah. much credit. That's that's too kind to say that he pulled out of the fight. Oh, I didn't. All right. So he, he, he what he <laughs> did is he pull out of the fight. Do it because their father died the night before, or because, <laughs> or because they literally broke a big bone. So, yeah. Um, you, you know, he he the was rumor pulled is, out of the fight because he's the, a fucking cheater. The rumor is John Jones tested positive for two estrogen blockers. And there you uh, go. Estrogen blockers are an interesting thing to get caught for. I'm kind of outside my expertise, but it's post the, it's post steroidal. Uh, right. So the thing I was gonna say is. Um, the estrogen blockers themselves don't really help you, right? Like they don't, they maybe kickstart your, is it your endocrine system? You know, so you can start producing your own testosterone, but they're not really performance enhancing drugs, which is an interesting thing. I, I think Joe wants to jump in. So the thing is, they're indicative of the fact that he did take performance enhancing drugs. So that's a thing. On top of that, you don't really catch estrogen blockers in many supplements it's not like you take some weight gain powder and they slip in some estrogen blockers too no like if there was a supplement it might slip in something that is actually a performance enhancer so that you're like dude whenever i take this stuff i'm the super me but they never slip in estrogen blockers or at least it's very rare so my, my knowledge is pretty limited like i don't i don't do much like i i would take like protein and like you know like um glutamine and that, that was pretty much it that's the extent of like anything i would take like i don't like I don't take anything. So my knowledge is not as deep as someone that does a lot more. But um, the way I understand it is, like you said, there's there's almost never estrogen blockers in any kind of normal product. A lot of times when there's tainted supplements, like someone tested positive for something recently, and they ruled it down to like you know tainted supplement. But it was like it's called like Yo Max. Uh, is he the one that had the? Yeah, like Yo Romero got Max, tested and it turned something. out to be a supplement. Like get there's been a couple guys. I, I I think it wasn't him. I think it was okay. someone else. There's been lots of stuff like that yeah. over the. I used to take that stuff. Mark uh, Mark uh, McGuire took, and we all started taking creatine. it because Mark McGuire took it. No, not yeah. creatine. Well, we all should have. He was a hero. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff that he was taking before that that was street legal, but shouldn't have been. And then, uh, but 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 with the the estrogen blockers, yeah, what that is is totally a post. Um, what do they call like it? Post cycle. Uh, Cycle, yeah, it's a it's yep. a post cycle treatment, so you don't get bitch tits, don't lose your hair, don't break out with acne, don't get all those awful yeah, things. I think happen. part of it too is to get your your own uh, mm-hmm. system producing testosterone again, because you, yeah. you you overload your system with testosterone, and now your body doesn't thinks it doesn't have to produce it, so you have to give it the estrogen to get to kick up that your own your natural production of testosterone. We used to take an over the counter called T bomb two that was supposedly a testosterone booster slash estrogen blocker, and seems like bullshit to me but man when we would take that stuff we'd be really aggressive we'd sweat five times more than normally and i always felt like we got stronger faster 
But um, but I just remember that that was one of the components of that. And then when I was doing a little research into steroids later on, I, 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 I the first thing that I found was like all the side effects, and it's like whoa. How do you avoid the side effects? And then, so, so things like those estrogen treat, treatments and stuff like that are how you avoid the side effects, hopefully, in the long run. But what a fucking shithead. The, the, big the-, thing, the big thing is that, you know, he has not come out and said what it is. They've done everything they could to avoid answering that question. It's like, how do, you, how do you go to a press Like, So the big thing is they had a press conference, and they didn't, I, they didn't give any information Dr. that we Diaz. didn't have before. You know, so if, you know, if, you're go, if, I, if I'm going to a press conference, right, and I tested positive for some steroid, I'm probably going to bring it on a piece of paper and I'm going to freaking try and phonetically send it out like, <laughs> you know, whatever it is. Um, you know, I'm not going to be like, oh, I, I, I can't even say it. I don't even know. You know, so the fact that, you know, they didn't disclose it is it, is indicative that, you know, he's doing something that's major that he should have known. Um, and then the fact that they didn't mention anything about the B sample when, you know, they said that they had the results of the B sample, but they didn't come out and say it. So you know that he definitely they did. Ball. They eventually came out with a B sample. Eventually, positive yeah, but, too. yeah, days later, though. I felt like, you know, later, it was like yeah, yeah. it was like I think it was like Thursday night was when they had results and we didn't hear until I think Saturday or Sunday. Uh-huh. Yeah, because it makes him look bad, makes yep. a lot of stuff look bad. It real shitty, real shitty of him. I, you know, UFC 200 was great without him uh, anyway, um, but it could have been a little bit better. I, I thought it was great. I really, I really liked the. Uh, I, so Cormier, in my opinion, uh, and it, I doubt this is a rare opinion. Most of us probably have it. He was so happy not to lose that winning wasn't the most important <laughs> thing to him in that fight. It was not losing. And that I was and a, that was a just get through it kind of performance. You know, yeah. like there's there's a really if he good he loses. It's catastrophic, I think is what he yeah. said. There's a really good uh, I think it was a Dan John article who's like a strength conditioning coach. I think it was him. And he talked about how like he, you know, he would you know work out with all these like Olympic powerlifters and stuff like that and like somebody's going to the gym you just feel like shit. And you know, he'd say, okay, well, you know, he, he learned from working with all these guys. Like, two days, you feel like you're a world champion, you can just crush anything. You have, like, three days where you feel like the worst piece of shit ever. And then you have, like, four or five days where it's just a get through it. You know, for Dan Cormier, it was just, this was just a get through it. You know, such an emotion dump. You know, not knowing if you're even fighting, right? Because there was, like, a day where they didn't know if he was even going to fight. Still had to cut. Still had to cut weight. Still going to be cutting weight, you know, like, and you can't tell me that there's nothing he wanted to do more than to go and tear into some Popeye's chicken. Mm-hmm. And just you know, destroy <laughs> a bunch of food. I, that's and what I was sob gonna do. a little. I, you know? yeah, exactly. Dude, I got a video that says the man likes cake. Yeah, greatest video. You're so emotional. You're so emotional. You know, you just want to. You know, what are you gonna do? That's gonna you know kind of you know help yourself, you know, ease yourself a little bit. You know, ease your that's, mind. That's what makes me a fan of sportsmen in general. Is when I get to see what I saw when Dana told Cormier that there would be no fight or that there would be no John Jones fight. When I saw that and I saw him just don't do this to me, Dana, don't do this. Oh, I cannot just sign something and fight him anyway. Mm. I don't care if you give him a stick. Like, yeah. just let me fight him. I, this is what I've trained for. In, this is in hindsight, in hindsight, I think it's good that he didn't fight John Jones because he did not look very good. I don't know if it was the emotion dump or what, but he went from doing a five uh, five fives against John Jones, who did an entire camp, to looking very tired at the end of the third. That the kick third he fight. took, not he didn't seem to like it. It, it no, hurt him no a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it hurt him. Like maybe I don't think it hurt his performance. You know, in later rounds or whatever, later on in the fight. But man, the pain of it clearly was just something that he was that's, not prepared for. That's that's one of those shots that like you get one of those like you just go down to your knees. I saw you take one of those that was pretty good. Uh, that that body kick he put on you, and then that yep. leg kick immediately after. Good. I watched it and and I, I see those two things happen. And we've talked about this before about leg kicks because I see them a lot. And I I think I've asked you before like 
those hurt, right? Like even you, <laughs> and you're like, fuck yeah, because <laughs> because like I I got kicked like that one time, one time somebody kicked yeah. me like that, and I was like, well we don't do that anymore. Fuck yeah. that. <laughs> like what is this? What am I, Jean Claude Van Damme kicking bamboo trees down so, in my backyard? No, I can feel that shit. Dude, as a so casual I, watcher, you underestimate the amount of pain all of those maneuvers do. Yeah, those so hurt. like I was I was watching someone like I think we mentioned earlier that elbow and like the top of the thigh and it's yep. just, oh it's just horrible. I I was watching like I, you just watch little moves like that when when the fighters are doing them and it's like oh you know well that's not a punch to the head. Nobody's getting like there's not blood everywhere. They're fine. I walk into like a high top table and it hits me in the thigh going <laughs> Yeah. Three miles an hour, and I'm just, oh, fuck, fuck. Dude, it, it sucks. Oh. One of my coaches, uh, Joe Poffert, was he was adamant that like he thought Diego like was gonna be like his primary way to attack was gonna kick, kick, kick. So we did tons of like kick defense stuff, and I got kicked in the body so many times during camp. But um, he kicked me in the body the first time, and kind of like I didn't expect him to open up with it. I expected that to happen later, but I, I didn't expect him to open up with it. But he opened up with it like with a body kick, kind of pissed me off a little bit, and then. Then he kicked me on the knee, and he it looked the exact same way. I thought he was going to kick to the body, and I was trying to beat him with my right hand. So basically, instead of me just checking his kick over and over and over, I tried to make him pay for kicking me, and that was why he kind of kicked my leg out and kind of pissed mm. me off. And then, we, and, and then things went downhill I, for him. It went downhill right away. Joe, yeah. have you seen the Misha Tate weight cut photo? Yeah, that's typical. That's what know, I, That was the question. Let me, yeah. let me show it to people. But yeah. uh, a, lot of, oops, a lot of people are making a real big deal out of this weight cut photo, and... Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like I've seen this scene on Tough but, but, ten times. But before I before I see it, is it that she's very cut and de and dehydrated looking? No, she she needs a break. She, you know, she's she's probably oh. very hot. I bet her core temperature is high. She probably has a headache. Joe, what's she, she going like through? So she she's feeling like shit. She's feeling. Uh, you start getting like cramps like in your back, and you know you just feel like crap. You have no energy. You get dizzy. Oh. You, have, mm -hmm. you know, it's just it's it's a crappy, terrible feeling. But you know what? That's what happens when you dehydrate. You know, quite a bit. And that, um, okay. that doesn't raise your eyebrows at all. You 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 look like that. Some cuts too. Um, not that bad, but pretty no. close to that bad. I mean, like, you look, I, I look you look crazy. good when you cut. Like 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 you I don't turn cut a into ton of weight. I don't. You, I, I still cut twelve pounds. There's twelve or thirteen pounds. But you turn into action something. hero, Joe. Yeah. Well, I, I suck it up. Doesn't act like a pussy. It's not gonna help anything. When, you yeah, when your I'm, job is fighting other professional fighters and someone asks you, so do you feel queasy beforehand? Do you, do you haven't drank much water? Do you get the tum-tum rumbles? And you're like, no, that that 6'4 man who trained to beat my ass for six months is about to fight me. So no, I'm not really that concerned. Yeah, it just it sucks. You know, but you just got to understand, like, this is, what, this is what happens. Like, this is the way it goes. Now, this may so, give away the fact that uh, I tend to only watch Joe's fights in a lot of these, but uh, did Lesnar win? I don't even yeah. know. Yes. Yeah, he won. And, and it, the fight went a lot longer than I thought it was going to go. I thought it was going to be, I thought like the first 90 seconds it would be decided. Then Mark Hunt was going to knock him out. He was going to take down Mark Hunt and the fight would be over. Uh, I thought Hunt was going to win. I, I thought that uh, he's got, that. He's got bombs in his hands. I thought he yep. would, I thought he'd. Throw one at Lesnar. He'd immediately start doing that like ducking kind of "don't hit me" thing that I'm sure I would do even more, and uh, and and that's how it was going to go. He's just going to chase him down with super accurate bombs. But nope. I, I thought Mark Hunt was going to win until the Wayans, and then I realized oh. how much bigger Brock was. Dude, that's I thought Cormier was going to toy with him until I saw him in the octagon, and then I realized like Anderson Silva is not a small two hundred fiver. Like, no, well, well, he is—he is a small two hundred five. So he was walking at one ninety eight. 
So he weighed okay. In well, undoubtedly, but it, but it, he but, t- but he, didn't, but he the looked the thing, same size in the ring. Am I crazy? Am I the only one who thought that? The big, the big thing is Anderson is just very very uh, lean and has a huge frame, and Cormier is kind of short and a lot thicker. But yeah, the the good thing for Anderson is that he he loves to play the counter puncher role. He has he's had tons of fights where like. It was kind of boring. Like Anderson's had some great knockouts, but he's had some like super, super boring Maya. fights too, where it's like watching paint dry. Diaz, and, Maya, I don't know what else. Yep, uh, Tyler's late. Uh, there's been there's been a bunch, you know, and um, you know, but in, if, to be a counter puncher is like no effort at all compared to you know being someone that's active and coming forward, and so it worked out in his favor. And I thought at the time, oh, like three rounds, that's way better for Anderson because. You know, he's not in very good shape, you know, everything mm-hmm. else. I think in hindsight, I think it would have been better for him having a five-round fight because Cormier looked really tired. And, and that would give Anderson at least five, you know, five rounds to start on the feet. You know, so I, didn't, I didn't think Cormier was going to stop him. So you just came off this victory. Uh, it's got to feel amazing. I can't imagine. Yep. Um, so are you spending more time in uh, at your gym right now or at a pokey gym? Or are, do you po- have a Pokemon, Pokemon gym Pokemon. at your gym? That would be no, incredible. but I, I I tweeted at them. I tweeted at them. I, I thought I wanted a gym, but now I realize I want a Pokestop. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, you don't want to have to be tying up all your time defending yeah. that fucker. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. What but, uh? What, like, so many what level are you? Uh, I'm not very high. Can like, we see uh, your roster? Thirteen or fourteen? Yep, we can do that. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I think I'm level fifteen. I've got about thirty-two Pokemon. Um. Uh, I haven't. I. I. I, I I beat everybody up at my local gym, which is a Methodist church. Uh, but <laughs> I, haven't even, I haven't even done a battle yet. I'm just leveling up. I know it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah. I, I I was not prepared for my battle. I, I won it, but then I forgot to like claim the gym by leaving a Pokemon <laughs> oh, there. See, I don't even know so what's it's involved. Like, yeah, I didn't. I do now. There's you know just click, click a couple more buttons. But the combat is actually pretty fun. I'm dancing around his vape. Vaporeon, like squirting it with my Vaporeon, and I'm dodging left and right because we're evenly matched. And um, I, I, I gotta say, this game is a lot of closer? fun. Joe, who's your, who's your, just who's your top three? There we go. Oh, he's got a Vaporeon in there with a 772 CP. 772 CP, Joe. Kyle's got 900. Got a Gloom. We're up to 1200 now. Oh, my bad, I'm going off yesterday. What level? Am I? Let me see what level I am. Uh, I'm not a very high level though. I'm like uh, 14. Yeah, it gets progressively harder to, to level up more and more XP for each level. I, I I'm How really much loving money this have you game. Spent? How much money have you spent? Uh, you're like me. Thir- spend- thir- yeah, thirty dollars. Uh, initially, I spent twenty of it because I ran out of Pokeballs. That's and what I, I t- that's what and, I and I asked Chiz. <laughs> I did the same thing. I asked Chiz. I was like, <laughs> I'm out of Pokeballs. What do I do? And he immediately types back, Buy more. Buy more. And, yeah, yeah. And I thought like. That's the only way to get more. Like, you were just wasteful, Kyle. You should have spread them out more, so I just bought more. Now I realize you can drive around, go to these pokey stops, spin the little wheel, and it'll feed you a time. I didn't understand that either. I, like, I was, so, I was in, so, best time to start this game. I start, like, when I'm, like, two days out from cutting weight. So I start freaking, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm playing this game. And, like, none of the guys that are with me, they understand, like, what's going on. You know, like, they just, they understand, they keep hearing this stupid Pokemon music, and, like, <laughs> I keep telling them to slow down while we're, uh, I'm driving, but I'm slowing down. And like, why the fuck do you keep slowing down? Like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And they're getting pissed. I can tell that they're getting pissed, and they're getting very concerned because I'm supposed to be focused on Diego Sanchez, and instead I'm trying to track down fucking Rhyhorn who's running down the fucking road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah I've, uh, I've almost gotten a few traffic accidents, I'm going to be completely honest. I, I've gotten better, but the first day or two, 
I was very reckless and irresponsible <laughs> catching these Pokemon because I didn't understand exactly how it works. So I'd be driving down the road and I'd be like, oh shit, fucking fuck the wheel. I got to get this Charizard. And I, for, for, for some reason, one of them, I had to turn around and face the rear window to catch him. So I'm driving, <laughs> flicking Pokeball See, I over turned my off, back. I turned off the auto VR. That was like yeah, the first if you're thing. Not I outside, like not in a car, the yep. auto augmented reality is a terrible yeah. idea. Yep. Like it just makes yep. it so much more difficult. But Kyle, it's cool. was, like me it's and cool, Chiz but, both had no. the advantage of being in urban areas, so we can just go a little bit and get a Poke Stop or a gym or whatever. Kyle lives in you know East Jesus yeah. nowhere, and Dude, so he has nowhere either. near. Man, but it's I, a real you, struggle. You texted me back a few days. We were all me, Chiz, and you were talking about it. Me and Chiz. You were getting pissed that Chiz was sitting in his house in California and being able to just collect Pokemon from there, yeah. basically. Yeah. And so you went out and you were tell texting us like, oh, I got this one. I got that one. Oh, I got this one now. I got that. And I was just like, what are you doing now that you're getting all these Pokemon? You're like, well, I just hop on the highway, cruise control at 45, and just catch as many as I can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I turned the lure on, threw out some Oops. lucky eggs, 45 miles per hour down a, uh, you know, a not-so-traveled road and catch all I can. What's, I, what's, uh, the, what's the best way for you guys to hatch eggs? Because like, I tried the fan thing, and it did not work well. You got to like, run, man. You got to run. I, I, I hate I, running. I, at first, I was like, "I'll go buy a bike I, before I'm gonna run." If you, you drive around at nine work. miles an hour, it I, if, I can, if I can just kind of coast and pedal very slow, it depends. It depends on a lot of factors, but I, I tried using a golf cart and it kept losing GPS reception. I tried using my vehicle and parking lots doing laps. Finally, I was like, "I got six eggs in here that only need one k to go." And I just went out last night. I told Taylor, "I'm like, I'm gonna go hatch some eggs," and <laughs> I just went out literally into the darkness because I got no lights here and just started jogging. <laughs> I, I, I I ran 2K last night, just just knocked it out, hatched a bunch of eggs, got myself uh what, what what's the lion thing with like two tails? Uh, uh, I, I got one of, oh, let the me Toros. help you with that. Oh, Taurus. Yeah, He's a bull. I got, I got a, a bull. Okay, yeah, I got like, that uh, thing. I got an ivy. Yeah, I caught an ivy yeah. sore today. Uh, I got a bunch of stuff. I, ivy sore. That's a good one. Bulbasaur yeah. falls into that. I know. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. You, I got, you skipped one, didn't you? you I don't did. Even have Bulbasaur yet. I have a Bulbasaur, but he's like a 280 CP. But I picked up an Ivysaur today at, at Mickey D's, which is the place to go. Let me tell you. And uh, <laughs> and so he's, he's a rough customer. There's going to be some gems in trouble. So I have I have so obviously I go to my gym all the time. So I have like tons of people that like they like running. I don't like running. So I'm oh, gonna get all crazy. my guys to pull their guys, and I have one guy put on a backpack, and he's gonna run with like six or seven <laughs> everybody's phones. <laughs> and I'll be like, well, I'll, well, I'll give you ten bucks. We'll give you ten bucks. You go run ten, come all, ten kilometers. Go on a forty-five minute run, come back. We'll have hatch everybody's eggs. eggs. That's a great <laughs> idea. Everybody's phones I, will be dead in a backpack. <laughs> I, tell you what I, I tell you what's really upsetting me, and as I see, um, because they post a lot on the Pokemon subreddit, is the people on Facebook who hate this game and the idea of it's it. It's hilarious. Because here's the thing about this video game in particular, this this game. First of all, it's free. It's free to play, so don't tell me I'm wasting my money. It's a dollar, right? I, am I crazy? Am I it's wrong? Free. No, it's free. It's free. It's free. So it, it's free to play, so I'm not wasting any money unless I choose to. And the other thing is it, it gets you out of the house and walking around unless you're chiz. And I've got I've literally got some exercise last night. I wasn't going to go out and run 2K at, at 11 p.m. <laughs> you'll hatch those eggs. But I had to hatch those eggs. Also... <laughs> I'm meeting people who are also into it. Now, I'm not really in the market for a new buddy or anything, but if I were, if I were, if I was a 16, 17, 18-year-old dude who was in a new place or something and didn't have a lot of friends, man, I'm parked outside of the Methodist church because that's a pokey stop. And, yeah. like, 
there's three cars with me, and they're not there for Jesus. They're there for Bulbasaur. <laughs> now, do girls play this game? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. There's too yep. many people play this for a lot of girls not to. Yeah. yeah. Like, Seems like I, there's probably 30 people from my gym that are all playing it, and we're all in different colors. Well, what color do you guys choose? Red. Red. <laughs> I thought you were talking about races, like. Oh, it's such a wonderful humanitarian game. We're all different colors. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Well, I chose to be a gender I queer um, Asian American. You know, but I think it's better. So uh, I, everyone at my gym is all kind of split up. So they're all different colors. I think it's gonna be better because I think that when I do get a poker gym at my actual gym, we're gonna be fighting each other for it, which would be awesome. What, what team are you? Uh, I went blue. Because oh, uh, blue is the most common team. I thought it was it? red, but Tiz sent me some some data in the form of him typing it out on Skype. <laughs> and, most and bullshit. The, yeah. Probably most of the bullshit. Uh, team yellow is just just limping along. Yeah. I don't see hardly any yellow gyms that have been conquered here. And if they are, it's like a sad little gym where you know red and blue were like you know oh let them have one you know like i'm sure i'm sure they're gonna you know they're gonna make it so we can pay like a couple dollars and we can change our gym color or something you know like it'll come probably next then week there'll be no mentioned. yellows left there'll be no <laughs> yellows <laughs> i'm hoping <laughs> i'm hoping that they i'm hoping that they allow us to start either battling each other without being local i like, like i want to fight taylor for his pokemon that's the game that i want this to evolve to <laughs> wager matches like, yeah I, I want wager matches where we talked about this earlier and maybe there's a couple different kinds of wager matches of course there's one where taylor and i put our best against each other or best three best five what ha whatever and the winner gets some xp some eggs whatever but what i really want to do is play for pink slips like you know i want to play for our Pokemon, so, my Squirtle yeah. against your Bulbasaur, the winner gets the other guy's Pokemon and takes it. You, don't you, you have a short memory. Yeah. You don't remember the lag on like Black Ops or anything like that, where like there's a little bit of lag and you got fucked. Wait until you lose your 1200 CP Vaporeon, yeah. and you see <laughs> you see what happens. They gotta you have some dedicated. Actually, like, oh, I would love to battle you right bold. now for all your Pokemon. Dude. Uh, no, I would not fight you because I've got nothing. I've just got my water Pokemon and like, uh, and he's the only one that's powerful. Everybody else is mid tier. I wouldn't risk it. I hundred percent. Like I would not do that wager match. Not a it's a lot of time. Like 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 I look at that Vaporeon in this stupid little screen over here, and he's just a blue little cartoon character. But there's hours of EVs that were collected and cashed in to make that piece yeah. of shit. So that's what's addictive about the game. It's got that RPG quality. If you're out there listening to this and you're not into it yet, you think it's kind of lame, maybe you're not into Pokemon. I wasn't into Pokemon either, but I always have been into going into Dungeons and Fallout, Skyrim, um, the Elder Scrolls games, all that stuff, and getting that helmet, getting that key, getting that skull that, that lets you open the door. And love those things... Grind. Yeah, I love, love to grind, grind, and I love to like see my time and effort turn into something... Not necessarily tangible, but something that, that has value to me in, in the long run. It, I, I was telling Taylor the other night, like, how many endless hours have I spent grinding on leaderboards that I'll never look at again? Yeah. But I still mm -hmm. got a good feeling. And sitting from on it. your ass. And sitting yeah. on your ass doing it. You know, as opposed to now, Pokemon Go, like, they're trying to get us, you know, get us moving, which I think yeah, is At least now, they, you're driving around, getting in accidents. Like, hitting That's kids, the thing. You know? So, like, I, I'm not into Pokemon Go, right? And I'm not in it in a pretty strong way like I, I just I, it just seems so stupid to me but the that's thing is a, hold on hold on real quick. no let me finish that's, no. Such a, that's such a contrarian thing to say there's no evidence for it you're just saying to be different i think like why do you hate it because it's a, a game that gets people outside and they're having hold fun your horses and let me finish my thought okay let's see all right so 
It seems incredibly dumb, but the thing is, I've participated in lots of incredibly dumb things before, and I shouldn't be, like, passing judgment. When I first played Call of Duty, I found myself, like, negative over 5,000 deaths, right? And I was like, I'm going to get my KD up to one. I was just learning to play. It seemed like everyone was good when I first started. And, uh, and I would grind away night after night after night after night until I finally was, like, a positive KD player, which meant that every night I had to have, like, a 2-to-1 KD just to like get back you know just to, to make progress so as silly as pokemon go seems to me i've done dumber you know maybe i'd like it it's dumb but it's fun yeah. and, yeah, and, it's and you can be active like kyle and i are out driving around you know for like two hours at night you know on, on quiet roads but when i'm past that stage i'll still just play the game on and off just dicking around like it'll be a game that i'll be playing forever I mean, yeah. I still catch Rattatas in my bathroom all night long. You know, there, yeah. there's Pokemon in my house and stuff. I see that there are some dirty cheaters out there who are, like, logging in from their computer and then altering the, the GPS coordinates so that they're, like, t like traveling tempted, virtually. I, I was tempted to do it. I was tempted to do it. I mean, I'm, It'll ruin the game for you. You know it will. Yeah, I do. Just take a walk. I'm more worried about getting banned. I'm more worried about getting banned. Yeah, they, oh, I, the gym thing is, like, you haven't fought a gym yet, Joe, but basically... When you take a gym, you have to, you know, beat their whole lineup, yep. and then you have to regroup, heal all your guys back up, take on the lineup again, and then heal up. So if it's like a level three gym, you take it down, you beat them all once, you take it down to level two. You beat them all again, you take it down to level one. Beat them all again, you take over the gym, and you have to leave a Pokemon there to defend it and hope that more people from your team come by and bolster your little lineup. So I put the, a 1,400 the uh, Flareon at a gym today, and I thought it was going to be there for at least, like, I don't know, 90 minutes. But I get back from lunch and check, and it's like, fuck, this thing got beat immediately. Like, <laughs> so all the reading and stuff I'm doing is if people are saying that it, it, you're better off to not try to take a gym and hold a gym. You're just better to just go in there, wipe everyone out, and move on. Because otherwise, like, you know, like, that Flareon, you can't you can't use that to attack other gyms because if you have to leave it somewhere. And just the reward for, for doing that is just not really worth it. You're better off to go and smash six other gyms. Yeah, I don't like being able to like see yeah. my Pokemon on yeah, the yeah, landscape. Yeah, and that's why like people do it. Yeah. That's why people. Will I'm do gonna it. put low level Pokemon in there just to because it's gonna. I'm in such a remote area and everything, and all of my all of my Poke gems, and I'd love to know what algorithm picked where the gems are and all those locations because they're all churches, all of them without fail are churches, and so I, they just don't have that much foot traffic. I think so. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Methodist church near me. I'm going to, like, leave some low-level Rattata in there to guard it. And if they take it the next day, they take it. I'll still get XP <laughs> overnight, and I'll still get to hang on to my Floreon. So, uh, so no, no, you get, you get the Pokemon back. You get it back when... when I know you get it back eventually, but, like, I want it so I can go, like, fight another gym or something. Because there's, like, two Snorlaxes holding Livonia down, and I can't be having that. Oh, geez. so there's so the the company that made uh, the Pokemon <laughs> game, it's Niantic, but it's also a uh, company called Ingress. And they did some game, and it was it was an older game, and they used they recycled all the data and all the spawn points and all that stuff. So if you go and you get you download the app, the Ingress app, that you find in the App Store, you can see a much better detailed thing about basically shows you where spawn points are and where things are likely to be. So like, when I'm in my house, like I'm constantly seeing this stupid little freaking Kingler. It's in my in my thing. It's like three <laughs> three paws away, right? And I don't really know where it is. Like I walked down the street, it wasn't there. I went the other way, it wasn't there. I went a couple other ways, it wasn't there. But then I downloaded this Ingress game, and I could see that it's like it was like almost like between the two different streets. So I kind of went down there and kind of just hung out, like kind of hung out like right in the middle, and then it, it popped up for me. So you can see almost like a scattergram or something. Oh, that's cool. Um, you know where that's the likely spots to be. 
There's also, uh, for our listeners out there, if you're, maybe you're interested in this, it didn't interest me, but there's a messenger to accompany Pokemon Go so that if anyone near you is within proximity, you can, you can text with them you know, uh, using, using, using that app. So, that, so that's kind of neat. There's, there's going to be so, much, so many people at like events like PAX and E3, uh, you know, all those big gaming conventions and stuff, when you've got 100,000 people coming into town and everybody's just going to be fucking catching Pokemon. It's going to be great. Uh, I don't think this is going to go anywhere, and I think Nintendo Nintendo stock has already went up like 20-25% or something crazy like that, and today Billions. they announced that they're coming out with the uh, Nintendo NES Mini with like 60 pre 30 or 60 pre-installed games, I don't remember which, maybe, right. yeah, 30 in pre-installed games for $60, old school NES good uh, games too. form good factor, games. yeah, good games, and that's going to be incredibly popular, I love what Nintendo's doing. And their war, if you can call it that, with like Microsoft and Sony, instead of being like, ah, how are we going to make a 4K Nintendo machine? They're like, everybody's <laughs> already got a cell phone, right? <clears throat> yep. uh, didn't we have a nice console back in 1984? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. We got this. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's, it's beautiful. Crazy. Yeah. Thinking outside I, uh, the box. I love that Pokemon Go is, is getting so big. Don't let anybody discourage if you're into it. And if you're one of those people out there who aren't into it, you just don't think you will be, then, then fine. It's just a fucking video game. But if you think you might be interested in it, it's uh, very addictive and not in a Candy Crush saga kind of way that's going to like empty your pockets with, with and you'll have nothing to show for it at all. At least with this, I got this big collection of Pokemon. And like I'm always screenshotting my Pokedex, sending it to Taylor. He's doing the same to me, and we're comparing what we've got and stuff. And it's a lot of fun. It's like baseball cards, <laughs> stamp collection, anything like that. Is there like a big consortium of naysayers like ripping on your Pokemon? Oh, yeah. There's tons of people on Facebook. It, it's mostly, like, like I don't know, 40, 45-year-old moms and stuff on Facebook. Yeah. And, and, and it's always stuff like, ugh grown men spending their days catching Pokemon. Don't they have anything better to do? And it's like, you just posted 13 times on Facebook today, dude. Like, yeah. what the fuck are you... Yeah. Like, we're all... We all have extra time. We all have time to burn. Let me spend mine however I want to. Like, if I was jerking off to porn for, for three hours a day, you, you probably wouldn't think that was too crazy. But all of a sudden, because I'm catching some Charizards, well, I'm a weirdo. Sounds like a lot. <laughs> really? I'd say that that's bordering on too much. Well, that's just once. It takes me a while to get off. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, I, felt, the thing... I felt so guilty earlier today because I was sitting at a, it's like a fire museum that's near me in Brockton. So, like, I literally I, went, I drove around for two hours last night, came in, went to bed, had to bring Joey to toddler group this morning. So I dropped off Joey. It's basically like a four-hour, like, social club thing for Joey. Dropped him off, and then I went, like, just driving around, and I found, like, a fire museum. And I'm, like, the only fucking car in the parking lot. It's like 9 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and I'm just sitting there freaking got my car running, got the A.C. on, sitting there. Every single cop, like, pulls up, like, pulls in the parking lot, like, stops behind me, and then goes about his business. I felt so guilty sitting there, and I'm like, I'll play the game on my phone, you know, whereas <laughs> if I sat up. No guilt at all if I sat at home and played Xbox for 12 hours. But sitting in a parking lot for 45 minutes, I felt like the biggest bag of shit. You get weird looks because, <laughs> yeah. Like, I was at the church uh, last night. It was about 11 p.m., and I was trying to trying to take the gym. And uh, I had already been there once that day, and it was dark, <laughs> and there's a house next door, and I look out my window kind of out of the corner of my eye, and, like, there's a dude standing there in, like, his boxer shorts with no shirt on and a belly just staring me down from his front porch. Like, what the fuck are you doing here, so bro? you think he's staring you down. Really, he's waiting for his fucking Pokestop to recharge. <laughs> <laughs> what, I, what I did, I, uh, so there was one uh, quite a few miles from me, but I saw the Pokestop, and it was, I couldn't, like, if you haven't played the game, 
you may think you can kind of just get near it and you know get the benefit. No, you have, you have to be really fucking close because it's meant to be you on foot. So you literally have to be like if it's across the street and you are in the street, you won't get it. You have to nope. be in that area. And I could not get close enough in my car to this fucking pokey stop. And it was right by a bank, right by a bank drive-through area. And there were quite a few people. And it's not my bank. And so I just pulled around, bank got account. into the drive-through line at a bank, and just waited for about 10 minutes. I got my pokey stop. You know, I waited. And then as I pulled through, how can I help you? You already did. <laughs> I was really hoping. I was really hoping that you were going to get to the window and they were going to interest you in a, a low-interest savings account or something. <laughs> like, like, like something not, like... You know, I came there for that for that Charizard, but I, I got a real nice uh, CD. <laughs> the rates are very aggressive at that bank. I, I gotta say, I'm moving everything over there. So, so one thing I figured out, which I didn't realize at first, I was trying to get like close to the stop and then click on it on the map and then swipe across. You don't have to do that. You can click on it like before it actually opens. So it'll say, oh, it's too far away. You just stay in that screen. Yeah. And that little message goes away and then you swipe it really quick. It's you ever got get, so like that blind panic on the highway where you see your guy and it, you, there's a pokey stop that you can get from the highway and it's coming up yep. and it's coming yep. up. Okay, it's coming. It's oh, yep. it's it's lagging for a sec. Fuck, fuck. Yeah, maybe I'm gonna get. It. Oh no, it's behind me. Go, go. No. And you're trying to swipe it desperately. As or it's if a Pokemon pops up, a Pokemon pops up like right before you're getting your pokey stop. Like you're waiting for your pokey stop and then there's like there's something good like a you know a Charmander or something. You're like fuck. <laughs> Decision time. What am I gonna do? Yeah, it's, I'm having a blast with this it's game. A lot of fun. So, it's you a lot know, of everybody fun. who thinks it's immature or whatever, it, it, it is. It's definitely like, immature, but it's, it's, it's a good it's, time killer. It's, it's no more though. immature than Call of Duty or any other stupid fucking game. Look, I, yeah. I, I was in this room last night at between 2 and 4 a.m., and I was fighting zombies that do not exist, spinning and, like, shooting a, my fucking Vive at the ceiling because there's an earthworm coming down, like... like well, that, that, that's what all video games are, right? They're simulations. They're not really there. It's about how you feel when you play them, nothing else. Yeah. So this is a great game because it makes me feel good. It's a lot of fun to play. It's a bit addictive, and I'm loving it. So It's uh, not bad on bandwidth either. It's not bad. It's terrible on batteries, though. It eats your battery alive. Oh, at least Jesus in my Christ. Phone. I've, got, go three, I've got like, three battery backups. I just oh, freaking the external yeah. batteries. So the before we move on from Pokemon Go talk, for now, because it'll be back. Oh, yeah. Be back. But uh, what are your top three? Your best three right now. I I'm having a hard time signing in, but I've definitely got that um, Vaporon or or whatever it Vaporeon. is. The, the That's the Eevee. strongest of the Eevee evolutions, apparently, by a lot in this oh. game. Well, wonderful because I've got a really nice one. It's like 1,200 CP now. Um, I got one of those. I've got uh, like a five or 600 Scyther. That Tauros is like five or 600. Um, I think I got like an 800. Um, I don't even remember which one it is, but but really it's the it's the Vaporon. I, I need an electric Pokemon because it's mostly water Pokemon like taken over around my area, and I think that is because of the prevalence of Eevees. And I think it's a coin flip whether you get the fire uh, evolution, the water evolution, or the electric uh, evolution. I don't know the particulars, but um, it seems like there's a lot of people with the water Pokemon here, and so those have kind of taken over. That I think the it Snorlax. depends on your location. I think it depends on your location. You might you might have a lot of water near you. Perhaps, perhaps that might be Lake it. I, I, I hope that that takes that that plays into it because, you know, then then maybe we we need to go on some like road <laughs> Taylor. Maybe we need to go to Texas, get some Texas Pokemon, go up north to Canada, get some snow Pokemon. Maybe that is a great trip idea <laughs> to go Pokemon training all across the country. If you want to go, I'll go. Like I swear to God, I would. If you were like, you know what, I'll see you next next week. 
Like I would totally, <laughs> I would totally go on a cross country drive catching Pokemon and filming it, and, and that would be hilarious. Yeah, if I would do. That. Uh, we definitely should do something like that, but we need to wait until first of all, battling is introduced, uh, yeah. and trading. Yes, because it agreed. wouldn't be that much fun to do before. But my we top three, you could do meetups with PK fans. Yeah. And I'm gonna start my website up where we can all gamble with our uh, with our Pokemon. Um, <laughs> not, your not your not your website, just the, a site that you found. It's just a website. My my friend, my fr I've got this friend. His, uh, his name's Trevor. He's hooking me up with some guys. Um, they're, we're hooking up my uh, Pokemon gambling website. It's it's gonna be real nice. My buddy Tom was telling me about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. I just got a 1,026 Arbok right before the show. It's a big deal. Arbok. A moment of silence for the Arbok. Yeah. Four digits. Nice. 1,026. <laughs> 1,026. Yeah. Oh. I haven't seen any of those yet. So it's ex See, it's exciting, especially at the it beginning of a game like this. Where I haven't seen a single other Arbok, which is an evolved form of the snake into a bigger, scarier, You don't have to tell snake. me, Taylor. How long do you think this lasts for? Because everyone's kind of on an even playing field right now. Like People that are super into it, are, you know, they're up higher, but... I think like once you get to level twenty, I think the XP goes up quite. It goes up dramatically to make next levels. Like yes. there's a huge fucking difference between twenty and twenty one and twenty one. I'm 20. a I'm halfway to level twenty one, and it takes to get from like nineteen to twenty. It takes like twenty thousand XP, twenty five thousand or yeah, like twenty thousand XP or something to get from twenty to twenty one, fifty thousand XP. I think it goes up too. I think it goes up fifty thousand more. So I think to go from twenty one to twenty two would be like a hundred thousand. Yeah. And then 22, 23 is 150,000. I think it. I think it's like that. Too. So I've got but a couple tips. To... If you want to rank up quickly, and, and maybe you could, uh, you guys know some stuff I don't. First of all, with catching Pokemon, yeah, don't even wait. Like, like I'm flicking my thumb before it even gives me the option to like throw a Pokeball. So as soon as the Pokeball appears, it gets immediately thrown, and the Pokemon okay. doesn't have a chance to back up, and he okay. gets hit with like an excellent or a great, like 90% of the time, and it's easy catches. Okay. The I'll other thing that. is, I use my lucky eggs to go double XP. And I put a lure on, and then I put a, a lure module, or I uh, put incense out and a lure module and a Pokestop, and sit yep. there for a fucking hour. A little raspberry, and, maybe? Uh, yeah, well, I, 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 I try yep. to save my raspberries for emergency situations. But mm -hmm. here's the thing about the raspberries. They make your Pokeballs curve. Uh, yeah. It, you give them a raspberry, and all of a sudden you got to throw a, a, a left-to-right curveball. you got to aim over here if you want to hit over here, and I don't Those like that. sabotage you. The way I've been leveling up pretty quick is... So what you want to do, every time you see a fucking Pidgey, you catch every Pidgey you see. Yeah. And yep. you transfer it, and you get all the candy you can from it, and you evolve them once into a Pidgeotto for 12 Pidgey candies, and yep. you get 500 XP, 1,000 XP, or whatever the double, 2,000 XP maybe, uh, with the lucky egg out. And what I'll do, like today, I just caught a fuck ton of Pidgeys today, and so I've got like 60 Pidgey candies and like 5 Pidgeys in there that I'm going to all evolve during the same half-hour window. And you can... Yep. You really crank through levels between like 10 and 15. Like yeah, that. it takes 30 seconds to upgrade each Pokemon to evolve it because of the screen you've got to sit through. Um, and there's no way to skip that, unfortunately. So in your 30-minute time period, you can do 60 Pokemon if you're perfect and 50 if you're a normal human being. So yeah, that is the fastest way to do it. Double XP. I, I was doing the same thing today. Yeah, yeah, I think we all figured that out. Um, now, if, if, you're in an area, if you're on two Pokestops and you lure both of them, does that, does that, is that better or is it just... Is it just redundant? I don't know. I haven't be figured that out yet. Because yeah. like a lot of my friends in California are texting me pictures of like where they are, and because it's so populated, there are places they can stand where they're in range of two pokey stops or three yeah. pokey stops, and they're and so all I, having. I was a in, I was in range. Of, I found a good spot for this. It's really in range of two. It's like two seconds from my gym. It's fucking awesome. 
Oh, that's oh, lucky duck. Yeah. Yeah. I really so, hope they start putting more. So yeah, it's the uh, the the uh, the Niantic people or whoever made this game did a great job. I'm really enjoying. It. If you're out there and you haven't played it, check it out. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. You probably move on from here. You don't have to spend here. money like the three of us. Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah, I I I, I haven't will, really though. spent very much. Um, <laughs> you <and> will though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got into it like I was I was like I. I don't know what I was thinking in the beginning, just that, like, Pokeballs were free. Like, I was just yeah. so excited to be playing Pokemon. I was just, like, fucking, like, throwing bills at a strip club with that. Like, fuck it, I don't care if it takes me five of them. Catch, catch, catch. And now I'm, like, really thinking about it. Like, oh, is this is this Raticate worth it? Nah, I only get one candy from it. Fuck that. <laughs> or, you know, like, or only three candies, whatever. Times are tough. I was going to call you out on that. Um, <laughs> so what are you... you uh... Woody, keeping us straight for Pokemon Go <laughs> So what do you flew today again? I right? did. Got yeah. off the ground. It will be so in the Friday I, I know, vlog. I know. Last time you, flew, do you, you're okay talking about it though. You don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yep. So I know last time uh, that you were afraid, that you, that it scared you that that it was a scary experience, um, and and you said that even the second time you went up, still a scary experience. Yeah. Um, and that landing was pretty rough on that second time. You could have gotten a little hurt there. Um, so. Talk, talk to me about... So it's difficult to rate a flight in, like, success or failure. I mean, if you want to be like, didn't crash, then I guess failure. Or didn't hurt himself, then then I guess that didn't go quite right. But <laughs> I'm not grading your landing. I'm just... I, it, it's more that you I'm You haven't seen my landing. Of, I, no, I'm talking about your what? landing um, yeah, from the other day. I'm talking about um, this morning, but go on. Yeah. Well, what I'm getting at is that you had two scary experiences, and the mm -hmm. last time you were in the air, when you landed, you landed really roughly, which also had to be a scary experience. So I'm wondering, did, was any of that weighing on you today when you went on? No. Um, so what happened is, like, in the meantime, I did, like, a lot of analysis. Like, I looked at the whole thing, like, stop frame footage, because, I, like, I edit all the time now, so it's nothing to me to, like, stabilize footage, edit it, and, and go frame by frame. And... Uh, so, you know, I really sort of looked at what I did right, what I did wrong, and one of the things I really wanted out of today was just to get a little more comfortable. You know, I'd like to take off without being scared. I'd like to, you know, enjoy the flight. And the thing, of what, what happened for people that don't know, I was coming in for a landing on my second flight, and I accidentally cut the motor off. It's real easy to do. There's like a trigger on your thumb, and I must have bumped it or something. So when we had decided that I missed where I wanted to land, it was like, oh, well, like it or not, you're going to land. And uh, if my instructor hadn't been in my ear, like, talking me through it, I don't know what I would have, like, I might have forgot to flare or, or whatever. Um, today wasn't like that. Like, I, I, the way I described it is, like, when I started to panic, my IQ cut in half, you know. Like, on the ground, I know all this shit. Like, on the ground, I'm, I'm half ready to teach it. Uh, in As a pilot, I'm pretty much shit. Like Everyone's know? got a plan until you're falling out of the sky. Like Tyson said <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's it. I like the paraphrase. So, um, but today wasn't like that. Like today, I, I don't know. I did much better. For example, um, you have to do what's called flaring. You know, you pull your brakes uh, right before you land. And if you pull your brakes too early, you, you sort of gain altitude and it's like jumping off a table or something. But you've got a big heavy backpack and it's a problem. So I flared, recognized it was too early, kind of held it there because that's what you do, you know, when you make that mistake until it's not too early anymore. Then I finished my flare. That was some pretty cool, like, I don't know, keep it cool, don't panic type stuff. I got the all clear to fly on my own. Um, so that was kind of a neat thing. Uh, overall, today was a pretty big success.
uh, even though I didn't stick my landing yet. <laughs> I would be scared to death. I was gonna break my legs or or something. Like I would be. I Can think fighting is easy. That's fucking terrifying. You're flying <laughs> with a fucking big ass fucking fan on your back. Yeah, if, if people are watching it, this it, who don't normally watch, I'm, I'm learning how to paramotor, which is like a propeller on your back, a kite that they call a wing above you, and uh, yeah, you just fly through the sky, and it's like it's pretty cool actually. It's so. Did you see you Woody's uh, bad landing? I just They're all it. bad. I, I hadn't seen it. I hadn't seen well, it. I just it. <laughs> okay, his worst landing. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I think so. Yeah. Um, because... But so you you get to practice the actual flying part, right? You know, you get to practice controlling the wing, but you never get to practice the actual landing part, right? Until you do it for the first time. That's the challenge. That yeah. So there's a whole lot of stuff that like I haven't felt yet. You know, like I knew how to steer it. You know, and I had done all sorts of minor corrections during what they call kiting the wing, but um, and, like. There's no real way to, like, hey, when you sit in a chair and feel it, this is how it feels. When you pull it this hard, this is how much it moves. That stuff all kind of you just do for the first time while you're flying. And it's not a, a thing that you can do in tandem, really. You know, like, the first time you fly a plane, I think you've got an instructor there ready to grab the, yeah. the, the yoke any second. Uh, the first time I fly this, I've got an instructor in my radio. And it, it's not quite the same. That's because it's not a goddamn plane. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. How, no. much, how much is that? How much is the fan weigh? Uh, with fuel, then it, it probably approaches eighty pounds. Fuck that. Yeah, he's got a little girl on his back yeah. trying to take to the air, just yeah. fucking running with all he's got. I you were at, you were talking one time about like how gassed you are like sometimes after a day of running and then you got to take off you're like i'm running about two miles an hour and i was like ah, he's running faster than that three, come on and then yeah. i watch and you're i'm like oh yeah three maybe four <laughs> <laughs> it's just fuck oh, i wish that's not go. it though no it's not that i can't run faster i think i could run six or seven i just can't do it <laughs> that really that, that is about as fast as i could run with probably 80 pounds on my back but um, I'm unstable. Like if I were under six or seven pounds in like eight inches of grass down a hill and it's bumpy, like how fast can you run? You know, I, I bet even Joe would would struggle 15. to run, I don't a, run a lot faster than that. I yeah. Well, you're fit yeah. though. It, it, it's yeah, just I, what happens. I fight is, so I don't have to run. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, it, you just get real wobbly. Like in my in my second takeoff, the one that's on there, I, I break it down real slow. And um, what happened? to make a short story long is that the, the wing got in front of me so I had to run under it to catch up but the wing has a job to do it needs to make your your paramotor like that motor fan thing lighter so the fact that I was running to catch up man it, like I was running too fast I wasn't really stable and uh, it made for a bumpy landing fortunately I just gassed and started flying I did that again today a similar thing type type happened and uh, I just gave it full throttle and got myself out of trouble it probably looked like a good takeoff if you didn't know any better, but um, yeah, I I flew, I'm I was like sort of cool, calm, and collected. I was almost as good in the air as I am on the ground, if that's a thing. Like where I I was doing the things I wanted to do, and uh, it'll be better next time. How long do you think it'll be before you dare to fly at your own house? I was looking at it today when I got home. I, I just got home. I'm like still sweaty Ooh. and everything. I I had a. You think that soon? So real soon you'll be flying a, around your home. The game in the clear today. Yeah, I'm I'm clear. I, I was considering going to maybe a beach where it's like soft Did, and can I, I could. Can I jump in? Did they give you any sort of certificate, ribbon, medal, anything like that to signify that you are now a fully fledged 
uh, backpack fan airman. <laughs> there is a written <laughs> test I could have taken to get like a card of some sort. I don't know. But I ran out of time. I had to get here in time for the show. And uh, next time I'm will up you, there. Will you attempt to secure this certificate slash ribbon? I will. Or whatever you want to know why? Because um, there are these meetups where people all go and fly in the same space together. And sometimes they're like, oh, you have to have your PPG2 rating. And I don't want to be excluded from any cool kid events. Yeah, yeah, definitely so. Now, I, I disagree with you there. I got to say that if, if, if I were doing this, the last thing that I would want is to go to a meetup or anywhere where there are other people doing it. I want to be go solo with this thing because a away from everyone. A nobody nobody will see you fail. Like 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 an amateur that sees you land badly is like a motherfucker just came from the sky. Who cares if it was smooth or not? He came from the sky. Uh-huh. But if if a fellow flyboy sees you do that, he's like, look at that sloppy <laughs> approach. He's you know his wing is floppy on the left side. He let it collapse on the right. He doesn't have good control of his of his paddles and his stirrup and. And he, he let the butt plug fall right out on, when he was <laughs> so dismount. I, I missed training on Saturday so that I could watch Joe fight. And Priorities. Um, yeah, one of the other guys that I trained with, though, he made it. And he got the all clear to fly solo before I did, right? Like, he got it on Saturday. So today was his sixth flight. And so far, he's got he, he's nailed one landing. He has five crashes, and he's landed once. Um, mm-hmm. That's, I guess, guy. better than my record of 0 for 3. But... I do hope to catch him by the time I hit six <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and not crash one of the next three. Um, God, I would almost, you know, on like aircraft carriers, how they got that big rubber band type wire that catches the, uh, the, the planes. Mm-hmm. I, if I'm you, I'm wishing there was one of those for people that I could just fly into a big soft spider web. They're and called it just telephone lines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have them everywhere between poles. <laughs> it's great. No, they, uh, <laughs> um, Dude, I don't know. I'm really excited. I, I I was, I'm constantly looking at clouds now. I'm uh, I'm an amateur at it, but I'm getting better at reading weather and like what the clouds are doing, and and I can tell you whether it's turbulent air, smooth air, or like what we're dealing with, where it's dangerous and where it's just bumpy, and uh, like as I pulled in home tonight, I'm like right now would be a great time to fly, and uh, yeah, but it. What are the telltale signs? You like lick your finger and put it in the air, or what's <laughs> Yeah. How do you know? The twister are coming. <laughs> I'm <laughs> mostly, I, this time of year, and I'm not an expert, a lot of it has to do with the temperature. You know if it's getting really hot, then there's going to be heavy thermals. And then there's a type of cloud, the cumulus cloud. It's super common. Uh, if you see that, that gets created by thermals. And those big thermals, if you, if you do what I do, you don't really want them. Uh, for people who don't have a motor, they they have to fly in that like terrible air. But for me... What looking for yeah, as a brand new pilot, you, if you see those, it's it's best to stay home. Have you ever uh, have you ever done that thing where they tell you behind a boat and you've got a parachute? Parasailing? No, I haven't. I've done that. I've heard that it's everyone says it's boring. It was it's really boring. fun for the first like I don't know two minutes because mm-hmm. it was like, oh my god, like I can see everything, like I can see fish and like big fish swimming in the ocean there, like that's neat. But then when you realize like, oh, I'm up here for twenty minutes. Yeah, it's you like, don't do uh, anything. It doesn't like you're not controlling anything. You're literally just going on a ride. Like you have no control over anything. Uh, this yeah. is what I'm doing is pretty cool, man. And you can go high. I, I think, I think the legal limit is twelve thousand feet. The uh, the record is like eighteen thousand. Like it, that's pretty high for a is lawn that an chair. Un- is that a, is that eighteen k with or without oxygen? 
I would think without. You can do 18k without as long yeah. as you come, back, come down. I think you. I think that's right. What the death zone is, and I forget if he had oxygen or not. Probably the biggest the thing zone. is. <laughs> yeah, you should well, probably avoid anywhere called the death zone in your parachute <laughs> and van. <laughs> you look at your altimeter, it's just a skull and crossbones. What, we're there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I picture the altimeter that you would use uh, for a, a paramotor would just be like uh, like that fake Boba Fett thing <laughs> that, he has, or that uh, uh, Buzz Lightyear has, where it's just like fake stats written on plastic. Like, oh, fuck, we're getting too high, you know? Looking rough here. <laughs> None of the gauge seem, gauges seem to be working. They're all frozen. I'll hide for me when you cut the fan loose and just go to the parachute. Dude, the backup chute. <laughs> I have a reserve chute. There's going to be a number. He's got the reserve chute. I do, I do. Um, well, the number would be as low as possible, I would think. You don't want to wait till you get to like 18,000 feet to start slowly floating down and hoping a thermal doesn't carry you away to Greenland. You want to jump yeah. out at like 4,000 or 3,000 or something, You don't right? jump out with the reserve chute. It's attached you, to the well, paramotor. Oh, I look like it was attached to your side. Okay, so 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 all right. So let's say that your your parachute, your wing, as it's called, starts like gets twisted, and yep, all yep. the cables are twisted up. I imagine that's the scenario you use this thing. So you cut all those Roman loose candle, somehow, presumably. It. You pull it in. You, so actually, it's it's two steps. You take your step one is throw the reserve chute out, and and even that yeah. is two steps. You sort of break it free, and then you throw it away. And then the reserve chute, I'm told, deploys like crazy. Like it, this thing is designed to just deploy in a fucking hurry. So when you say, well, I'm sorry, maybe I'm misunderstood. The, what are you throwing away? Is that the main chute that has fouled? No, there's a handle on the side to your reserve chute, but it's not like I'm, some reserve chutes I'm told are like ballistic, and some are spring loaded. This is neither. So you you pull it and then you like throw it out into clean like air. Quickly unfurl it. <laughs> no. So that's you know, the thing. Because what I'm thinking is you'd be like, don't worry, everyone, I've got my reserve. And you throw it and you just see it like go away. <laughs> it's not attached to you by any means. Whatsoever. I, it's just shit. I helped install it. I, I, I know it's attached. I saw it. You know, and. Uh, <laughs> Um, anyway, so it was more like hold this while he like puts things together. Right? But, but yeah, I was, I was involved. So the reserve chutes, I'm told like they're, they're designed to just catch air, right? So like a, a sports pilot's parachute, you know, the square ones where they can maneuver around and do fun stuff. Like apparently they don't beat the shit out of you when they deploy. Like there's kind of an easing into it. Uh, reserve chutes aren't like that because you might be throwing it at 75 feet. And you know, they're meant to just like really catch air, really get working in a in a hurry. Would so, it work at seventy five feet? Would it? I mean, he said that. I, I was gonna, like, it's gonna help. But I was like, at seventy five feet, do you throw it? He's like, yeah, you always throw it. Seventy five feet, yeah, yeah. fifty feet. Like he's like, it's gonna help. You know, like the thing. Apparently, as soon as it catches air in like ten feet, it it's you know you spread out and it's doing its thing. At least it'll cover up all the blood and gore for the children around. <laughs> and, then, and then there's this... Slides into the pavement. <laughs> hey, look, there's this thing about... about. We can wrap him up in it now. <laughs> <laughs> Packing your parachute, right? Everyone knows parachutes need to be, like, perfectly packed and stuff like that. And, and that the reserve parachutes, mine's professionally packed. It still is the factory packing. But they, they tested it, and they're like, let's fuck up the packing, right? Let's just like crinkle it in there in a big puff works perfectly let's like try to make it work works perfectly let's try to like tangle it these things are designed to just spread and do their job uh even if they're packed poorly like 
every scenario. So basically you toss it, and then if you've got time, you pull in your wing so that they don't like conflict. That's, that's, well, that's how you do it. Well, is there it's any good procedure for cutting the motor off of your back? Like just in case it goes awry and you it's have to like fire. saw off the fan. Yeah, it's, it's on, on fire. fire. It's on it, fire. You got to get it off. So actually, um, I forget. I think it's called the e, the FUV. I forget what it is. Whatever the German FAA is, like had that requirement, like when it was new. Oh, wow. <laughs> they they said you know you need to be able to jettison this thing and like sail away or something, and uh, mine actually does have that, but no one uses it. Non-German paramotors don't have it, and it's generally considered a bad idea to have like a single point of failure where your motor can just fall off, and um, like a yeah. quick detach to to like exactly. let everything go. Yeah, it's, it's a quick detach, but I think it's actually for water landings more so than fire. And, so you don't um, get drowned. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> and, uh, you know what I would I, I would also <laughs> like one of those things that like quickly deploys like some sort of floating apparatus to keep your damn twelve thousand dollar piece of machinery from sinking to the bottom of some lake. Yeah. Can I you imagine like that? Imagine this scenario. There. You come in, you're like doing these like low level maneuvers over a lake, skimming your feet, and it mm -hmm. and you fall on your butt. It's not an emergency. You're like, oh shit, well, let me get out of here and swim away. Oh, oh god, no, no, no. As it just slowly sinks down Did to the bottom. Did you say twelve hundred or twelve thousand? Thousand. You know, you know which one. <laughs> the twelve hundred? Um, you thought this was a twelve hundred dollar? No, I Would didn't. You trust I didn't, your life going into the air on? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't think it was twelve thousand either. Um, so I'm told, like in a lake scenario, it's pretty easy to find because the parachute floats kind of. Yeah, so, like, if you know roughly where you are and it's not like a hundred feet deep. Then you'd just circle around. You'd see the big parachute either on the surface or you can see through the water a little bit. The you know, water's got to do some damage to that. You know, it's One a two-cylinder engine, right? So you're like, yeah, I'll know it's ruined forever. Eh, is it? You know, like no, I've, I've no, yeah, you just kind of take the spark plug off and get the water out, put things back together, and it turn it over. It'll spit all the water out. And yeah, just keep going. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. I guess that. Yeah, it's not like you have a lot of uh, like avionics on board or anything like that. It's not it like doesn't even a have electric start guidance compute. Yeah, I saw that and that worried me. When I saw him like put his hand on your shoulder and pull a, a like a, a rip cord like an old lawnmower yeah. would happen. I was like, are you shitting me? What if it goes dead in the air? He's he's got to be like doing one of these to get going again. Starting, it's not that bad. Mine starts on a pull or two. You know what's bad? Fucking finding it. Give it two years. Yeah, but you might be right. But finding it, like I'm hunting back here for the fucking. Like, yeah, I can't find the damn like pull cord. And then once you do, oh my god! So you know most pull cords, you pull it and you can feel the engine compression. It's like gah 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 gah. You got to pull it hard enough to get it going. This is like it's supposed to be better. It's like spring loaded. Like have you guys seen any these? The the high end pulls don't just like spin the motor anymore. You spin like some sort of clutch mechanism and that spins the motor. Well, dude, like I have to stop punching myself in the face when I work this mechanism because it's on a spring. And even with two hands, I'm like, fuck, you know, like, <laughs> like, it, it happens more than that once. That was also disturbing to me to see because I, I really went into that first like video of yours where you were watching it or where you were trying it I, I really thought it was going to be way more high tech. Like, I thought it was going to be like, all right, we're going to be going up to about 1,300 feet today. Let's just quickly. Instead, it was like, 
You ready to go up there? Let me start your fan. How do I land? Oh, it'll bring you down on its own. You can only move about 30 miles. Like, What is the range of those things? What is the range on them? Uh, in in miles? Or or fly, miles right? You fly about two and a half to three and a half hours. I yeah. It's a couple hundred miles, isn't it? No. Yeah, I read on the internet that the range was 150 kilometers. So just imagine how That's... many eggs you could have. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Look how excited you guys are. I know the It's going to be the ultimate Pokemon catching device. I'm going to be flying at like eight feet off the ground. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> catching Pokemon. That's your legs I'm gonna off do- fences. <laughs> I'm going to be doing circles above the Poke stops. Like, you, like, can hit, you can hit straight line. You can only hit a air Pokemon. Line. Only flying Pokemon, too. That'll be my, my thing. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. That'll be my thing. Oh. <sighs> man, that's a good... That's... I saw what some people were doing is, uh, you know those shitty like model train tracks where it just kind of... I was around at like six miles an hour, four miles an hour. That's apparently that does work, you know, because it's rough enough that it People tricks said, it into thinking you're walking. Because it, it has the fan to work too. And I tried the fan. I, I I tied my my phone with a shoelace on my fan and put the thing spin. <laughs> a ceiling fan? Yeah, I had a video. Uh, I can you guys. It didn't um, work. It 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 got. I, I ran for thirty five minutes and I got point one kilometers. Ah. Uh... Yeah, see, see, like I, I, I kept thinking of ways to cheat the system too. But and I was out there in my yard last night, and I was just like, walking is stupid. Why don't you just run? Like, like, and and I, I ran out that two k in just a little while, and I was so you very can't pleased. Use with a golf cart or something. It seems like you could just jostle it and use a golf cart, and you can. You know, I, I think you can, but it's like I, I think part of my particular problem is something with because I'm in a bad area, because getting GPS to stay stable. And for it to always get a steady uh, view of where I am, so it seems to have worked a little bit. If I just drive real slow, and I'm literally driving around with my phone in my hand doing this, like like trying to make the phone think that I'm like running so goddamn fast, like 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 I'm Usain Bolt out there. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> and, and sometimes that works. Sometimes I'll all of a sudden get like half a k on the board, but. I went. Uh, I must have drove 40 miles today, running errands and going to the doctor and stuff. And I didn't get any eggs hatched, but that run last night hatched three. Quite a few hatched. Granted, I was in a lot of traffic, like so it was like stop and go kind of shit. But you get a lot of kilometers done in stop and go traffic if you're yeah. just kind of rolling. Now, do you yeah, have to shake a... it for it to work, Taylor? Not really. Like every once in a while, I'll kind of just like go like that. As I'm driving around, making it think I'm jogging at, at at 19 miles an hour, as I often do, you know, sprint next to it. But uh, it, it works sometimes. I mean, I don't know what the cutoff is, but but my Pokemon it's hatched and see. I got fucking hosed on my 10 kilometer egg. Hosed. I got a fucking Eevee. Oh, that sucks. Oh. I am. I don't want that. I already. I already went through. I have evolved. What is it, seven Eevees now? I've gotten five. No, four Jolteons. One Vaporeon and two Flareons, but oh, Jolteon. the Jolteons were all first, and so I was really fucking pissed off about that. See, I would love to trade. I would love to trade my uh, for for one of your Jolteons because that's what I need. Because the the gym that's next to me is uh is the water Pokemon. Oh, there's only me. one left now. I kill all but the strong. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I think yeah. it's better that we can't trade. Yeah, <laughs> you think? What, what was this? What was this? It. 
Yeah, they are. I, I think they are. What was the thing that the, they would say in that uh, in the movie Three Hundred? Only the straw. Only the straw. <laughs> <laughs> When they start adding and trading, is there a business model for Pokemon Go yes, Lotto? Yes, that's what I've been like going on and on about. Like, like Joe, have you kept trading, up with this CS:GO Lotto stuff? I I know a little bit. So basically, my understanding is that T-Mart and Syndicate started a site, and they they both acted like they didn't own it; that they just stumbled upon it, but they did own it. And I, I don't know. That, yeah. that's, that's about all I know. And then the other I, thing I, is the kid thing. Like it, it's it would be inconceivable oh, yeah. so to me that they didn't know 13, there were a lot of a 13 kids year, there's oh, a thing that true. says you're 13 and there's a thing that says you're 18 is there something yeah, else yeah that is true it, basically they use the cop up oil late there's this child online privacy protection act that says they don't knowingly collect data from people under 13 and a lot of yep. people use that as proof that 13 year olds were allowed but the registration always said you had to be 18 no it didn't well, it did no it didn't it, it, at first it was just 13 no, yeah, that's the cop of boilerplate. There's two, there's two, no. two checks. Right? Yeah, I'm, I'm right like about this. Get, no, I'm saying his website said he had to be 13. And it didn't. At first. No. Until he changed it when he got in. Let me explain water. what happened. Um, they had the cop of boilerplate that so many sites do on there. And then all these videos like blur out every word except 13 years old and say, look, 13-year-olds are here. But what that really was, was it said, we don't collect information from children under 13. Now, the registration process, where you give them you know, like your name and your account and all that stuff, you had to check a box and say you were 18. But that 13-year-old thing was just saying that they didn't collect kids' info. Why, why not? Why, don't you, why can't we collect kids' info? How is it any more okay to collect my info than it is a child's? Well, there, I guess there was something called the Child Online Privacy Protection Act. Oh bullshit! Who yeah. sponsored that? <laughs> I don't know, but that's what it was. It was that cop of the cop of boilerplate is what everyone used to say like thirteen-year-olds are cool here, but it was always eighteen. But the truth is, thirteen-year-olds were kind of cool there. All you had to do was check a box, you know. I'm always one hundred and sixteen online because I enter nineteen hundred as my birth date. You know, you can put anything you want. It's the internet, and that's that's what it went for CS:GO Lotto too. So yeah, anyway, like like. Like um, Joe said, uh, they pretended they didn't own it. And the other thing is, I think they looked the other way. The kids were there. It's been shut down since the eighth. Like it's, it's yeah, shut it's, down. It, well, I mean, Valve has cracked down. Twitch has Yesterday. also cracked down. So, so Twitch came out said no more, um, no more of those streams. I'm not going to do that anymore. Those gambling streams. That is over. Uh, mm. And Valve has come out and said, you know, hey, it seems that. People have been gambling with the poker chips we sell. I can't. <laughs> I, we, hey, we never saw that coming. All we do here is sell poker chips, okay? And we figured people like to collect them. You know, look at them on their computer screens. Uh, you know, uh -huh. that sort of thing. We had no idea you'd be gambling with With them. poker chips? You For don't shame. say. For shame. <laughs> we never profited from any gambling directly. We just sell the poker chips. Uh, so we're not going to allow that anymore. Um, buy a Vive. <laughs> that was that's Valve's statement. Um, I stand behind all uh, none of that except for the last little bit by a vibe. <laughs> yeah, that that sums it up perfectly. And um, so I guess that whole, I I don't know that they've started blacklisting sites from their API yet. Um, the only one I pay attention to is CS:GO Lotto, and they shut down voluntarily almost a week ago. I saw that there was a guy. He was the owner, runner, whatever of a competitor. And he and uh, everybody was applauding him because 
I don't know the particular ins and outs of it, but basically, since this thing is getting shut down, that that would mean that a lot of people might get stuck with their money invested in some, into something that will soon be worthless. And he was like, I don't care if I have to buy new skins. Don't worry about that. I want everybody to get their credits out. And I thought that was really admirable of him to do that and say that. And uh, I don't even know who the guy is, you know, just some screen name that I read. But um, a lot was being made of that on Reddit, and I, I thought that was pretty cool of him. Another thing I saw last night, this is a bit of a... <clears throat> A different topic. I was talking about Joe being a great sportsman earlier. Um, I don't know that Terry Crews. Do, do we all know who Terry Crews is? He's the linebacker. Guy. The um, oh wait, yeah, I know the yeah, office yeah. linebacker slash old oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. guy. Um, I watched a Facebook video of his last night. I thought because... his last name was Tate. Was it office yeah. linebacker was something Tate? I think you're whatever right. I whatever I just said is his real name. Terry oh, okay. Cruz. Terry Crews okay. is the guy's real name. Um, and so I watched this Facebook video. So he was one of those guys out there um, playing Battlefield on PC with, uh, with the gamers and Snoop Dogg and all those people uh, a month back or so. <clears throat> and in his Facebook video, he basically says, hey, I went and played this game with these guys a while back, and I loved it. It was so much fun, so I'm going to build my own PC. And he's got all of his PC components there that someone helped him pick out and everything. And watching that 12-minute video... I fell in love with Terry Crews. He seems like such a genuinely nice, kind-hearted, sweet, genuine guy. It was ama- I-, I watched this 12-minute video, and at the end of it, I was like, I wish you were selling something, Terry, because I'd buy it from you. I wish I could help you in some way to, to like do better. Such a great guy. I, I love that video. Um, real nice. He's talking about his kids. And at the end of the video, after he's talked about gaming and, and, and how it helps him like connect with his kid, and, he, and after he's talked about um, the particulars of his PC build, and you know he got a 1080 graphics card, and this motherboard, and and this power supply, et cetera, et cetera, he goes over and he shows you like this wall that he's got, this sort of like um, inspirational board that's there for him, him and his kids, and he starts reading some of the things on there, you know, and it's like try, that doesn't work, try again, try harder, try a different way, try this, try that, and he's like all these inspirational things, and he was. I, I don't know how to how to say it any differently, but but just so genuine and such a cool guy that I loved it. Uh, Chiz is going to see if he can get him on the show uh, since he's getting into PC gaming and stuff like that. Maybe he'd be interested. Um, I really hope he he, he is awesome. because because Terry I've, Cruz Terry Cruz is not Terry is not Terry Tate, office linebacker. What are you trying to say, Kyle? What I'm talking about Terry Cruz. You you brought up office linebacker. Well, he just, Woody brought it up, and I just wanted to keep things moving along. Uh-huh. So as All far right. as I know, Terry, Terry Crews is the Expendables guy. He's, yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah. Was Terry Crews an athlete? Played the football. He played football, I think. Like... But he played the NFL. Yeah, he played he the was... NFL. Drafted the Rams. I think the '91 draft. Uh, I I think. I mean, I'm reading a Wikipedia page. Yeah, uh, but um, if you yeah. anybody out there, like, yeah. I know what. If I understand what Kyle's saying, he's saying they all look the same. Is that? I, I think that's what Kyle was saying. <laughs> yeah, that's what I. That's what I've gathered from from his from all this. Um, I don't know about that, but um, if you're out there and uh, I, I, I tell you what, he'd be an awesome really guest. Warmed, he'd be a great guest for PK. It warmed my heart to to watch it, and Chiz felt the exact same way. It's 12 minutes of this guy on Facebook just kind of chatting about his new PC and himself. But I swear to God, I wish it was 20. I wish it was 20 minutes so I could have sat there and enjoyed him a little bit more. So uh, anybody interested in that, I found on the PC Master Race subreddit. Hmm. <clears throat> but I'm sure you go to Terry Cruz's Facebook and find it too. It's far too long to watch on the show, but excellent. And what a great guy. Um, I'm a fan of his now and, and all things he does. He's one of those celebrities um, or like whatever you want to call him that, that anything he does now, I will be a supporter of. You know, When I see him do things, I, I'll want him to do well. 
just because of what I saw there in that video, he seemed like a real good guy. New topic? Yeah, what you got? Let's do it. So the FBI has, I guess you'd call it malware. Like they had something called Operation Playpen, and it was a, a virus, I guess, that went from machine to machine to machine to catch pedophiles, and it did. It, it caught like 100 pedophiles, and there's, I guess, some gray area as to whether or not they can use the evidence because it's kind of like warrantless searching, right? I mean, they just sort of yeah, spread their malware around. and uh, But it caught 100 pedophiles. Yeah, but see, that's, that's a slippery slope that you don't want to go down. You don't want, oh, well, maybe next time we see who's pirating movies online. Maybe next time we see who's doing this and that. Maybe um, we see uh, if we can find any communists. Yeah, we'll see if, like, it's, you know, obviously you want to fucking catch pedophiles. I don't think anybody wants pedophiles out Do there. Do we, though? So, Let, let's slow down here. Let, hey, like, hey, all right, look. Well, Kyle, let's not die on I, that. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> here, here's my thing about pedophiles. Anyone who, who hurts a kid or plans to hurt a kid or anything like that, fuck them. They should be put to death. Like, most of the time, and my, my honest opinion is that they're probably just, it's probably a mental thing and they're sick in the head because who wants to fuck a little kid and who wants to be the guy who wants to fuck a little kid? Think about that yeah. for a minute. Who would want to literally be the guy who wants to fuck a kid? Like, you're, you're immediately the worst kind of pariah, the, the kind of guy that even the kindest old lady will go, kill that piece of shit. You know, like, like fry him, fry him. Nobody's on your side. Nobody's on your side. Mm -hmm. I think those people are genuinely sick. So I, when, I see, when they say they caught pedophiles, are they talking about some guy who has never harmed a child? In fact, maybe he goes out of his way to stay away from children and try to um, remove that from his life entirely. But he just like, looked at some pornography on the internet. Like, I, I kind of feel All for that. All we know guy. for I don't sure know is they have files on their computer. I just don't know if we should be, be using malware to find the guy who's mentally ill but doing his best to like not ever hurt anyone and just looking at some dirty stuff on the internet. I don't know if we need to like use malware to track him down, then drag him out of his home, put him into the prison system, and pay 50 grand a year to keep him housed. Sometimes that stuff is bullshit too. Like when I was in high school, so I was 18, and there was a kid that was dating a 15-year-old girl, and 16 was age of consent. So if you're under 21, 16 is okay. If you're over 21, then 18 is okay in Massachusetts at the time. I don't know. And uh, kid, kid had, it was 18, had a 15-year-old girlfriend. It was like just barely 15. But that was a cop. They break up. Kid gets locked up. Pedophile, the whole entire thing. For his entire life. Like he was like, he's a, he's a junior dating a freshman. And go to jail. You're not collecting $100. Like sometimes it's, motherfucker. it's over. Yep. Jersey's laws are better. North Carolina is the same. Uh, I think if you're... So definitely, if you're 14, you can consent, but only if the person's within four years of you. And if you're 18 and 14, you have to start checking birthdays. And uh, something about the four-year rule, like, yeah, that kind of works, that rolling four-year rule. And I think at 16, it might be, you can start consenting to anybody. There's some age along the way. Does that include anal? Yeah. It usually yeah, starts with anal. Good, good. <laughs> I just want to make sure I'm in the clear. The prize, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the worst. I, I hate it. Private school. There are quite a few people like that. <laughs> well, Is that I'm trying true? to save myself for Jesus. So you yes. Can my oh, absolutely. That's yeah. a real yeah, true you know, thing. You no, know that was true. Absolutely. No, I have. I, 
I went to public school and, and really never spout, you know, like found the fountain of anal giving girls. It's the same oh, thing in public school. It's same thing in public school. It just has to do with whether or not it's a really religious person or not. That's it. Same at yeah. public or private. And there'll they'll be this little clique of girls and they'll convince each other like through some sort of like anal sex echo chamber that like, yeah, it's no different than letting them, you know, fuck your belly button or your armpit. Just let him yeah. get in there, you know, lube it up and it's, it's all good. He'll be happy. You God will be happy, like like buttholes for Jesus. Let's make it happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really it's like people. It's trying to pull the wool over God's eyes. You know, where you're like, he won't know. Is he really taking that good a look? You know, well, he obviously is. If he, I mean, those areas like you can grab it like a six pack, so it's not that far <laughs> away. So you know, he if he's looking at one, he can see the activity going on in the other. But yeah, definitely a real. I like thing. to imagine that God is like those aliens from Rick and Morty who can't bear to look at the nudity. And like when, like he's like, oh, I don't even want to see what's going on there when the anal sex is happening, and he's like, ah, oh, she's still a virgin. Leave a comment <laughs> and let me know if you guys think this is a common oh. thing or not. Like, there's actually a, a like a, a some like sizable percentage of girls, ten percent, twenty five percent, who who give up anal so that they don't have to give up bed. Oh, I don't. I, I doubt that. I doubt that twenty five percent of girls. But I. That's definitely hot. I think you got to look in like specific scenarios, like a Catholic girls Catholic girls' school would be like breeding grounds for this, uh, for lack of a better term. Big you time. would think so. Yeah, but they are just actual horse. A lot of the time. <laughs> that too. Um, and you got to, but and, but with the Catholic girl, my thing is like, isn't sodomy still an issue? Like like like, how are it they is. not? I guess sodomy isn't as bad as losing your virginity before marriage. I guess that's the... It's kind of like in the sin hierarchy. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, I'm not going to like give up the V card, technically, because God would be really unhappy about that. But if I'm down here, it's like, you know, God, be happy with what you've got. I could have sinned way more, so fuck off, you know? I remember... They don't think, they don't Joe, don't is this a God. thing that... Like, I've heard of it. Everyone's heard of this. But, like, have you ever... Like encountered it, or like you know, people at the gym tell stories. Um, uh, I don't know what I want to say from personal experience. Well, these these would might, probably be people that you know. Might have had a girl. Might have had a girlfriend that had that went to a private Catholic school, and she might have had that whole mentality. Wow. Yep. Yeah. And I, I, then the first time that you did it with said girl, it did it go uh, poorly? Uh no. No, nope, it went, went pretty smooth. Have you guys heard of rainbow parties? <laughs> that's what she said. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I, I, I heard of this thing called rainbow parties, and it was even on, like, Oprah or some popular oh, thing. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something. Right? So the, the, what it's it is a, it's a is, rainbow party. Uh, so apparently all these girls, they wear different colored lipstick. They they suck dick. And in the end, the thing, the thing <laughs> has, the, your penis has, like, uh, lipstick remnants from all these different girls, and it looks all like right, a rainbow. All right, that's not what I thought a rainbow party is. What, what I th- what I've always heard described as a rainbow party is that you've got this like, let's just say, you know, you've got the, the senior class and mm-hmm. they have their like popular kid party and you've got 15 girls and 15 dudes. The girls will be wearing a bracelet or lipstick or nail poli- or nail uh, polish or whatever that'll be a particular color to, signi- to signify what they're open to doing sexually. So like red might be a blowjob and blue might be anal and like green might be everything. You know what I mean? So like they'd be wearing this blue lipstick and you know, She's down to blow. But the thing is, like, that's not how real fucking life works. Yeah, like, that's no. the thing about my... <laughs> no, does everybody just get together? Like, just imagine how people socialize. Like, in this weird kind of reality where it's like, yeah, we're having a rainbow party and there's 
15 guys and 15 girls and they magically all color coordinate and it never <laughs> happens that all the girls show up with nothing on because they don't want to whore it up for nothing because you know you know the tendency of women to put out with nothing to gain uh, <laughs> but like yeah. it's nonsense what would you do walk up and just like stand across from each other like it's a fucking hoedown my rainbow party also uh, nonsense Adel, right Come you don't along, get my dear. so many girls blowing guys that it's like all of a sudden your thing is like a rainbow or a christmas tree or whatever no, I, I it would look really, like that has never happened i don't think like, that's a real thing yes now, and that's that, that really i thought happened. that the anal virgins w fell in the rainbow party thing no, I, I didn't no, think the, it was a real thing oh no the anal virgins is definitely a real thing but the um the idea of that there are like multiple girls who want to who are into the idea of blowing one dude's dick until it looks like a rainbow first of all that wouldn't work because they'd each have to deep throat it to a different point right and then right. and then go and like blot their lips and then remove without doing anything to achieve this effect. It's absurd. But like, it would have to go in order. But if anything, it, the only time that ever happens is the opposite way around. You've got one slutty girl and like five guys lined up outside a room to bang her. Now that happens regularly all over the world. But never, mm -hmm. ever, but ever is there one, one dude. damaged lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But railed. never do you have one dude who's so much of a stud that literally three or four women in a room want to blow him simultaneously and are okay with it. They're, they're, she's like, oh, I'm going to lick the balls. I got the balls. Dibs on the balls. Woo! You, have to you can lick his ass, Jay Stacy. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, like, you have to pay them. That's why all those videos online yeah, are on sites where they're paid. You never just walk into, you know, Starbucks and go, who's down? Oh, I see you're wearing red lipstick. What are you thinking? You know, like, no. No, of yeah, course not. It's it I through my experiences in life I've found that many times you're much closer to getting pussy than you think you are and but when you think but but many many times you're not nearly as close to getting pussy as you think you are. It goes both ways. Sometimes <laughs> don't, don't. you're you're like I got this locked the fuck down. I'm about I could fuck her or her and I don't even know what maybe both tonight and nothing will happen. But then there's been plenty of times where, like, I talked to the girl after hanging out with her once, and she was like, I wanted to fuck. Like, like I wanted to go yes. up to your room or whatever. So many times that happens, and so that has changed the way that I talk to women now. It, 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 it's given me so much more confidence to know that, like, there's a 75% chance that she wants to have sex right now. I just have to figure out how to get her to do it without feeling guilty about it. And that's the whole trick to getting laid. <laughs> that's what getting laid is all about. It, that's people should sew that into a pillow on their chaise lounge <laughs> or put it on a motivational poster of like a guy hiking as he looks out over like the Grand Canyon and it'll just say like pussy is closer than you think <laughs> just because you need to remember that you know too many of you guys out there you know, because, you're all because, down on yourself. Because, because we're all like the, the Wayne Gretzky's of sex, right? We're always just slapping those shots and getting nothing day in and day out but, but you gotta keep in mind that a lot of those shots are going in. You just you just can't tell. Yeah, like you, you just get, you got to keep going. You you can't give up on that goal just because he blocked your first attempt. You got you, you got to shuffle around. Rub so, that fiberglass stick on his thigh a little. Fuck yeah. with him. Shuffle so, around. I, I love Kyle using a hockey analogy because you can see like the immediate loss of terms where you're like you know get out there and skate. No shuffle. That's what they do. <laughs> They're a bunch of shufflers. Get out there and get on their shufflies and they shuffle around and they hit the disc. Put her in the boards. <laughs> You know? So, Kyle, <laughs> what would you say to a girl to make her uh, not feel guilty about having sex? Well, it would, it, it's, it's incredibly super, difficult. Yeah, See, I'm, like, here's the thing. Like, what do you invite her back home? Like, like how does... 
So like the the all right. So the specific scenario that it was like, <laughs> like actually me and Syndicate and uh, two other guys were in this uh, swanky hotel lobby, and there was this girl there um, who was I couldn't tell who she was hitting on, but I could tell that she was hitting on one of us, and uh, and she had these like tight spandex pants with a big booty, and they had like the, I remember it because they had the cosmos all over her ass, and I'm like oh I really want to spank the Saturn right <laughs> off that girl, and. and and, and but I, I didn't. I, I just didn't know what to do, and I, I didn't want to step on Tom's feet. If I, I don't even know if he was interested or if she was interested in him or anything, so it's like it just didn't do anything. And uh, so, but then I was back out in L.A. another week or two later, and uh, and I invite her to my hotel, and you know we get some drinks, and I go up, you know I fuck her in my room and everything, and and she, she was like, why didn't you take me to your room last time? And I was like, I thought you were hitting on Tom. She's like, no, I'm not hitting on Tom. I'm hitting on you. That's, that's I'm sitting with you, and I'm just like, I didn't see it. I couldn't read, and I I, I felt. I would have felt so awkward if I had like hit on you or done this, and you'd been like, um, "I like Syndicate." He's, <laughs> have you seen him play zombies? <laughs> He's starting a new website, and it's gonna make bank. <laughs> I'm attaching my wagon to that gravy train. You know? Yeah, it, it's hard to honestly like like it, talking about how you like get a woman to feel comfortable having sex with you. It, it sounds like you're a fucking child predator or something. It's stuff like I don't know, just physical contact that can't go the wrong way you know what i mean like friendly physical contact that could go either way and just sort of i don't know it's warming up to someone it's getting them comfortable being around you and you being comfortable around it's, them it's and sharing stuff at all if i can jump in what you're talking about doing it's not creepy at all as long as you're being respectful the only reason that you think it's creepy or that people think it's creepy is because all the women out there think it's creepy for the most part because they've never had to do that like, they yeah. don't have to go up and they're like, oh, you just go up and you just start touching someone? And, like, well, obviously you don't do that. You just go up and start rubbing people, you know? Yeah. Maybe, like, put your hand on them when you're really into a conversation and you can see a connection's coming. Exactly. To establish that. You know, maybe she touches your arm. That's an yeah, open put, door. Put a hand on her knee. And I don't mean, like, a hand on her knee. I just mean, like, as you tell a punchline, you go, and then they went down the slide! <laughs> and, like, it's, it's just getting comfortable with her, like, with physical touch and stuff. And, like, I like to tickle ladies. Uh, they seem to respond well to that, you know, give them a little tickle. Uh, I don't use my long fingernails to, like, scrape the bottom of their back or anything, but I, I think physical contact with a woman that you just haven't met and you're trying to have sex with or get comfortable with having sex with you is very key initially to get her comfortable with you in a physical way. That and trust, you know, you need to let her know that you're not some fucking psycho. You have yeah, no interest in, in, like, beating her up or harming her because that's the number one fear in every woman's head, yeah. um, I, you know, is that you're going to rape her and murder her. And, and, and they all have that in their head, and they should. They should have it in their head, because there is a small percentage of men who do want to rape and kill you, lady, so keep that in mind. I just want to fuck you, and it'll be good. So just keep that in mind, <laughs> all right? I, I want to buy you some gifts and maybe some drinks and have some sex, and then we'll watch, like, over. Family Guy. Like, like that's all. <laughs> you, know, I mean, you know, that condom could be a gift, you know? I'll, I'll pay for those. The burritos afterward? A gift? Nah, not, both not you know, paying half of the taxi fare back to her house late at night, <laughs> a gift. Yeah, that's the other... Yeah, there's a lot of, like, things that I think that, that guys do to women that make it difficult for, like, decent guys to, to hook up and to, to get ladies. I've never understood why... Uh, like, I would sleep with a girl, and she'd be like, you're not going to call me, are you? And I'm like, of course I'm going to call you. I want to fuck you again. And she'd be like... No, guys never call me back, and I'm like, well, with this attitude, I'm kind of understanding why. <laughs> She's like, no, no, I, I, but, 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 hear me out here, random girl that I just had sex with. I just had sex with you, and I really enjoyed it. I want to do it again, and the only way to facilitate that is by maintaining pleasant contact with you. 
So I don't understand these guys who are out there like putting notches on their bedposts or on their belt or whatever and just trying to fuck 20 different girls once. I want to fuck 20 different girls 20 different times. Like, <laughs> like, like I want to be your friend forever now. Why can't we always be friends? Like, like I, I have no interest in, uh, in like having sex with a girl and then like getting her out of my life forever. I don't get that. Yeah, there's a lot of poisoning the well that goes on with uh, with creepy guys ruining it for everybody else, where they'll take the advice you said, but they won't go in and, you know, have a fun conversation, make them laugh, you know, get everybody on the same page, and then, you know, do what you said, just something subtle and, and Kyle, you know, do not you find, Do you find many but, girls want that relationship, Kyle? Cause yes, yes. I've never... Um, I can't think of the girl who has not wanted that relationship because I'm a fun guy. You know, texting with me is always uh, pretty fun stuff. I like to send lots of memes and jokes and stuff. And uh, I'll like think of a if I have a conversation with somebody, I'll be looking for ways to turn that conversation into a joke later in a text message or through a meme or something. I'm fun to text with. So like uh, most of the girls that that I've not, I don't know, there's probably eight or eight or nine girls that that I could probably contact now and would be okay with like going on some kind of a mini vacation with me or something like that. Because I'm I'm not disrespectful and I, and and I'm a nice guy about it. And I'm honest about it all, and it's just that like, hey, I I like you a lot, but you live in Wichita, so let's hook up whenever a, we can. Maybe a a big chunk of girls who are like, all right, this isn't what I want, but I will do this in hopes that someday it grows into what they want, which is you know. There's a, been one girl who who felt that way, but but most of them are like, I like cool girls who aren't going to be clingy and weird yeah. like that, and aren't looking for that. From me, um, like, 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 you should know going in that like this probably isn't going to work up to us getting married or anything. This is just kind of us having fun and like you know live having some experiences together. They don't like, I think wanna... the same way as us though. Like they like when you have a friend who is female, you know, given the opportunity, you want a banger. If she were like, hey, we're friends, let's have sex. We want to have sex with each other. Let's do that. You would do that 100 percent of the time because that's what you really want to be doing every time you're hanging out. For the most part, you want to be fucking, you know? You're not hanging out because, like, maybe you are genuinely good friends, but you'd also want to fuck. For them, maybe they think you're a barrel of fun. You are very fun to text because there's always funny gifts and images coming through. Reddit. But in their head, they're thinking, you know, maybe a couple more times and, and he's going to get attached and then maybe we maybe something happens. That's just, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just the nature of, you know, they're using sex to get a relationship. You're using Sometimes the, that's definitely true. Promise of a but... relationship to Sex. Not promise, but a, an inkling of a hint. You know, this could I often turn pick into women. I'm calling back. I often pick women who are unable to to do that. Like, like oh, um, you know, maybe they're married or they're already in a relationship that's not going so well or something like that, or they got kids or something like that. Those th those are good relationships to have. Yeah, always hear that, kids. Go for a woman with many children. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and one know, husband. <laughs> Still married. All oh, the she, Some other he's a shithead anyway. Yeah, like <laughs> I, there's so many. There's so many like bad married. I, I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. With sleeping there, with a married woman, if the marriage is like over and like their people have moved out and like they're not even cohabitating anymore, it's not like. I mean, I guess if we were we're gonna go like to biblical times, I'm breaking some sort of sacrament, and so is she, and maybe we should be stoned to death. <clears throat> but it's 2016. And <laughs> that, that's I, I don't I don't really put too much stock in the marriage unless it's uh, unless the people in it are putting a lot of stock in the marriage. So, um, Kyle, how I, many girls are, how many girls are listening to this right now thinking you're talking about specifically them? They're like, oh, he's definitely talking about me. 
Girls there's probably there's <laughs> no they do i i usually tell them not to listen um there's probably two or three listening and and i think they all know that i have a mutual respect with them all and i, I care about them and uh and uh and that's just the deal tell me if i'm right about this i feel like you are the perfect boyfriend like when you're in the same room, right? Like, oh yeah, I completely care about you. I respect you. Like, I like it's this big thing. But then if you get into different rooms, you know, you really don't care <laughs> not, about them much. <laughs> you just mowing the lawn. Like, oh yeah, flip this bitch a a meme, and and I'll get this one a dick pic, and <laughs> nah, you know, no, I'll like maintain this thing as long as I can. Fuck them two weeks from the spot, So you're half right. <laughs> you're you're definitely half right there. I do try to excel at being. An awesome guy. If I'm if I'm with a girl, like like I'm, you know, I'll I'll pay for everything, and I'm gonna buy you a gift or something like that. And I, you know, it's just you know, oh, your car broke down. Well, take mine. You know, that sort of thing. But what I'm not doing is like thinking less of her or like I'm not being disingenuous. I mean it. And yeah, I might text another girl the next day, but I like her too. You just you just wouldn't pass up another girl for her. I would prefer to combine both girls together. That would be the <laughs> ideal scenario. Like, like, like what I often do is I, I'm just like, hey, do, do you like redheads? Well, this, let me introduce you to a friend of mine. You know? like, like if you can work a three-way into it or something like that. I, my thing is I, I just struggle with monogamy, and, and um, I, I like lots of different kinds of women, and uh, I like different people, and I, I have a hard time being friends with guys because guys can be assholes, and I find that women are a lot easier to be friends with. I've got lots of women friends, and it's just as much about my friendship with a lot of the girls that I talk to as it is about some sort of sexual relationship. I mean, there's girls that I haven't hooked up with or went on one of my many vacations with in like two or three years, um, but I still care about them a lot and uh, still talk to them on a regular basis, and we might go on some kind of a vacation soon or something like that or a trip or hang out. Just no monogamy for me because that's bullshit. Let me give you guys an ad read. I'll take two. I heard it. <laughs> this episode of Painkiller Already is being brought to you in part by Dollar Shave Club. Guys, we really appreciate you listening to the show and wanted to do something to thank you. So we contacted our friends over at dollarshaveclub.com and arranged for them to give you uh, new members a free month with their executive razor for free. Just by buying a tube of Dr. Carver's Shea Butter. We're super excited they're doing this for you, so uh, let me remind you why millions of others have joined me as a proud member of the club. DollarShaveClub.com delivers, delivers amazing razors right to your door for a third of the price of what those greedy razor corporations charge. That means that when you join Dollar Shave Club, you can afford to shave with a fresh blade anytime you want, which feels fantastic. I got a first-class shave when I use the executive blades, and that's without even hurting my wallet. And when I use the executive with their Dr. Carver Shave Butter, the blade just gently glides for the smoothest shave ever. Shave Butter isn't your average shave cream. It's a unique conditioning formula with high-quality natural ingredients, leaving your skin unbelievably soft and smooth. Now's a great time to join the Dollar Shave Club. New members to buy a tube of the, of, uh, the Shave Butter get a month of, with the executive razor for free. So take advantage of this special offer today. It's available to you by going to dollarshaveclub.com slash PKA. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash PKA. That's a good now, deal. It's a very good deal. And now let me give you a quick word from Movement Watches, spelled MVMT. Uh, the past few months, we've, we've been working a lot with movement watches. We love them, and you guys seem to love them, so I asked myself, why do I only have one? You see, movement offers different colored bands, different colored faces, different styles for each of their watches. Movement watches start at just $95. 
do the quick math, you could have a couple of movement watches and it would still be uh, much better value than just one of those department store watches. Get a blue one, get a white one, maybe sandstone is your thing. Whatever your style, movement watches, uh, and, uh, movement has watches and bands to match uh, every outfit in your arsenal. There's no hassles, uh, just order online with free shipping, free returns, and a 24-month warranty. So join the more than 1 million social media followers and get a movement watch today. That's mvmtwatches.com slash pka today. They'll give you 15% off your entire purchase. Uh, that's mvmtwatches.com slash pka. Nice. That actually happened to me recently. I was buying watches and I was narrowing it down. And the ones I liked were cheap enough. I was like, you know, I should just get both. One for casual, one for formal. That's, that's what I did. They were cheap watches. I've been uh, I've been getting stuff ready for my uh, office or gaming room or whatever it's going to be. I guess now it's going to be like a playroom. I, I got a bunch of Game of Thrones uh, memorabilia, like those big banners to hang on the wall, and I got some LED lighting fixtures that kind of shine down on them. And uh, got finally got the room completely painted over there. Got all the red off the wall. It used to be red in there, which I always found to be disgusting. So everything's nice and uh, sort of a charcoal gray. Uh, I'm gonna get the PC moved in there. Get all my all my gaming stuff moved in there. The pool table, the the How's ping the pong, table? the air hockey. Is the table coming along? Some no, pause. I keep it, it's sitting over there in a pile. It needs to. It, I need to get back on it. But it, it's it's. We found two people that were supposedly able to plane this thing, but um, they they weren't able to. One guy te- didn't have the right kind of planer, and then the next guy um, just hasn't gotten done. But is, it got plane, stuff. is the table already attached, or you need to plane the individual boards? I need to play in the individual boards. Attaching the thing is, is not a big deal because it's just sitting them on to like... Well, taking the individual the boards and making it... I wasn't sure if you were like... Sometimes what will happen is people will play them. The boards will be a little cockeyed. And they'll just take off another eighth so that the top is flat. I, I yeah, know that's... That, that would that's take a serious gonna, planer. That's or, what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, you it's, need to find a guy with a big drum sander. Is this like a custom table? What's the significance of this table? Yeah. Yeah, I want it. So I, I, um, I built a, uh, a gaming PC um, so that I could kind of, I, it needed an upgrade. Uh, so I wanted to play, you know, the next gen games and high frame rates. So I got this big ultra wide um, 3540 by 1440p monitor and I, I got, I don't know, two or $3,000 gaming PC. And I got a, uh, an HTC Vive for the, for the VR stuff. And uh, I'm building a nice desk to put it all on and under and, you know, hide all the wires and make it look nice. Yep. Um, and I think I might do some videos that utilize the Vive. So I'm kind of setting that room up for that. You need a lot of space to use the Vive because... Uh, you, how do you like it? How do you like the Vive? I, I fucking love it, dude. It looks it's, awesome. It's, first of all, it's a workout. Um, like, I'll, I'll be dripping with sweat when I'm done, depending on the game I play. There, there are plenty of games that you could play and not break a sweat, but uh, I play a game... Um, it's basically you pick any song. It could be from their catalog, or you could just pick one. And as the beat hits, like boom, 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 you're, you're getting these uh, orbs floating toward you, and you have to punch them. And you've got an orange shield and a, a blue shield, and the balls are orange or blue. And so you have to, like, you know, you gotta it, m- match them up. Yeah, and it's very difficult. And I, I just find myself just going wide eyed so I can just see everything as one big picture rather than focusing on things and I'm just and and by two songs into that I'm just I gotta take a breather uh, and then there's a bow and arrow game made by Valve uh, it's actually a mini game that that, that, that in a, inside of a game called The Lab that Valve made but it's got that portal feel to it with the voice acting and stuff and um, 
you're basically defending a castle from these bad guys that keep charging in waves and yep. shooting a bow and arrow at them. And you've got to lead them and shoot above them and stuff. And so I'm cranking arrows out, hundreds of arrows, you know, in, in a few minutes. And between rounds of that, my arms are so burnt out that I just go, <sighs> I just like let them <laughs> fall. I just let them fall in front of me and just hang. And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Does it, and does it feel like a finished product, or does it feel like it's kind of beta year? So the games are not finished products yet. The games yep. are, um, are are definitely not. But the 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 hardware is a finished product. It yep. really uh, knows exactly where you are uh, at all times. So like when a spider shoots a web at me in the zombie game, I can do that yep. and it just go right by my face. Um, you know, uh, it's it's matching with. I've got a gun in one hand and a flashlight in the other, or a knife in the other, and I'm just fucking slash slash. Slash slash. It's. I've been playing this game called the Brookhaven Experiment, which is like uh, trans-dimensional monsters are coming in, and you basically stand in your play area, how bi- however big it is. For me, it's small because this room. That's one of the main reasons I'm going to the other room. It's eight times bigger than this. But I've got this size room to shuffle around in and, and literally run around. But the zombies or monsters are coming from four to six different directions. You got one gun, one flashlight with limited batteries, and it's terrifying. Like, you'll turn around, and there'll be a really disgusting spider, scorpion monster that's as big as a cow right next to you. And, I mean, it looks like it's right fucking next to you, and I'm just, ah! like, pistol-whipping it and stabbing it. How, how, do, you, how do you not smash into the walls? Because I would think that you just creep closer, closer, closer. So they got it. It's called, uh, I think it's called chaperone mode or something like that. And if you get too close to the wall with either your head or your hands, you sort of see this light blue wiry outline of where the yep. walls actually are okay but if you ever get i i get into the game pretty pretty intent intensely sometimes and i have punched these walls to the point where i wondered if my knuckles were bleeding yeah and, and uh, i can see it happening you start freaking out i was playing um dodgeball and like i i, I was trying to catch a dodgeball that i had dodged to like get them out and yep. i brought my hand back like this and just slammed the back of my hand right into one of these walls over here and it's four in the morning kitty texts me he's like everything okay down there (laughs) i heard a loud smash (laughs) but it's uh and then the other thing of course is you know i put these on over the vive and so i can't hear anything and i can't see anything in the outside world so it's a little scary sometimes because you know somebody could come in that door and just fucking like cut my throat or something while I'm playing the vibe. So I get I get real scared about that. I go and like make sure that all the doors are locked before I go in and everything. If I were um, Kitty, I'd be fucking with you so bad. I'd be shooting water bottles and all kinds There's of stuff. a reason I'm playing down here instead of up there. <laughs> I was playing in the living room and every time she would walk past, she would like poke me in the stomach. Like give me like a firm like poke like uh, like right in the middle of my stomach and knock the wind out of me and my solar plex or she'd just like slap me in the ass with a towel or something just scare the fuck out of me if i'm playing <laughs> something i'm just trying to play dodgeball here <laughs> yeah well, well i've been playing scary games lately so they're very immersive and you after a while you forget that you're standing in a dark room at three in the morning you're like you're trying to sound whore the aliens that are literally creeping up behind you and get headshots and be accurate with limited ammo and then all of a sudden you know somebody kicks you in the ass and you're just terrified uh, it's it's really immersive. It's really good. The games are not a finished product yet, but those are just a year away. And uh, in the meantime, I'm really enjoying the porn. The porn is outrageous. It looks like there's a chick in the room with you, and she's doing do- dirty stuff to you. And you can pick what you want her to do. Um, you, you, it, it, it's, it looks real. 
it's 3D fucking porn of a chick blowing you or riding your dick, and uh, it looks real. It's outrageous. Um, the virtual desktop stuff. You, you just sold a lot of those. You just sold a lot of those, basically. Oh yeah. There's another. Um, you can do things with programs like virtual desktop and some other programs that are similar where. I'm in my virtual space, but I'm on my desktop computer, so I, I like grab Skype, and I'm like, Skype goes here. Uh, uh, YouTube, it goes right here. It's like that scene in the like the second or third Matrix movie where they're like it's moving things around. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So you can put your your video screens all around you in three dimensions, and uh, and just kind of view them like that. It, it's it's really cool. That could um, be pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to more games coming up. Fallout next year is fully supported, so you're going to be able to play Fallout 4 from Aww. VR. And the bigger your space, the better. Now, right now, the cord is the cord's plenty long enough for me to walk out of this room with it attached, yep. but um, I'm going to get some extensions on that and play in the big room. And I've got a, I got an, I got like a 6,000-square-foot space I could play in that I'm thinking about utilizing. Um, and then, of course, there are the people who are talking about going backpack mode where you get a really powerful gaming laptop. The, the, the 1080s will be in laptops for too long. Get a laptop on your back in a backpack. That's powering the thing, so you don't have cords to drag around, and you can play in a huge space. And so instead of using the teleport feature where you know you point to where you want to go and click, yeah. and that's how you move, you can just run. You just yeah. run. And I'm already doing that to some extent, but you're limited by your play space. Yeah, yeah right. And then, are, you, uh, are you still playing follow I haven't since I I've been playing The Witcher um, because I, I can play it in uh, 4K at, at at like 50 frames now, which is just it's beautiful. It, it's absurd, and it's and the story in that game is like a movie. Like it's it's very good, and I've been playing uh, lots of VR stuff, uh, and that's and then Pokemon Go. So I haven't been back to Fallout on the console in a while. Dude, I love I love all the mods. I like how they are in DLC every month, but the mods are so awesome. You can do so much cool shit. Are you, yeah, do you have a yeah, PC, Joe? Like, You're an Apple guy. I didn't know that you had uh, a console. I'm playing Fallout on oh, console. Okay. But there's yeah, mods they, on console. Yeah, they brought the mods to console, which is very cool stuff. Um, yeah, it's been a great year for gaming. So much a cool, lot of good games. So much cool yeah. stuff. So much new technology. Um, like I said earlier, with Nintendo go, doing the sort of like, I don't know, this free game that's become the biggest thing ever, you know, surpassing things like Twitter and all the major apps, let alone gaming. Um, and then, you know, coming out with that NES Mini later in the year, and then you got Xbox and Sony trying to make 4K consoles and 4K uh, Blu-ray players, and then... Is that Zelda, Zelda comes... Is that this year, too? That Zelda... I the, don't know. I, I, I was like never into Zelda. I thought it was, like, spring. I, th I think Ogreen of Time was the best game ever. It was so good, so I'm, I'm super excited about this new one. I'm going to buy it. Whatever it's on, I'm going to end up buying the console just to play it. Whether it's a Wii or Wii U or whatever. Yeah. I uh, I never got into that. I don't think I had the right console to be into it, but um, I always heard that it was great. I'm excited to see the like I'm imagining Dead Space in VR, and that would be legitimately horrifying. Like it was scary when I played it what five years ago, loud Astro A40s on, and just in my living room playing it with really loud volume. You think volume. Dead Space was scary? Yes. Oh yeah, that was terrifying. A scary game. Very very scary. Dead yeah, space. Sneaking the, through and are you, is, what do you? Am I mixing your? That's the space I, shooter with the blue line, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's just yeah, an arcade Isaac's game to Clark. me. Yeah. Oh, that's an incredible game. Did you play the first one? I I think I played all three, and it's just mm. a arcadey shooter type thing, right? No. 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 It's <laughs> uh, like you're going around collecting stuff. It's the one where you can 
put your palm down and the blue line tells yeah, you where to go. Line. Yep, yep. You thought that was uh, scary? Well, that's a, Everyone yeah, that does. was definitely scary. It was, it was put out there as a horror game. Like, that's why people bought it. It was. Yeah, that's that's scary. the scariest game I've ever played. I remember going down in that elevator. I tried to beat it in one sitting, and I remember that you're going down in this blood-soaked elevator, and the music, the elevator music is Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, and it's a little girl singing, Twinkle, Twinkle. <laughs> and, I, and I look at my inventory. I got, like, eight bullets in my gun. My health is down to, like, 15, and I know what's at the bottom of that elevator shaft. It's a whole dungeon crawl of blood, guts, and gore with monsters I can't even handle that I'll have to run from. And I'm just like feeling nauseous, and I'm just like, all right, I gotta take a break. This is I'm too unsettled by this game to even continue anymore. Yeah, that's the scariest game I've oh, ever yeah. played in my life. Yeah, it's it, fucked up. Dead Space Two. It might have been Dead Space One, but there's one scene where, like, you haven't seen another living human like you the entire game, and you go down and you're walking through the daycare section of uh, the ship, what used to be the daycare where all the workers would drop their kids off and then go fix it and whatever the hell they were doing, and you walk by and you look into the daycare through the window there and you can see a woman there the first human you've seen all game the only other person on this monolithic ship that survived and then you see this deranged little malformed fetus with the back part of like a tadpole and a, a, a messed up like pussy head kind of just ah, 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 crawling towards the lady as she goes oh come here oh come here and, and at that point you can tell ah she's gone completely crazy and the baby just gets up to her, gets in her arms, and then explodes. Blood covers the entire window you're looking through. And that's when I uh, I took a I took like a two day break from that game. So I was like, this is yeah. that, that, that Joe. Was, have that you played this upsetting. game? I haven't, but I I like I've been I was looking up. I, I haven't been Thank scared you. by a game since the original Resident Evil, which I was like eight for. Yeah, I don't yeah. get scared by games I, I very much. I it's not that I'm scared by games at all. You have to get into it. You have to get immersed in the game. You can't play with your phone in one hand and like YouTube open and Skype open. You got to actually turn the think off. I'm doing that. Yeah, you got to turn the lights off. I have a phone off. in one hand and I'm playing a controller one-handed. It's a dual stick not, game. Not literally in one hand. <laughs> you know, you've got it sitting there and you're like, oh, let me see. What you you need to be doing. focused on it. You've got to be I just, immersed. I just the headset I don't on, get lights it. down. I'm giving it my attention. You know, here's the deal. I rarely get scared by games, but I have been scared, and people might not like the one. It's um. Uh, what's the one with Flight the simulator? <laughs> the, no, the 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 the, the guy. It, it, the white boy used to fake his scare at it all the time. Slenderman. Slenderman. I played Slenderman, and I was I, I recorded it. And the theme of the video was going to be, "You guys are all pussies. This game isn't actually scary." And I was scared. The audio on it was incredible. I've told this before. At one point, like my headphone cord brushed my thigh. I was only wearing boxers, and uh, it was like what? The, like, like I was scared to death. Uh, that game actually frightened me the first time I played it. Hmm. So Colin yeah. got scared. He would keep asking me to take over. I had him play <laughs> it. Yeah. And oh, PT, have you played playable trailer for uh, the playable teaser, playable trailer, whatever that? Uh, Hidekio Yashima game. It was like a dead. Um, I heard about it. It was. I, Joe, have you played it? PT. No. Uh, it no. was like, like last year. You could download it off fucking PlayStation Network, and it was like a, a trailer for the game. The the oh. scariest thing I've ever played because it was so good. Anyway, I'll, I'll get off that since nobody's played it. But yeah, I'm excited for horror games in VR. That'll be really well. Cool. The uh, the Brookhaven Ooh. experiment is the main horror game in VR. And there's a storyline, and the fact that you're always in the dark, you're always in the dark. Like, the game is played in the darkness at nighttime. You don't even need VR. 
<laughs> you can just close your eyes. <laughs> well, you, you can, you know, you can see the stars above you, you know, like you would normally. And, and little, there's fires burning because it's sort of a post-apocalyptic thing. And you've got a flashlight. And you, without the flashlight, you can't see more than three feet. But you can hear. So I'm just, I'm just like this, listening. And I hear the creeping to my left. And I'm like looking through the darkness. And I'm like, yeah, I see it. I see it. But I can't tell if it's the one that takes eight bullets to kill or the one that takes just one headshot to kill. So I'm just like, let me squeeze off a headshot. <laughs> and it goes, and it starts like rushing you, like full on. And it's just like, and the muzzle flash is going off. So you can see like in like, like, uh, like, like, like little flashes as he gets closer. And then he dies. And you're like, oh, oh, oh. And then you look straight up, and there is a spider the size of a Volkswagen crawling down. <laughs> and, it, and, and I'm like, ah, got you now. And he shoots web on your gun. And you're just like, fucking trying to get the web off your gun so it'll work now. But now there's little minions crawling all over your legs, so you're beating them off with a flashlight. It's, uh, I, this I'm sounds usually great. sweaty and sounds, I'm usually so, sweaty and good. I didn't even think it's, about it. Like, a lot of the VR games... Like, I, I think I saw you do a lightsaber one. I was like, ah, this is cool, but I feel like, you know, it might wear out quickly. That horror game, dude, it could take horror to a new level. I haven't yeah. beaten it yet. Um, I've, I've jumped on it two different, two or three different play ses sessions, and I have not beaten it yet. Um, it's, mm. it's, it's, it's very hard to beat. It's scary as fuck. And after a so, couple of hours, I'm just, <clears throat> I need to go upstairs. It's kind of a one-level thing, like, like Slenderman. It's, it's... No, um... So you sort so there's a storyline. It's there's definitely a it's sort of a campaign, and you've got a voice in your head, and she's like, "We didn't know this would happen. We thought we'd open that. We called it a peephole, a way to look into another dimension and see what was there. But they saw through too, and then it ripped open, and became a door. Well, let's hope it's a door, because then maybe we can close it. Boop, boop. And then and then you're like, all right, shit." And you're sitting there waiting on a flash drive to download some information she needs. So you've got to guard this little flash drive in this computer next to you and hold off a few waves of bad guys for several minutes. And then you get to go to the next level where you kind of do the same thing. You're always standing in a play space that's as big as your play space that you have to operate in. And there's always monsters coming at you from at least four angles, usually six or eight angles. And you've just got to have your head just constantly spinning so that you see them coming it's uh it's very stressful and very fun and i gotta say like um the so i know obviously i know what it's like to shoot a gun in real life and the vr gun stuff is so accurate that it could be used as a trainer i'm playing a, a game called hot dogs hand grenades and uh hot dogs horseshoes and hand grenades um and i'm picking up a glock and like loading the magazine into it and cocking it and you know unloading and grabbing the magazine and it's it does, and it's got all the guns that I like it's got the Ruger Mark II the the uh, the a Glock it's got AK47 AR15 it's so true to life that your AR15 is stand, is sitting there with an ACOG scope next to it and I'm like oh I guess I'll just grab the ACOG and put it here and I'm sure it'll just boop be on the gun no I don't know how to put the sight on the gun. I got the sight in one hand and the gun in the other. I sat there for 10 minutes before I just decided I'd pick a gun without a sight because you've got to like oak like turn screws and stuff and you've got to cock the gun and and it's 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 really cool. I'm I can't wait for the triple A hey, that big name companies hey, have gotten behind and pumped the money into. <laughs> that guy, he's big. He's so happy. Hi Woody. Hi Rocky. Say hi Kyle. Hi Kyle. Say hi Marka. 
Nice. <laughs> hey. Uh, Nookie's gamer tag. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he's gotten big. Yeah. yeah. He's still little, but. How old um, is he? Uh, two and a half. Two and a half. Uh, I would have guessed. On his belly. Nice. <laughs> he's, so, he's so skinny. It's, it's so he's impervious to your but... lift. What? Like Lorenzo, right? He's working on his body armor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lorenzo's got something to share. <laughs> he's the big guy, right? Lorenzo, like yeah. really big, yeah. really big arms too. Who was like one of my best sparring partners for this Diego camp? Oh yeah, they, Lorenzo. They're the ones I spar with every day. What's his name? Lorenzo. What? I want to look him up because I don't know who this is. Uh, Lorenzo Kane, K A N E. I don't yeah, know. I, I'll be fine. I think I saw him uh, post fight there, like r literally like seconds after the fight, you maybe had... congratulating you or hugging your. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna yep. say you had some new people in your corner this time. I don't know. Maybe I haven't observed your corners uh, lately. No, so I had no, Joe Brent... Pomfret. Joe okay, Pomfret, Steve so Pease, uh -huh. uh, and Frank Camisa. Frank Frank's been in my co coach as uh, my corner the last three fights. I guess Brendan used to be there, right? Brandon's there. Brandon does all the video blog stuff. Brandon was there too. But he used to be in the corner. Am, uh, I, am I wrong about no, that? No, he, he's never been in the corner, but he's always in the back room. Who was in your corner in Tokyo? Um, Steve Mays. Ricky. Ricky. And. Chris, maybe? I don't know. Maybe, maybe Brandon. Brandon might have been. Maybe, maybe for that fight. That would have been. curious about with UFC fighters is like. At least in hockey, which is what I played growing up, there's a lot of shit talk between players constantly. Yep. What kind of is there a lot of fucked up little whisperings to each other or Not really? I mean, yelling? some some people talk shit. Like uh, Nate Diaz will talk a lot of shit during his fight, but he's not so subtle about it. Like you'll know. Uh, <laughs> the crowd knows. Uh, my but there are people like ever. whispering, like I'm gonna kill your whole family. No, no, no. Sometimes if you're choking someone, you just be like, oh, it'll be over soon. Just <laughs> <laughs> That's even worse. That, oh, that's a confident, cocky kind of shit talk. But I guess if they're in a chokehold and you're a professional fighter, you yeah. can do that. I feel like it'd be like, hey, dude, this is sunk in real deep. You got about three seconds to make a decision. <laughs> yeah, you're going to sleep. <laughs> One way or the other. Hey, you go to bed. Hey. Have you ever been choked unconscious, Taylor? Uh, no, I've never been choked unconscious. No. Yeah, you should avoid it. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I've lived my life that way up until now, and I'm going to keep all the brain cells I can by not being <laughs> choked out unconscious willy-nilly. You know, maybe I, I get choked out, and then I can't write in cursive anymore or something. Like, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> ah, they don't teach that in schools anymore anyway. You don't they don't. That. I heard Isn't that. that yeah, you know, I, I guess I was one of the last groups to go through and have to learn that useless nonsense that I never they don't even now. teach. They don't even teach penmanship. Stern was talking about this the other day. Stern went and got a like a tutor to teach him how to write because he was uncomfortable with his his uh, his letters. You know, when he would write when he would you know write, he was uncomfortable with how sloppy it looked, and he went and got a teacher to teach him to write. And uh, and you know, so now when he signs Howard Stern, it looks like it's some calligraphy bullshit that yeah. looks beautiful. I'm a my penmanship is not nearly as good as Kyle's. That wasn't a joke. You have good penmanship, like I thanks. It's good to have good penmanship. It's legible. Mine's more scratchy, but it looks like an adult's writing. Like it's, it's not like all like giant and weird looking or anything. Like it looks normal. I've never taken any classes for it, but mine is yeah. terrible, you know. terrible. If I print, 
Especially if I print in a hurry. My wife says it looks like serial killers, chicken scratch, it's a mess. If I take my time, it looks okay. My signature, I usually just start the M and then make a line. And I do it big and bold, like I'm not embarrassed of my fucking signature. Because it's just an <laughs> M and a scratch. And people, <laughs> people be like, what's that say? I'm like, that's my signature. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, That's what like my penmanship's you, uh, heart rate monitor would look like. Slowly dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, and twenty yeah. years ago, you just made an X. Yeah, I, I like fifteen <laughs> years ago, I would have like apologized or something. Make your mark, Mister yeah. Woodworth. Now I'm just like, that's my signature. <laughs> You know, like I'm signing this Deal. check, aren't I? Like, what the fuck? You know, like <laughs> they're like, we don't know. Could we see some ID? <laughs> Are you? <laughs> <laughs> My driver's license got the same one. I've just adopted it. Like, you can't read it, but it's mine. I uh, I worked with someone once who, just by watching them write one day, I was like, dude, your penmanship is like in, like horrible. Like, what the fuck did you learn to write? ever and like so me and one of my coworkers, and this like gave him shit for a while and then we're like no you know what dude we're gonna we're gonna they give you little tips and make it so that you know uh you don't look like a seven-year-old who has six seconds to write an escape <laughs> letter that they can throw out the window of the serial killer dungeon they're currently being held in like we want to make, make it so you write like an adult and we told him to write out numbers this fucker when you write a seven you go i guess i have to do it backwards for you, you go seven I put a little dash in the middle of mine. I don't know why, but I seven. Mine's what he did is he put a line out there and then started from the bottom and drew a line up to the seven. And it looked abysmal. <laughs> it looked like the way if you told a, a monkey, like, what do you think a, a seven is? The monkey would go, and they, it would do better than that. Like, it was embarrassing, this guy's handwriting. Like, looking at his notes when we were, like, doing shit, like, he had whole pages that contained like two thoughts because every letter was so big, like it, it, <laughs> ridiculous. Like you had to like, oh. I remember That's being great. in like the fourth grade and like they had that thing above the, uh, it wasn't a blackboard, it was a marker board, but there was this, this big banner that had the full alphabet and cursive, you know, upper case and lower case. Yeah. And I'd just sit there and practice that when we didn't have anything to do because like if your teacher couldn't read your work, then it was wrong. You know, you can't write a book report and expect it to get any kind of a grade if you can't even fucking read your writing. So, like, and that's what we were writing so many book reports. Like, like every, it was one a week. We were doing some kind of accelerated reader program bullshit. And I just remember, like, failing a couple of them because she couldn't read my handwriting and just really buckling down and, and trying to learn that. I always had an interest in calligraphy, too. I always thought that would be really nice to be able to... Like I'd love to like write someone a handwritten note and and like with like beautiful calligraphy like with not not even any lines on the paper to keep it straight just my wife know, just is perfect. learning that she practices oh, it all that, the time like I'll go into her perfect. office and there'll be like a page full of lowercase eyes you know just, you wanna, just getting it perfect <laughs> you you want an idea for a good gift for her? get her um some some good pa so pa you might think paper is paper but they sell very nice paper if you go to uh, uh, one of those stores it is it's very it, Difficult to find something that she hasn't bought yet. <laughs> she's just. Um, like, I would get the paper. I would get her very expensive paper. I'm sure she's already got the calligrapher's pen and all that stuff. She doesn't need that. But I would also get the wax and the stamp to seal them. Yeah, you know, know, like Game of Thrones style. You can get those right off the internet. I'm, and you can get your own, like, Woodworth one or she whatever has you it want. All. 
She's got that. Do, She's I got the wax in the stamp, stamp, of course. Yeah, right. and, and the, um, when she like her practice paper is not even like paper you'd recognize. Like it, it's like parchment. It's like yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that's just what is it like that really smooth to the touch when like you run your finger over it. It almost feels like glossy. Like no, that. I, I want to say no, the opposite. It, a yeah, rougher. it's a little rougher. It, you hold it up, or like and like, fabric. It's different layers of different levels of transparency. Like if you were to hold it against a light, it's inconsistent. And yeah, she just she does her thing. She's got like a special ruler to make straight lines. I, it seems like there's lots of things that would make straight lines, but but she bought one for this task. And, you know, when, she when I was 13 and I saw Lord of the Rings: The Fellowship of the Ring extended edition. <laughs> For the first time, you obviously see uh, when Gandalf is in Minas Tirith doing all of his research for those seven years. He, you yep. see him once, like pour the the wax on the on mm -hmm. the letter, and he takes his his wizardly stamp, but he presses it down and pulls it out. And I was like, that's so cool! Like, man, it would have been dope to be like royalty or a wizard back in the obviously not a wizard back in the day, whatever. So That'd I be tried my to first do that choice. With I tried to do that with get burned. just regular candle wax that I got out of like a French <laughs> vanilla. A uh, Yankee candle at my house. And I just like, wrote a letter and I What's dumped funny? it on there, and I tried to like. I didn't have a seal, so I, it, that it doesn't was, work. It's uh, a no wax. No, it just got all over the goddamn place, and it didn't, <laughs> hold, the, it didn't hold the letter closed at all. It just ruined the paper. So there you go. <laughs> if you could, what, what um, Lord of the Rings character would you want to be? Oh man. Well, you want to be an elf. Yeah, you'd want to be an elf. You'd sure. have to pick an elf. Well, you could also pick Gimli because Gimli made it to the Undying Lands with Legolas, uh, New yeah, York at the end. Yeah, but Gimli has so many drawbacks. He's not an attractive guy. He's definitely smelly. I never saw him bathe once. Um, at least with Legolas, you could pull lots of elf pussy. Um, Galadriel would be a good uh, character. I don't think Elven chicks put Saruman. out. Aragorn would be good too. He's got kind Isn't of the best of both worlds. He, Saruman yeah. would be great if you could change his trajectory but mm -hmm. if you had to jump in at the end i'd say probably gandalf because now he's still is alive, saruman he's gonna is... be immortal and he's super fucking powerful so what is morgoth's hold on saruman is he like a puppet master where Saur he can't even like he, like if, if he wanted to be good could he be like fuck you morgoth i'm gonna be good now could he yeah. do that or is he totally a puppet like no he he could have been good like, that's why Gandalf in the first movie was like, you know, this is the wisest motherfucker in the land. Like, we're going to go ask, like, I'm a wizard, and I'm telling you, we're going to ask this fucking guy, because he's going to know. Because that's, like, the level of respect he had for Saruman. But yeah, Saruman could have said, fuck off, Sauron. I'm not listening to you and doing your bidding. But but he did, and I guess the more he went down that hole, then he started investing in Urukai pits or whatever. He had to <laughs> yeah. follow it through. Um, yeah, I, I think I would definitely pick an elf. Um or, or I don't. They're the good-looking yeah, ones, so they're the, the obvious yeah. choice, right? Good-looking and immortal. Yeah, uh, they can die of broken hearts, as kind of silly as that. And is. arrows, yeah. it would seem, because they died a lot at the wall. Yes, they can be killed, and they can die from disease if they get sick, and they can die like Arwen is, where she's just like, "Oh my God, like the guy I like is 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 having to go do shit without me, and I'm literally dying." How clingy is she? Jesus Christ, Liv Tyler. Oh, Give the man some space. Yeah. He spent his entire life at your house. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> this guy spent like 90 years hanging out with Arwen, and then he was like, I got to go save the world. It's going to take maybe five, six years. I don't know. But hell, I live to like 190, and you live forever, so drop in the pail, right? And she's literally dying. She's so clingy when he's gone. <laughs> oh, it's fine. You can you can go. No, 
<laughs> I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm just I'm dying. I'm just dying. I'll just die a little every day while you're no, gone. I just, I just kind of thought that, you know, maybe you'd stay and save your own girlfriend before you went out saving a bunch of those lesser races. Arwen, we've talked about I'm not comfortable. You're not even wearing the necklace I gave you. a lesser race. Yeah. Where's my necklace? Well, I, I was looking through the Palantir, and I saw Sauron. I fucking dropped it. What do you want me to do? Oh, you dropped it. We're great. Great. Oh, you sure. dropped it. You dropped you it. Were, you, you didn't. You didn't. Uh, you didn't lose it in a in a tranny skirt. You know, in old town. You were fucking that Rohanian whore, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> that gap in her teeth. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Dude, how how crazy is that? That he hooked up with Arwen and then almost hooked up with an Aowen. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Very close. It, it definitely so. Um, I thought that she was hot too. I always had a thing for Liv Tyler because. I think Liv Tyler is hotter as an elf than she is as a human being. Something yes. about Arwen with the ears, the makeup, you know, the, the special effects they lay on her to make her look all smooth and glowy. Because, you know, elves glow Magical. a little, I guess. Yeah. Magical, you know? And then there's that part where she's, like, riding the shit out of that horse carrying Shut Frodo. Him. Like, being all badass. And she's, badass. Like, she's like, she pulls out this elf sword. She's like, come and take him. I was like, fuck, yeah, that's awesome. Then she says a little magic, makes the river come and, like, horse form and take them all out. That was cool. Very, very sexy lady. Um... I, uh, you know, uh, she had a, she was raised by, um, her non-biological father for like her whole life. And then she found out Steven Tyler was her dad and cut off the, the old dad and was like, Steven Tyler is my dad. He's fucking Aerosmith motherfucker. Fuck that guy who paid for my schooling and like wiped my ass for, for my whole life. Like forget him. So that was a little shitty ever. I guess. Wow. Seems, I didn't know so. that about her. That's really that genuinely a horrible thing to do. I don't well, know the inside really story. It's, it's, I mean, it's not like I'm hanging out with, 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 with maybe the guy molested her, or maybe he's a douchebag, or maybe she just maybe really he didn't liked Arrow. Three hundred million dollers, or, or maybe I think Steven Tyler was just helping her like acting career. Of so course, in yeah, public yeah. it seemed like you know they were the you know, the the pair. Maybe behind the scenes she loved her dad too. Do you know, and this is kind of a commonly known thing, I guess, if you really nitty gritty movie thing. Do you know who um, 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 Angelina Jolie's father is? Uh, yeah, John Voight. Yeah, yeah. John Voight is Angelina Jolie's father. I didn't know that. I don't know him. What did he do? What did he play in? He's done a uh, oh, ton of stuff. Mickey, right? Mickey from Ray Donovan? Is yeah, that John Del- Deliverance. Um, uh, what, 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 what was he in Deliverance? Who was he? Which one? The uh... Well, Burt Reynolds plays the guy um, who's like the badass. Who right. Really, uh, uh, Midnight Cowboy, Runaway Train, Mission Impossible. So... Um, but... Um, Ned Beatty is the one who gets raped. Right. So, so John Boyd is He's the other the, one. Well, there's two more. There's He's the, the one with the bow the who was getting guy. all shaky yep, yep. in the moment of truth. Yep, the one yeah. who didn't play guitar is left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that yeah. kid who was there playing the guitar, apparently he actually lives around here and is a grown-up now. Like, And I don't mean like here, but like 45 minutes from here. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that retarded kid who played the fuck out of that banjo. That was impressive. Like, I, I like that part of the movie. And then... I remember watching that for the first time. I guess I was like 13, and the idea of rape to a 13-year-old guy is is just so unsettling. Just when Ned Beatty's getting raped in that dirty little sandbar just on the side of that river, and like that's what it looks like here. Like that movie was filmed here, here. Like it, so, everything looks like my backyard. It, it was so disturbing. Something about that. It's like you don't get to be the same again. Like you don't like it. it, it I don't know. It, you gotta it's, get into it. 
push it back on him or something. Like, <laughs> make him feel dirty for fucking. You'd be like, fuck yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Give me that little dick. And he's like, little? What the hell? Who am I fucking here? There's like, an emotional trauma that comes. All with of a sudden, rape. he starts getting soft. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you got? What? Too much for you? Yeah. <laughs> Kids Get on in class. Let me harder than you. <laughs> Joe, you ready? Yeah, that's, that's how he should have handled that. Ready. What's something a friend has said to you that changed the way you looked at him? Uh, I don't know. Nothing. That answer sucks. I don't know. around the board. All right, next thing. You know? yeah. <laughs> Just, I don't know. I don't. Never. I don't think so. I, I mean, read if you're my this. friend. You're my friend. Like I don't think any, you could say anything that could. It would change it that much. I don't know. Uh, Mine's old. I told this story before. I had a, I had a, I guess I'd call him my friend at the time. I don't know. We were drifting apart. At 17, um, he went into like a 7-Eleven. Is that around the country? Does everyone know what a 7-Eleven is? Like a quickie mart. Yep. And um, uh, <laughs> anyway, he got beat up by like a, a I'll, I'll just say it. He got beat up by a bunch of black guys. And um, when he first told the story to me, it was that he was just randomly jumped. Like, he, he didn't do anything to bring this upon himself. And while he didn't deserve this kind of damage, he had his, like, broken orbital bone and stuff. Yeah. Um, was he ever pretty again? Or was he forever maimed? No, he was pretty again. And, just to destroy some. That matters. <laughs> anyway, what happened was this little kid, he was, like, 17. The kid was, like, 12. And he cut in line. Now, I don't know if they were, like, sort of approaching at the same time or if the kid just fully cut in line or what the scoop was. But he said, um, you know, effing ninjas always cutting in line, but didn't say ninjas. Yeah. And, uh, uh, like, I don't know. that Forever I realized, like, ah, he's totally racist. And, by the way, this is not, like, a stereotype I'm familiar with. You know, this, like, oh, you know, black people always cutting in line. Yeah, if he said, <laughs> you know, never fucking tipping or paying their bills or something like that, you know, I'd have been like, yeah. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. They don't tip. You know, that's no, the thing. If anybody out there in the service industry, anybody out there who's ever worked for tips, put in the comment box and let everybody else here know that black people don't tip because it's a thing. Well, they have you don't worked for tips? Tip. No, I haven't, but I fucked I a lot either. of waitresses. Just as good. Us, have any of us ever worked? I'm just curious. I have. No, no. I, I got I got a good one though. So I do I do have a song. So one of one of my uh, my real good friends. So you know that Chris Palmquist. Uh, sure. You know Chris, yeah. right? So Chris has a twin brother, Jay, who I was I, I was definitely much better friends with Jay when I first you know became friends with them, and started training with Jay. Jay was the reason I started fighting. He was the reason I started training. And maybe not the reason I started training, but he was the reason I started fighting. And whenever I talk about how um, people always ask me how I got into fighting, it, it always starts with, you know, one of my buddies was taking fights and I was helping him and I was doing well against him. Uh, well, I'm always talking about Jay. So fast forward like, you know, 10 years from when we started. And don't see Jay at all anymore. He moved away. Um, one of the Marines lives down in Virginia, now Minnesota, whatever. And not friends with Jay at all anymore. Don't talk to him. Have him blocked on every social media, everything. Like, now you are, but you phone. weren't mad at him before. You just drifted. No, no, no. no. Well, well, so what happened is we, we 100% drifted. Like, you know, over the course of, you know, years and years. And um, I lost the fight. 
and Jay takes it upon himself to be like, you know, like he, had, like, he was like, going to be the guy that's giving me like tough love, but he's not giving me tough love talking to me. He decides to go and post on the underground or like a message board. Like he's like, well, Joe needs to do this and blah, 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 blah. And like hundred percent, like doesn't know what he's talking about, you know? So I freaking, uh, I, I, I got, I got it right on him. You know, like, dude, what the fuck? You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're, you know, you're not around. You act like you're, you're, you know, he, he puts it as like, he's trying to make himself look better is what he's trying to do. He's putting, he's posting online, like well, I'm good friends with Joe. And this is what his problem is, and starts jumping. You know what I mean? But it's a hundred percent trying to make himself seem more important, like he's in mm-hmm. the know. I'm like, motherfucker, you've been around for ten years. Like maybe, like you know, stop acting like you know you're you're involved and you, you you see what I'm doing and you understand what's going on. You don't know any more than anyone else that's watching on TV. You don't know anything you're talking about. So he did this. I freaking I went off on him. I called him. You know, bitched at him. You know, told him, dude, cut the shit. Everything was fine for a little bit. Does it again next time we lose a fight. So now I'm like, dude, motherfucker, like. Don't ever call me. Don't ever say you're my friend. <laughs> Fucking let it go. It was like, I, I, I think the first one was the Sam, when I fought Sam Stout, which I was coming off ACL surgery, and I didn't have, I didn't have the best fight. I almost submitted him in the beginning of the round, and then I ended up losing. That. It was basically a kickboxing match, but I couldn't shoot. I, I, my knee was all messed up, and uh, so that was that was the first time. And the second time was after the the Michael Johnson fight, and uh, I got, I honestly, I, I got, I got cracked just the way Diego got cracked with a right hand. I got cracked with the left hand right off the bat. Like I just, and he couldn't recover. I just, you know, I lost decision, but, uh, but all fight. But that was like, yeah, regaining scorched earth as far as I'm concerned. Like, fuck him. I, I don't talk to him. I knew this story. Yeah. You were yeah. very upset. Very upset. Very <laughs> well, then that is the, I guess maybe that's what you're getting at, but that is something that a friend said to you that yep. changed the way you felt about yep. them. so much yep. so that he no longer was a friend. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and like, and I'm like, I'm not pissed at him still anymore, but, I've got enough fucking friends. I don't need. Uh, I don't need. You know, G, G, he's not. It's not like he's he's nearby. It's not like I'd hang out with him anyways. It's more trouble like, than he's worth. Yeah, it's just not worth it. You know, it's gonna create like, some big awkward situation this uh, this year though. Because so Chris rents a, a house up in Maine for the week. And I guess Jay's gonna be up there. So I, I think we. I think we're maybe not invited anymore. I don't know. <laughs> really? But yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Uh. There's been there's been comments made about how I should let it go and I should drop it. And I'm not mad at him, but I'm definitely not ready to be buddy buddy with Jay. See, the no. thing is, you didn't do the thing. Like I, I, that that's the situation that I struggle with sometimes. You know, like you know, Jay talks shit about you, you let it go. Jay talks shit about you again. It, you get to decide to l- let it go or not. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, yep. It's like, oh yeah, Jay killed your dog, Joe. It's about time you got over that. You know? Why don't yeah, you let you. that go? It was my dog. Yeah. You can be over it all you want. I yep. never will forgive or forget. Yep. Yeah, that, that, there's some things that you that you just don't forgive. You and, know, and it's you, not if you kill my dog, that, I'll never forgive you. Like, yeah, and it's not that I it's not that I hate him, but I just I just don't want to be friends with him. Like I just like I, I block him. He freaking gets a different phone number. He tries to say, "Hey, are you over yet? Can we, can we back to be friends?" Like, get the fuck out of here. Sometimes like, no. a guy makes so many withdrawals from the emotional bank account that you fucking yeah. close his account. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And, and he just, he tries to just act like, you know, like we're still best friends. And, you know, like, dude, don't fucking talk to me. Don't fucking mention my name. Fucking stop acting like we're freaking boys and we're best friends because I haven't seen you in 10 years. And where does he live? Is he, I mean, <laughs> not specifically, but like, does he live near uh, you to the point where you could ever, like, no, no, that's the thing. He lives in, so I'm in, I'm in Mass. He, he was in Virginia for a little while, which was hours and hours away. Mm-hmm. And now he's in Minnesota. Yeah, hours and nearby. hours and hours and hours and hours away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I changed the opinion of some, or I got my opinion changed of someone a couple times 
One was when I found out the guy I knew was the poop bandit at my high school and was shitting and drawing in shit on the bathroom walls. <laughs> yep. <to be> funny. <laughs> Um, that really changes your opinion of someone when you're like, wow, you are really committed to scat humor. Just <laughs> so, so, so do it into your own hand. And then, uh, you know, I should have brought this up when we were talking about calligraphy. He had some nice swirls. Just, just a beautiful penmanship. I imagine him with textures. one of those paint trays that he's like holding in the crook of his arm. And he's just like got different kinds of shit. Like he different, different diet for different hues. Right. He's like got a little pea green here. Oh, what, yeah, is, what is this nice Tuesday there. saying to me? You know, oh, God, it feels like a yellow day. You know, no, that that changed my opinion of him. Um, not necessarily for the better or worse, because I thought it was hilarious. But <laughs> but I also it was more of in an unsettling way. Like, all right, I'm going to make sure I am on your good side all the time. Like, I'm not getting on the guy who shits into a napkin in his hand and writes on public property for no reason. Um, the other one was a kid on my hockey team when I was, I, I must have been 16, mm -hmm. and he was telling me, like, the, the uh, if, I know Woody's played hockey, but not as a kid, um, hockey kids, they get a bad rap for being very uh, badly behaved, getting involved in a lot of bad shit, um, and, you know, mostly I, I thought it was kind of a myth, even at 16, I'm like, oh, you know, all these guys, like, even the worst they're doing, I guess, is smoking pot for the most part, but one of the guys on my team one of the forwards was talking to me and brought it up really casually before practice, like, man, have you ever you ever smoked weed? And I was like, no, no. He's like, yeah, I used to be really into that. My buddy turned me on to this, this thing, heroin, though, and I've been loving it. Like, I love heroin. And I was like, that, that's like a pretty bad one, right? And he was like, I mean, some people say that, but honestly, until you've tried it, like, you can't knock it. They have no idea. Like, it's just like the government <laughs> telling you. It's just like the whole thing is like, you know, reefer madness. Like, the government just doesn't want you to have fun. And I was like, all right, I guess I, I'm going to go ahead and leave that to you. Um, fast forward four years later, three years later, I'm 19. Haven't seen this kid since the end of that fucking season. Uh, I never took him up on the heroin offer uh, for everyone out there. And find out through a mutual former teammate that he ended up in jail like not 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 jail prison in prison for selling heroin in moderate to large qu quantities so, so he um, was right the government doesn't want you to have fun it, that's what i took out of it <laughs> <laughs> no but that was like at 16 to, to tr like even know what hair i mean obviously know what heroin is but to try that like Maybe it's because you're more ignorant when you're that young, but like at least in my head, there's always been like, like you can be adventurous a little bit. Like as long as you're safe, maybe try a drug or two. Like it's illegal, so be prepared for consequences if you take that route in life. But there are some that are just on the hard no list, you know, yeah. like meth. No, not no. even once. Crack cocaine. Not even once. No. I told that story two or three times, out hanging out here. with, hanging out with those guys that I that I knew just a little bit. They're like friends of friends. They're really friends of a friend of an ex-girlfriend so it's like i don't know these motherfuckers and i'm just hanging out with them in their backyard smoking a cigarette one night and they're like somebody brought up meth and i was like Haha, crystal meth not even once am i right because you know that's the whole ad campaign not even once and then it shows a little boy being taken advantage of by a pedophile or like a woman's face degraded over you know 10 years or something like that and both of the guys went well <laughs> <laughs> I've done it a few times, and I'm just like, a few times? You mean you did it, and then did it again? Well, yeah, for for years. And I'm just like, all right, I gotta go. Fucking, <laughs> yeah. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta fucking go. 
I gotta, gotta go. go. I got electronics on me. You're gonna steal it and sell yeah. it to someone for more meth. Like that's just there's a huge meth problem in Missouri, and it fucking shows if you drive <laughs> through this state on Highway 70, like you know between St. Louis, Columbia, and then Columbia and Kansas City, it's just piles of very clearly meth shacks, tons of them. Like, yeah, that's it, awful. Did, did you see right. that link that I put in the chat there? Uh. No, you you put it in a different Ch chat. I can't oh. change. Oh, I, I found it. I put it in the recording chat. Oh, that's not the nope. one we're in. I don't see oh. it. <laughs> oh, it's a new chat tonight. I'm okay, my bad. We have to make yeah, a new yeah, one, remember? Every I call. see how it is. Yeah, put yeah, that so, in there. Chiz sent this to me earlier, and I thought he made it, but no. It's, <laughs> it's coming. Sorry for the delay. So for <laughs> those of you listening, it's a picture of... I'll wait until you guys click on it and see it. But it's a picture of Woody... <laughs> in the Pokemon Go size thing, and it's him and his paramotor about to be captured. He's level, <laughs> I guess, CP69, so Woody, step up your training because you're a weak shit. Yep, you know? yep, yep. <laughs> Woody doesn't even appreciate that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell you for candies. You're not, yeah, you're gonna, not a keeper yet. That's um, the thing about Pokemon Go that's a little weird, is like the way you get more candies is you ship all of your unwanted Pokemon off to this really, frankly, eccentric professor who is just having his way with at this point hundreds of millions of animals yeah uh grinding them up making grinding them into candy them and then it's, giving it back to you yeah, it's a t yes he's grinding them up forming their their supple little poke bodies into candies and then he gives it back to you and then and he sells the meat to tyson and makes a killing and you, the worst part is, because it's cannibalism, you take the candies that he makes from the ground-up Pokemon and feed them to identical Pokemon. You see, a Charizard won't eat the candy from a Bulbasaur. He wants ch ground-up Charizard. That's what it takes to make him happy. But you so, know what it takes to me make me happy? It's Blue Apron. Because Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible <laughs> home cooking accessible to everyone. Blue Apron knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients, you make incredible meals. So they set the highest quality standards for their community of artisanal suppliers, family-run farms, fisheries, and ranchers. Whether it's Japanese ramen noodles, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, or heirloom tomatoes, Blue Apron is bringing you the best for less, uh, for less than $10 a month, in fact. Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. It's easy. Each meal comes with a step-by-step, uh, easy-to-follow recipe card and pre-portioned ingredients. And it can be prepared in 40 minutes or less. And it's flexible. You can customize your recipe each week based on your preferences. Choose delivery options to fit your needs. Uh, there's no weekly commitments, so you only get deliveries when you want them. Check out this week's menu and get your first free, uh, first two meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash painkiller. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash painkiller. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. I got some steaks from Blue Apron this week, and I'm cooking them up tonight. They're going to cool. be real tasty. What's the name of the meal? Uh, like a little quick rundown. Like, I'm so, I, got, I, I can't think of it. With rosemary potatoes. And I think that's what I've got. It's very good. Yeah, I think that's what I've got. I, they, the, 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 the packages, you know, you get this cardboard box with some, like, uh, those frozen ice pack things in there to keep everything cool and fresh. And uh, some Kitty usually gets them before I'm awake and like puts them in the fridge or, and, and puts the recipe cards on the uh, on the fridge. But I saw the steaks in there and they looked real nice. And I got the thing for a family of four, so I got two steaks. Really three because Kitty's not gonna eat the whole steak. So 
I'm going to eat those steaks tonight. It's going to be tasty. So check out Blue Apron. They really do have really, really high quality ingredients and uh, meats and vegetables and stuff. And I don't know if you're not if you haven't been to a lot of nice restaurants or maybe you're you know at home someone's not cooking with ingredients like that. You'll be pleasantly surprised at what it tastes like to get a real gourmet meal. It was cool for us. It added more items to the menu. Like you know, every I, I don't forget it's once or twice. I think it's twice a week. I get a meal that I otherwise wouldn't have had, and it, it comes with a you know recipe card, so you can repeat it if you want to. And yeah, yeah you know you get into a bit of a rut, and adds new stuff. After yeah, the trial we've got, we've all got like I don't know thirty new recipes on placards <laughs> that we can look through with detailed. Thirty new recipes and maybe three hundred ice packs. <laughs> three. I've got a lot. Okay, the Are first two. You can, but the first couple weeks, like they're they're nice reusable ice packs that you could put in a cooler, so they're not shitty. It's like the same thing you'd put like the blue filled shit you use if you're injured or whatever. So I saved the first like couple weeks of those because I'm like I'm gonna go on a fucking float and I'm gonna put these like in there next to the beer and I'll be able to fit way more shit in there. It's gonna be great. And then after a couple weeks, it's like, my god, like <laughs> I've got I've got so many frozen oh. ice packs, dude. We ha- so, so many. We have a guest house, right? And it has its own, like, refrigerator freezer thing. And the ice packs are just accumulating in the freezer. <laughs> like, they're going and going and going. And then I, I like, check on it. We needed, like, construction paper or something. And we keep it in there because it's a schoolhouse. And uh, the refrigerator's open. The ice packs had grown and pushed the door of the freezer <laughs> open to where it didn't shut anymore. Now we have to, like, rearrange it and deal with it. And we, I, I think we might have cleaned out some of the ice packs. They, they just don't the have the same value to us that we did... That they used at first it was like first real problem. dude they're oh. big ice packs they're like, like the you... ice packs in my guest house which we use as the school house <laughs> in the house that I use to keep my construction paper <laughs> that's the first called the problem. arts and crafts cabin yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the chiz lair <laughs> chiz is lair I wonder how many pokemon he would have caught there Oh, I don't know. so many, so many cave Pokemon, Pokemon that like the darkness. Maybe the bat, Zubats. He'd been infested with Zubats and Ratats and <laughs> Ratatas. Is a fucking gym. <laughs> now that you've got like the like labeling of it, like you could, you should submit. So actually, no, you shouldn't. You should not do that because then children will be wandering around your home. <laughs> and, I don't know. That could be fun. You could on the chase, podcast, that's not chase what you want. them with the drone. Yeah, yeah that'd be fun. <laughs> Um, yeah, you, you could, yeah. That, a drone yeah. thing would be super. At this point, I want to somehow put my uh, phone on my drone and be able to pilot around, but catch Pokemon remotely as well. I want to be sitting here flying the the phone around town and just fucking scooping them up from here. That'd I've seen neat. that done on the internet. Like I didn't look closely at how they did it, but people are using drones to catch Pokemon. Is is, is the plural of Pokemon? Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon. Uh, Pokemon. Yeah, I think it's just Pokemon again. Yeah, it's Pokemon. It's all the same. My, my dad, it used to drive me fucking crazy when I was, I don't know, nine, that my dad would call it Pokemon or Pokemon. And I only realized when I was like, uh, uh, maybe like when Pokemon Go came out, that I'm like, oh, dad, you dick. You were an adult. You knew what it was called. You were fucking <laughs> You were yeah. just trying to get a rise out of me because you were like, hey, Taylor's really enjoying this. Watch this. How's the Pokemon? <laughs> are you That's having sort of, fun uh what, what do they say uh you know uh seizing all of them and you know uh, <laughs> uh, uh, assimilate the crowd like, you know, i don't <laughs> i don't i don't respond well to that kind of parental uh 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 cruelty uh my mom used to do stuff like that with things that i cared about and now i just don't fucking talk to her 
<laughs> my father used to do it too. Not with it's a little different, but it was the pronunciation of Washington and and Washington. Washington. Uh, he'd say Washington, and for some reason that was just like it, I don't know. It was like fingernails on a chalkboard to me, and I'd be like, Dad. It's Washington, Washington, not Warsh, Washington. So then he started drawing out the Washington like I was doing in the lesson. And, <laughs> right? This is ridiculous. Yeah, he fucking... <laughs> but you're just as bad. You'd, you'd literally just mis mispronounce draw. Oh, I'm sure I'm just as bad, but uh, but I didn't do it intentionally. <laughs> he, he, two or three maybe else. he didn't either. No, well, <laughs> probably the original Washing Washington was accidental but he certainly just started fucking me with the like he just did i don't know put a couple extra r's in there stretch out the a's whatever he did like a fucking that doesn't bother me too much like washington or like put it in the wash or the roof or like uh calling it the commode like my grandparents talk like that like i mispronounced draw washington do i always mispronounce you draw? add an yeah you add an l to the end mm -hmm. draw hmm draw r-a-w-l yeah, you know, I always thought my pronunciation was pretty normal. Like, I had standard, like, what you, what you would find from me is what you'd find in Colorado, what you'd find in, like, upstate New York. Like, like sort of the neutral American proper accent. And then, like, in the last year, every word I do different, like calculator <laughs> and nuclear. Robot. I think I got that one right. <laughs> robot. R robot. Yeah, apparently robot. I, I mess up robot. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like... This, I didn't realize it's probably only like 10 words I say differently and, and we only notice it because like we listen to you talk four hours five hours a week you know <laughs> yeah. in a private conversation like, like it, so it's just like every time I hear it they stick in my ear like they're glued like, like, yeah. like it, it, you know as the words are coming in here and like about out over here as my mom used to say <laughs> drawl immediately gets like and I'm just like yeah. drawl yeah. I catch like, them every time I can't help other it. than that though you do have well I, th I think a very neutral accent. accent other than that like you can tell kyle not thick at all uh like you can tell that you're from the south like that's i know that you worked your way through the accent like you can tell but it's no by no means like an i'm a <laughs> like that kind of south well, and I joe is very clearly boston i feel like i have an incredibly neutral accent like i feel like everybody can do i mispronounce stuff pretty bad like being from the Midwest, everybody kind of gets it. You, know, you don't it's a little seem to say draw robot or nuclear properly, as far <laughs> as I true. can tell. <laughs> <laughs> You're always saying calculator? <laughs> yeah. I'm the user in that word, idiot. <laughs> yeah, I, I think accents like that are really interesting. There's There are tests you can take online that... Uh, it, and it's not like a horse shit, like, uh, my IQ is 190. It's like, it'll ask you, like, what do you call this? And it'll show a picture of a lightning bug. Uh, or a firefly, if you're not from somewhere that calls it lightning bugs. And you'll select it. It's like a series of ten questions, and it will pick exactly where the fuck you grew up. Exactly. Like, I thought it was horse shit. Never heard of a lightning bug before. I've no? never heard of a lightning bug. Oh, before. yeah, they called it that when I, where I was oh, from. Oh, everybody firefly. here calls it a lightning firefly. bug. Firefly, yeah. But, um, but I mean, that was one that, that pinned me, and it, it actually said St. Louis, not even just Midwest. Like you should, I'll, I'll try and find it. But it was my friends, because I was with a bunch of people from different places. It was saying like Boise, Seattle, like Portland. Uh, How many or, questions? Seattle and Portland, they kind of like uh, mm -hmm. blended together, I guess. It was like ten or twenty questions, maybe. That's cool. Yeah, oh, there's a, there's a, there's so many words that are like that. Um, Soda. But pop, yeah, I, oh, I, uh, crawdad or crayfish was a big one. 
Yeah, I don't know what to call it. I because there's some words where like I know that where I am, there's this very specific silly thing, and so I'll just usually be say both with crawfish and crawdads because who even fucking cares about those disgusting things? You know, like like I never want to see one again. Mm, I was not a fan. Do you not think they're tasty? I had a nibble, and I didn't <laughs> taste that nibble because they were shit on the rest of it. Oh, God. <laughs> I so, got the non-shitty cr- part. Dads like, are disgusting on the inside, and apparently preparing <laughs> them has, like, a lot of water involved. You know, you're supposed to, like, rinse them cook repeatedly them, to like, them rinse shit them. All out. Yeah, and it's, but, like, you pretty much need running water. Well, we didn't they have that. They eat their that. own shit. They eat their own shit. Well, that explains well, a lot. dogs, and we pet them. <laughs> I sure. kiss them. Yeah, it's it's awful. Dolls got personality. <laughs> and, that has to be one charming crayfish. <laughs> What's that from? Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. <laughs> that Arnold from Green Acres. <laughs> uh, God, I love that movie. Yeah, those, those. Th- I don't think those would have ever taken off unless poor people, like, they, they didn't have anything else to eat, and so they were like, ah, our shrimp, our version of shrimp, lobster, kind of nasty lobster, I guess. If they're if you don't have to see them being prepared or do it yourself, and they're like in a gumbo or something, it tastes yeah. pretty much like shrimp. But it's grosser to crack those things open than it is to clean like an actual mammal. Like it's yeah, less it, gross to like skin a rabbit or something. It, it smelled bad. It, it it I take that back. It didn't smell bad. It smelled like food. It smelled like seafood, but and, and it just looked gross. And and I. I, sh- I couldn't remember the video I'd watched about how to prepare them, but there's a lot of rinsing over and over. And what you're doing is getting them to shit out all of the shit so that when you eat them, they're not full of shit. Let's take this quiz. All right, I'm on it. All right. 25 <laughs> the, questions, it seems. The first question is it, uh, so I guess I'll read it if you guys are all there. Do you guys have how would you address a group of two or more people? Uh, yeah. Okay, so how do you address a group of two or more people? You got you all, use, you lot. You guys, youans, yins, if you're from Pittsburgh, um, you, other, and y'all. You guys for me. You, you guys. guys. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'd say you guys. Ooh, this one's tough. What All do right. you call the thing from which you might drink water in school? Ooh, we have different oh, questions. Different... Yeah, we get different questions. Nice. All right. What do you call the thing that you drink water from at school? Yes. Like a water, water fountain. fountain or like the options, spigot? the options are bubbler, water bubbler, drinking fountain, water fountain, or other. I called it a drinking fountain growing up. I would call it a bubbler. What? I've never heard that one. Really, I've heard of it, but yeah. I, I don't, I didn't know that. What do you call something that is across both streets uh, from you at an intersection or diagonally across you from in general? Caddy corner. Ah, uh, that is one of the uh, options. The other options are kitty corner. Uh, ki- Kitta corner, catter corner, catty corner, kitty cross, kitty wampus. Um, I would use diagonal for this, and that's my choice. Kitty uh, wampus. <laughs> I would yeah, go so kitty corner. I would go kitty corner. Do you call the sweet spread that is put on a cake frosting or icing? Frosting. Icing. I don't know you, what you I would call answer, it. Uh, you're answering all these as you would, right, Kyle? Yes. Okay. Good. Oh yeah. 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 I'm doing mine the way I would. I would uh, say how about ice. This one. What is the distinction between dinner and supper? This is something I notice actually in people from different places. Uh, options: supper, 
is an evening meal. Dinner is eaten earlier. Uh, supper is an evening meal. Dinner is the main meal. Dinner takes place in a more formal setting than supper. Uh, there is no distinction. They both have the same meaning. That's or me. I don't use the word supper. Or I don't use the word dinner. I don't use the word supper, but it, it was used a lot growing up, and they're interchangeable for me, dinner and supper. There's breakfast, lunch, and dinners or supper. Uh, supper is the later thing. meal. My Jewish friends would say supper, and I just knew it meant dinner. That was yeah. Jersey. What's on yours now, Kyle? What do you got? What do you call a traffic jam caused by drivers slowing down to look at an accident or other diversion on the side of the road? Do you call it rubberneck, rubbernecking? Rubbernecking is the activity slowing down and gawking that caused the traffic jam, but I have no words for the traffic jam itself. Gaper's Block. Gaper's Block is a porn I watched last night. That's something completely different. <laughs> Gaper's Delay. Looky-loo. Curiosity Delay. Gawk Block. Or I have no word for this. I would call it rubbernecking. What do you call a drive-through liquor store? A brew-through, a party barn, a bootleg, or a beer barn, a beverage barn? Um, and then there are some bullshit options like other and such. Um, we call probably, them liquor barns. Probably a beer barn. Yeah, I'm gonna go with beer barn because that's. A lot of states don't have those. No, they don't. But uh, in Kentucky, they definitely do. How do you pronounce the first syllable of lawyer? Lawyer. Clearly, and the options are, does it rhyme with boy? Does it rhyme with flaw? Um, or I use both pronunciations interchangeably. In my case, how do you pronounce the first syllable of lawyer? It clearly rhymes with flaw. Mine would be boy. I would boy. use flaw, too. Lawyer? Lawyer. Lawyer. Mm, I guess I say lawyer. I guess I say yeah, lawyer. I say lawyer. How do you pronounce caramel? Caramel. Everybody should say just caramel. I say caramel. You and I have yeah. talked about this before, caramel. and I say caramel. <laughs> I know I, you do. You know, I think I say caramel corn, what? though. Why? I guess I use both. I'm oh, getting a lot of the same option. questions. I'm just getting them in a different order. Yeah, me too. I'm getting the crawfish and bubbler one now. Mm -hmm. What do you call the area of grass in the middle of some streets? Do you call that a boulevard, a midway, a traffic island, an island, neutral ground? Or I have no word for this. Island. Uh, Island. At the bottom, median or other is available, and I call it a median. I think oh. it's a median, too. Median is between island a highway. Sense. I'd say island or median. Those mm -hmm. both. Like, uh, yeah, a median is just one on a highway. Uh, what would you call a sale of unwanted items on your porch or in your yard? Would you call that a tag sale, a yard sale, a garage sale, a rummage sale, a thrift sale, a stoop sale, a carport sale, a sidewalk sale, a jumble slash jumble sale, a car boot, a car boot sale, a patio sale, or other? I would call that a yard sale. Garage sale. Garage sale, too. Yep. What do you call a traffic situation in which several roads meet in a circle? Do you call that a rotary, a roundabout, a circle, a traffic circle, a traffic circus, or you have no word for this? I call that a roundabout. Rotary. Circle. Mm. What do you call the long sandwich that contains cold cuts, lettuce, and so on? Do you call that a sub, a grinder, a hoagie, a hero, a poor boy, a bomber, an Italian sandwich, a baguette, a sarni, or maybe you have no words? Sub. 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 I think what do you... Sub. 
What do you call the small gray bug that curls up into a ball when it's touched? Do you call it a pill bug, a doodle bug, a potato bug, a roly-poly, a sow bug, a basketball bug, a twiddle bug, a roll-up bug, a wood louse, a millipede, centipede? Or maybe you don't know what that is and have no words for it. I call it roly-poly. I call it a roly-poly. Centipede. Centipede. How do you you pronounce the words Mary, as in there's something about Mary, Mary, as in Merry Christmas, and Mary, as in I would like to marry you. Um, so let's see. Hmm. How did I just say that? <laughs> I'm trying to think about what I just did. <laughs> They're all the same to me. That's Mary. I would like to marry you. Mary. Ah, Mary, I, I, I pronounce like Mary with an A. Mary. Shuba, Merry Christmas. So the uh, Mary the word, or excuse me, the name Mary and Merry Christmas uh, sound the same, but if I want to marry you, it, it sounds different. So yeah, you're getting married, or it's ma- no, I guess I say I'm all the same. You're getting married. My name is Mary. I finished my quiz. I just ran ahead. It doesn't work. Oh no! It and you finally didn't happened. Do it right. No, it nailed it. It has oh, a it slow. It's slow, but I got to. It, it pretty much says Philadelphia, which is where I'm, you know, my accent is. I got how Boston. Do you, how do, I, I'm almost done. I'm on the. Uh, how do you pronounce Ben, with the vowel and uh, and sit, with the vowel and c, with the vowel and set? Uh, how do you pronounce Ben? Ben, like an I. Yeah, I do it with like an I. Let me let me God, go ahead and get through this so, so I get my so Yeah, rip through it. For people watching my screen, I'm actually from this spot right here, which is it pretty much nailed it. It's the darkest spot on the map, the southern Jersey. Where people pronounce things correctly. According to people from southern Jersey. I have no yep, word for like the area of grass between the sidewalk and the road. Me too. Uh, do you pronounce cot the same as caught? No, nope. different. What do you call a sweetened carbonated beverage? Mm. Soda. I call it a drink. Soda. I, I thought you'd say Coke. Um, I did as a kid, but now I probably would say soda. So let's just say Coke because anything else is just misleading because I've kind of altered my... Right. What do you call the freshwater lobsterman? I have no word for the night before Halloween. So this is Joe's. It nailed it. I think caught and caught. Oh, caught and caught. Yeah, they're they're a little different. I think I said that. You sleep on a cot. If you sleep on a cot with someone else, you're going to get caught. Did I say that the same or different? Sounds the same to me. The same. Okay, well then I'll go say. What do you call the small road parallel to the highway? Access frontage road, road, service road, access road, feeder road. I didn't have a name for him. Access. Sorry, an access. error has occurred. Keep this link to save your answers and view the map later. <laughs> click the link. Refresh. Do it again. Should refresh it. Not refresh. Click the link, right? The link seems to be his result set. Oh, oh, oh. Nope, still an error. That stinks. Well, what a letdown. Well, fuck. I know you're from Georgia, so I think you did a great job. 
I think so too. I, hey, the fact that I'm from Georgia and I completed that quiz is pretty mm -hmm. impressive, right? So, so <laughs> read I mean, most I, of the words. I, I I feel great about this in the end. It, it got done. That's all that matters. Let me squeeze in this uh, this last ad here and get it done because it's a brand new kind of ad. Uh, this episode is sponsored by CISO. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. The all comedy ad streaming TV service made for this serious comedy nerd. And if you love Community and or Rick and Morty, then you should have a. Uh, then you have to watch CISO's new original series, Harmon Quest. Harmon Quest is a comedic improv animated live action journey into the hilarious world of fantasy role playing with Dan Har Harmon, uh, creator of Rick and Morty, and his co uh, comedy companion starring Dana Har uh, Dan Harmon, Spencer uh, Crittenden, Aaron McAfee, and Jeff B. Davis. Uh, they're the creators of Community, Rick and Morty, and Harmon Town combined. Uh, they bring you Harmon Quest. It's like nothing else you've ever seen on TV, streaming, or anywhere else for that matter. Dan Harmon and the team embark on this epic adventure of dragon slaying and chivalry as they attempt to save the world from evil such as uh, evil things such as Fondue Zubag, uh, the Bone Weevil, uh, and <laughs> Buero Shift. Uh, they they find themselves stumbling through mystical lands and treacherous monster-filled caves in their quest to defeat the evil heralds of the Manticore. You can watch every episode of Harmon Quest on CISO now. Go to CISO.com and use promo code HarmonQuest. That's H-A-R-M-O-N that's Quest to get two months for free. Yeah, that is an extra month on top of the already free trial. CISO is stacked with new original comedies, classic series, and uh, loads of stand-up specials. They also have every episode of Saturday Night Live ever, the entire Monty Python catalog, and so much more. Start your free trial today. I'm a huge fan of SNL and Monty Python. Um, I'm I'm going to sign up for this as soon as I uh, get done with the show and watch some Monty Python and some old uh, SNL with uh, you know from back in the day with um, I want to see the Dan original Aykroyd series. Belushi. Like they're from the creator of Rick and Morty. They have of my course. attention. Yeah, yeah, that's who. I was just uh, rewatching season two of Rick and Morty last night in preparation for uh, you know the release of the third season. Hopefully, uh, this I think month, it did month. turn. So I read that it wasn't July twenty sixth. Because mm -hmm. it was like July 26th the previous year, and you know people are just like making that mistake. And then I read more recently, like yesterday, that it might actually be July 26th again. I have always stood by that it's July 26th. I think I was I, wrong. I, I'm I, sorry. Um, who the fuck knows? You know, it's the internet, and you got the creator of the show being all like wishy-washy on yeah. Twitter, and, and then people are interpreting it. So it's it's not as if like there was this big banner someone somewhere that said it's coming on the 26th, and you just didn't see it. It's like they're being sort of misleading with the way they're promoting this thing in an effort to, to, to boost the promotion around and get people talking about it. And that's a good thing. Rick and Morty is incredibly good. So hearing that Dan Harmon is part of this, uh, this show here makes me interested in it. I'm going to sign up for this immediately when I get off the show. And I really mean that because, uh, it, it, because of that show, of course. But like I said, big Monty Python fan, big SNL fan. So great stuff. Yeah, check them out. Do you watch uh, Rick and Morty, Joe? I do not. I see it on Reddit all the time. But I, It's real I, smart. Oh, you haven't uh, seen it's, it? It's well written. Nope. Oh, nope. yeah. It's, um... I, so, I, I, I'm ignorant about the whole thing, but I thought it was an older show that people were just like, it was like a cult show. I'm mm. guessing it's not. No. Basically, yeah. basically, it's sort of a Back to the Future spoof. That's how this guy kind of created the characters originally. So you got do the, the Doc and this Marty McFly character. Okay. Um, but the Marty McFly character is the Doc's grandson, and he's just a boy. But the super intelligent uh, genius doctor travels through space, time, and multiple dimensions 
going on all these wacky adventures, and uh, he takes the boy along with him because he's such a hyper genius, and the boy's a complete moron. So when they're b by each other, it masks his hyper brainwaves and prevents the Galactic Empire from tracking him down. So he <laughs> takes him all the way across the universe, time, <laughs> space, everywhere. The boy, he, he's like, I can't do the impression. Ah, put on these gravity boots, Morty. Ah, it'll be all right. You have to turn them on. They're not magic. You have, Morty, you have to flip the switch. <laughs> Morty will like fall off a cliff, and his legs are broken, compound fractures in three different ways, so that his leg is now like a Z, and he's laying there screaming in pain. He's like, "You're the worst guy ever, Rick. I can't believe you did this to me." Ah, I'm sorry, Morty. And like he's like he like leaves so is him. It, is it a cartoon? It, yeah, it's a cartoon, okay. but it's a smart cartoon. Like it's An pretty clever. He's um, an alcoholic, drunk grandpa genius, you know, traveling the universe with this awesome. kid. That, that's how yeah. on the starts. On the first surface, starts where the, the little kid is in his bedroom and it's just dark, and then uh, Rick just bursts in, you know, just oh, Morty, you gotta wake up, Morty, Morty, right now, you gotta wake up. Oh, Rick, what's all this about? And he's <laughs> and he just drags him out of the house. Wasted and then just flying around talking about how he's gonna blow up the world like it gets zero to 60 real quick I I thought I was gonna think it was really goofy and kind of silly because Same. a lot of the times like like I've seen it on reddit before I ever watched it and yep. like when reddit really likes a show Like I, I tried watching community a few years ago because they were all like oh my god This show's so fucking funny and I it was not I didn't like it and so I just kind of ignored when Reddit would really get Firefly or whatever the hell that was. That was like, really I just don't good. Care. Now you're I wrong. I like that. But Rick and Morty's hmm. hilarious. Firefly I, I was I, amazing. I Firefly, Check it out. Is, so it a, is it a Netflix show or is it a... You can get it on TV? Hulu. I think it's a Pirate Bay show. Uh, it's a you have Hulu. You can get it there. Both seasons. I can probably undemand it. I can probably undemand it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's, it's an it's on Amazon. That's how I bought season uh, season two. Okay, I, I have Amazon Prime. I'll check yeah, it out. yeah, 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 same. Dude, it's, um, it's what I'm trying to, to say is, on the surface, Rick and Morty is just a silly show where they go through these adventures. But if you watch it more carefully, there's a level of planning and detail in there that's almost like Game of Thrones-ish, right? There are these like Rick and Morty analysis shows that explain, like, like predict season three based on small details that most people would miss in season one and two. And uh, and you're just like holy smokes! Like I didn't realize all these little moving parts and hints were dropped throughout the show. It's pretty and, cool. And for an animated show, like the characters do human stuff that like that, that doesn't even need to be animated necessarily. Like like last night I was watching uh, an episode where um, the the father character, whatever the guy with no fucking job, Gary, Gary or whatever his name is, yeah, Gary. Yeah. The, Gary's like getting <laughs> dressed for a wedding and like he's had to do it in a hurry because everybody else got an invitation but Gary got sucked into a space meatball and teleported there so he comes out all slimy and just gets <laughs> thrown a chain of, change of clothes and as he, he's got his tux on but he just has he's like thrown it on and he reaches into his pants and like gets his dick like where, where he wants it <laughs> and there's no mention of that and it, it's not even like they, they, nobody's talking while he's doing it and they like focus on it it's not that either he's carrying on a conversation and they're talking while he arranges his cock and balls and he's put on a tuxedo and they're not they're not where they need to be it's like little things like that that i notice uh real smart real real well animated um i take that back it's yeah, not real well animated. yeah that's not the draw sorry about that um and, and you got one guy doing the voices of both the main characters just ah, going right back and forth like rapid fire it's good shit it's real it's smart they, they animation like even better than stuff. south park my favorite episodes of that show aren't the ones that like with the planning you're talking about i like the like interdimensional cable specials they have where it's like uh 
so much of the episode is them just ad-libbing and making shit up as they go, and then they, like, go back and animate to it. So basically, like, the crux of the episode is Rick comes in, and he's like, you know, I uh, got us a, you know, interdimensional interdimensional uh, cable box, and we can watch shit from all over, the, all over the universe. And everybody's, like, loving it, and it's just them riffing on what interdimensional cable would be. And it's, it's so fucking clever and funny and good. Great yeah, show. like the, the flu bat or whatever that device is that they have the how it's made of, yeah. you know. The flumbus. <laughs> the flumbus. Everyone has a flumbus, but do we know how they're actually made? <laughs> <laughs> At the end, I always wondered how they made those. <laughs> it's, like, it's, uh, <laughs> it's definitely worth a watch. There's two seasons, and it's it's like candy. You know, it'll be over before you know it, and you'll be, you'll be like, oh, I wonder where that season three is. And um, for us who have been watching it for a little bit, season three got delayed by like a year or something. So it's been over a year since season two or something like that. And we're right on the the brink of season three, which is which is pretty exciting. Good show, great so show. So half hour, half hour episodes are yeah. yeah. And you pop them like they're Smarties or something. Like yeah. you, you know, 30, quickly thirty minutes with commercials or thirty minutes without commercials. I, yeah, I like think they're really twenty two minutes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so it's fast. Okay, so you, like cool. you tear through it so quickly. You you. What happened with me is season. I I went through season two, and I knew that season two had an ending that a lot of people were like. I guess they loved, but they tore their heart out. And uh, and then it was 18 months or something to season three. I ripped through the first two seasons in like a day or two. Just yeah. watched them all. <laughs> yeah, you me know. too. I did not save them well. Yeah, that no. last episode, it, it really is touching. You're I, playing that Nine Inch Nails song. I hurt myself today. And a lot of heavy stuff is going on. So you might do the same. Like... like you just I'm probably get through it tomorrow. Yeah, they're silly little cartoons, and then like it's like, oh, now I'm what I thought would be 18 months away from my next episode, and I didn't properly cherish them as I was One watching my, them. I think my favorite that I can think of scene in the whole show is like Rick and Morty are trying to escape an interdimensional, intergalactic airport. Um, and they were trying to smuggle some 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 uh, mega seeds inside of the boy's ass. They were all the way up there, and uh, the, but they tried to put him in the new machine that finds stuff all the way up your ass. So he's like, "Run for it!" You know, they, they can't go through the machine because it's gonna find the mega seeds up his ass. So while the grandpa genius is trying to like hack into the computer and open a portal back to Earth, uh, he, he's he like throws a gun to the boy. He's like, "Hold him off!" And he's like, "Oh, I don't know, Rick. I don't know about killing people." And he's like, "Ah." They're robots, Morty. It doesn't even matter. And he's just like, all right. So, he, and and the bad guys are coming. The bad guys are like insectoid people who also have blasters. And he's just like, pew, pew, pew. And one of the insectoid's leg explodes. And this black blood starts pouring everywhere. And he's laying on his ground. Oh, it hurts so much. Oh, <laughs> and, and my wife. His, his friend's like, Jerry's bleeding out. Somebody help Jerry. He's going to die. And he's like, what the fuck, Rick? He's like, uh, I meant they were bureaucrats. I don't, <laughs> I don't respect them. <laughs> he's like, trust me, Morty. You, you don't even know what prison is like here. Keep them off of us. And he just turns and he's just murdering all these insect people. It's like <laughs> he thought they were like literally robots. He's like, ah, I just mean they're bureaucrats. I don't respect them. <laughs> See, it's, that's, that's clever. Joke. Yeah, very it's... clever. Very clever writing throughout the show. There, there's many jokes that I'll be like, aha. But I don't even have time to stop and analyze it because there's another one coming, and yep. the, the the jokes are all over the place. It's not like it's all this like highbrow humor that you're oh, just no. like <laughs> pausing and analyzing. There's a lot Mostly of not. shit jokes and fart jokes. Like there's a you know the character's name will be like Poopy Butthole or something like yeah. that. Literally, yeah, Mr. Poopy literally. Butthole is a character's name. Yes, yes. yes. 
Yeah, I won't and spoil it, that, but yeah, it's yeah. uh great that's, show. Great that's show. A check thing. It out. Plays a big role. And, I'll check it out for sure. So I'll probably, I'll probably watch two episodes tomorrow. So um we were recording the show when the Dallas shooting happened uh mm. last time. Oh, and uh and since then I, I, I learned more about how they took out the shooter. And it's pretty nuts. They uh they they sent one of those like negotiation robots. Imagine this robot with rubber tank treads that has a speaker on it and a receiver so you can carry on a conversation remotely. It also has a high powered water jet. <laughs> this high powered water jet that can use water to cut through explosive devices, steal anything, and a shotgun on it. And they can operate this remotely. But they thought that the super <laughs> high-powered water, the 12-gauge, weren't going to cut it in this case. So the mayor and the police chief have a little conversation. And within 30 minutes, they decide, let's send in one pound of C4 plastic explosive <laughs> and give them a little gift. <laughs> and so that's what the fuck they did. They went in there with a pound of C4 on the long end of this robot arm. And I am the guy had asked for a cell phone. He thinks that... There's a fucking like iPhone coming on the end of this thing, and he's like, "Oh, oh yeah, come on, little." Why? <laughs> As it rolls up, and then they just blow him the fuck up. I got a picture of my phone of his blown up body. It's pretty gnarly. Um, I guess one of the SWAT team was a little overzealous with posting pictures online. But they <laughs> fucked his life up. Um, they blew him up. Although I gotta say that really opens up a um, a weird uh, precedent for the, how the, how police can handle certain situations. Now, this was a situation where I was like, yeah, blow them the fuck up. You, you need any advice? Like, I, could, I probably got some C4 you could use, you know? It's just like, I was fine with it here, but I don't know. What if there's some guy who's just, you know, maybe he hasn't hurt anybody yet, and they, the first move is to blow him up. I would hope that this isn't setting a precedent like that, but I'm glad they blew that fucker up. I don't think that, that from now on they're going to just jump to blowing people up, unless <laughs> it's also a shooter with a high-powered rifle that... You know, just, shot 11 police officers. What if I were to say, you know, police are known for their measured and fair responses. They don't tend to ever make errors in judgment. Good point. Good point. It's not just uh, Joe Blue Shirt making this decision, though. And it's certainly you not a, like a high-stress, like short-term decision. They get to process it. I, I see where you're coming from. But just, you know, look, these are police. Sometimes they make mistakes. It was so funny. Kitty walks like like when I first learned that I was uh, we were playing a video game and I was telling Taylor and Chiz I was like, would it be distasteful for me to make a video where I show this off? Because at first, when they said they were bringing him a cell phone and then they blew him up, I imagined a cell phone with explosives in it, and he puts it to his head and they blow his head. Also, and a good has, idea. That has been done before um, <laughs> uh, against uh, like terrorists and, and the, people of the same ilk. You know, explosives blowing cell. And, uh, well, and, and in real life. Um, and, and I was thinking, like, all I got to do is go on eBay and buy the, uh, like, outside shell to one of those old Nokia phones and put plastic explosive in a detonator and just beep, 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 and it'll explode, you know? And I could even set it so that it'll explode when you try to make a, when you press the on button or something like that. that that's all easy shit to do. You could get a couple phones, and the joke would be the Nokia one doesn't explode, right? Because they're the super durable one. Yeah, just coming out between the buttons. You see, you see the huge explosion, the building falls over, and you go out there and you, like, pick up the Nokia, like, well, shit. <laughs> yeah. Fucking works. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, that would be a funny gag. I may do that anyway. But the funny thing was that as I'm thinking about this and thinking of ways to do it, Kitty walks into my bedroom and is like, uh, and she she shows me this CNN clip, and it's my buddy that I that I've done explosives work uh, before with. Um, his name is um, Benetti. His last name's Benetti. 
Uh, and uh, that's what he does. And he's there with a CNN reporter at his ranch out in Texas, where I'm going hopefully next week. And they've got his robot with a pound of C4 on the end. And he shows her how, like, you know, you'd walk it up. And he didn't want to destroy his very expensive robot. So instead, he just put it on a concrete wall and clicked it. And you got to see what it does. Now, a pound of C4 is not like a nuclear weapon or anything, but it'll fuck your car up and it'll blow you to smithereens. And, and it was very impressive in that uh, demonstration, seeing all the shrapnel go and the cinder block exploding. Uh, how much space does a pound of C4 take up? Like how about the size of your fist? Yeah, you, and and it's like super stable. You know, you could get it and massage it. You can't blow. C four is only dangerous if you got a a blasting uh, cap to stick a detonator. Uh, I have a solution for Black Lives Matters. Like, I I have this all worked out. So here's the scoop. As it stands, <laughs> oh, this can't go wrong. Everybody, get your notepads out. No, no, no. What are you about to say? So as it stands, Black Lives Matter has, has a couple of problems. One, it's really ineffective at making the change they're looking to make, right? It, it just, it, that's not happening. It's not as if police are like, you know what? You know, now that you've killed a couple of us and maybe burned down a hair salon in your neighborhood, it, it's about time that we start behaving more. That's not, that's not the change they're getting at all. If anything, they're just sort of creating a, like a gang war between you know the Black Lives Matter guys and the, and the police guys. And there's been other like BLM attacks or attempted attacks attacks. towards policemen. Uh, You've got the Russians declaring Black Lives Matter as like an official terrorist organization, like enemy of the state type thing. What Black Lives Matter needs to do to actually get change is work through the legal system. What it should be is a legal... That's worked so well for them in the past. (laughs) It has. That's how change actually happens, right? Like you get Supreme Court like voting rights instated. Like this is how it works. So if you want to like if 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 i were god of black lives matter or king or whatever it should be a legal defense fund and then every time someone gets in trouble like the police should know that they're well funded like this black lives matter thing has all this the momentum united negro like defense the- fund <laughs> yeah and then and then that will get the change if cities knew that whenever there was this issue like there was going to be a giant civil course and it was going to cost them millions it would change the way police were trained if if there was a, like a legal defense fund, because right now you know, these people are poor that typically get into trouble with the police and they have no legal repercussions. So if there was a fund there that they knew they could tap into when things go wrong, then cities would change the way they change. They would get actual change. Like it wouldn't happen so overnight. You'd want it to be like basically like the ACLU, but selectively for one race, like one group, one group's ACLU. Kind of. I, well, I guess so. Yeah. And um uh, you know, I'm not I, I was just yeah, like remember the H three H three guys? They were like defending copyright or something like that, and they got way more in donations than they needed. So they created a fund so that the next guy who gets sued for copyright violations can tap into that, hire an attorney, maybe the video game attorney or whatever, and defend themselves from what they feel are bad copyright claims, like that parkour pickup artist dude. I think you're giving this community a lot of credit. Um, yeah, I, I well, saw there, someone I, deserves the credit in the community. I mean, there's going to be someone in there who who has the leadership abilities and who's not a thief to like and who take won't all this steal money, the money. Right, right. Yeah, but that's um, what'll happen every fucking time. And that's not just a black thing. Like, like I was about to say, like you know, I bet if there were a bunch of Jewish people who were being, uh, you know, gunned down in the streets or something, like they they put something together and defend themselves, and they would. 
But I, I, something about the African American community, I, I just don't see that being their their ticket out of this. I I, I just don't. I, you know what they're doing is probably their best bet, to be no, honest. If you want to affect to change, gosh, putting snipers in buildings, shooting cops, it will get you the opposite of what you want. They've gotten the change they wanted already. You've got police departments around the country doing these de-escalation tactics. It's, it's becoming uh, practice. It's it. it Maybe I I'm hate wrong. to say it, but the awful things they're doing are getting some attention. It, it, you know, you get the president sitting there with George W. Bush, uh, you know, talking about this thing. Did you see the shooting video today that was released? I believe it was a 19-year-old black man. He's in a pickup mm -hmm. truck. Uh, two cops come out, you know, guns drawn, show us your hands, show us your hands. Um, it, it looks to me like suicide by cop, but you get a very – he's got a body cam. So you get a first-person viewpoint of him shooting this guy four times. And it was a good shoot as far let, let me it? find it because it's okay. visceral. The, the other thing to like that I feel like Black Lives Matter could do better is like pick the right people to rally around. Like I, I remember in South Carolina there was a shooting. I think the cop said like, hey, go get your wallet. And he like darts back into his truck to get his wallet and the cop just starts shooting. Bad that shooting. Was a bad, one. bad shooting. That was a bad right? one. Yep. If everyone rallied around this one and said, oh my God, he got shot because he was black, whatever, the people, like, but then the Alton Sterling, right? He's, he's a pedophile of some sort. He's been in and out of prison for so long. When you rally around him, you don't get national sympathy. You, you know, you, you're just like, oh, that shocks this guy. You know? Well, it's, it's because, quite frankly, there aren't a huge number of cops who are just going around shooting black people for no reason like it's it's not that that's not happening that's not a reality so the entire movement there is based on a false premise of you know we're being gunned down in the street for this disproportionately and, like, we're being disproportionately gunned down in the street and it's like if you actually look like it's very difficult to have discussions with people about it like not that i go around having discussions with people about it because it's not my number one on my checklist but i've watched people online like have little debates about it and whatnot and the BLM side, even if they're not directly involved in the movement, any kind of question, any kind of bringing up of statistics or trying to get to delve deeper into the, the facts of the matter is immediately labeled as bigoted and racist. And it, and it shuts down the, the discourse, which is very yeah, what the, not what helpful, but it is what, the, what the, those representatives at the top of that group want because they know – they, they, I don't think that they're stupid people. I think that they know the truth. Just like Al Sharpton is not an idiot. He's not an idiot. He plays it's people so and he, he manipulates them and he riles people up and gets people going about stuff to his own advantage. Like that's the nature of what that guy does. Um, yeah, the, the numbers show that there. It's, the not, it's just not true. The statistics show that black people are not shot by police disproportionately higher than white people. What it does show is that police are more likely to get physical with a black uh, person than they are a white person. Now you could you, you could off you definitely need to see if there's any correlation between the fact that African Americans are more likely to commit violent crimes than 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 white Americans are. There's probably well, some also, there. sorry, keep going, Kyle. No, I'm all done. The video's here in the in the in the thing, by the way, of this oh. cop shooting. It's 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 a good video. I mean, let me let me rephrase that. It's 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 worth watching. So where do you okay. want to start it? It's it's six minutes long. Like I, I see at two thirty six is when he gets out of the car. Does that work for you? I'm at, I'm at three thirty, and they haven't done anything yet. Oh really? Let's. Is this one of the like truly? Uh, this is a good shoot. Cut and dry bad. Let's uh let's start at three minutes. That seems like a good round number. All right. I am Are we on three minutes? Yep. Yep. 
Tell me when. Three, two, one, play. Oh, I need to turn my volume on. Let me see your hands! Let me see your hands! Both hands, both hands! Keep your hands out where we can see them! Both of your hands! So they're just screaming at this guy for his hands. Yeah, and, and I can't see he's, his ears in the way. Yeah, it'll get it'll get a little better as far as that goes. He's gonna get out of the truck. He's showing them one hand, the left hand. He's lay down on the ground. Lay now down he's out of the vehicle. Tell him to lay down, but he's walking away from them. They're identifying themselves repeatedly. Let the dog go. They don't have a dog. He's sticking Stop his right hand behind his now. back intentionally Stop and walking toward the officer. He's 15, 20 feet away tops, maybe the length of the vehicle. Stop. He keeps hiding his hand and pretending like he's got something he in it. He just said, you're going to get shot, man. Stop it. He's going to shoot him Several right now. Times. Shot him twice. He's on the ground. Reaching for his waistband. Watch his hands. Watch his hands. He's reaching under his shirt into his pants. Shot him again. Dude, don't reach for your hands. Quit reaching for what you got. Keep your hands up. Keep your hands up. Dude, you oh, and he's unarmed. You will get shot again. Stop. Oh, and he's white. Look I couldn't him. even tell. Look at him. Look at him. Yeah. And he's and a fourth time. So yeah, that's what fucking happens when they tell you not to stick your hand in your pants and you keep sticking your hand in your pants. I'm gonna pause. He got it shot there. four times and he died. So I'm gonna get off now. So a couple things are important to 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 note. Because it's hard to hear with that audio and everything. He literally said, I hate my life, I think, uh, was his quote, something like that. And the speculation and the general consensus across the internet is that it's not only a good shoot, but a suicide by cop is how most people are viewing this. And that's what it looks like to me. If nothing else, that guy was just acting incredibly inappropriately in the most intense situation that a normal person is ever going to be in. Um, he can't act any more stupidly than that. He's He's putting this hand behind his back repeatedly and sort of... He's holding it like like this, like there's something maybe in it. it it's and it's hard scaring to see them. what's going on. Yeah, he's scaring them. If you go to yeah. the Alton Sterling tape, and I, dude, I stabilized that thing and looked at it frame by frame. He's trying to wedge his left arm out. The the cop has his knee on top of his arm and he's pulling it in. You can see him like straining, like trying to like bicep curl his arm out. And uh, this is after they said. Uh, if you fucking move, I swear to God, which isn't the greatest instructions, but I think we all get the intent there. Um, yeah. And everyone is like, like, I talk to Chiz about it a lot. He's like, he didn't deserve to die for that. He didn't deserve to die. He says things like his gun was in his cargo pockets. Now, it's true. They're kind of hard to retrieve from. Something about cargo pockets are a little like... He's like, it you catches know, things you try to pull out. Yeah, it does. And he's like, you know, he'd never get that gun out of the cargo pilot pocket and successfully shoot the police and all this stuff. And I'm thinking, but like, if you're being held down, told not to move, and you're still trying to break your arms free, I think it's shoot time, well, right? It's also an underestimation I have shot him. of, like, yeah, I, I, I agree. Like the whole that guy, like maybe he was reaching for a gun, maybe he was. But I wouldn't I have shot that, that kid police, a minute ago. The police could have handled that way, both. way fucking better. Especially the uh, Philando guy. That could have. I, I mean, I don't know the facts of that, but from what it looks like, he could have been handled better. 
since the guy was still sitting there. But so the, the Flander yeah, I, guy, I, I can't speak to. I don't know that one. The Alton Sterling guy, I feel like while he was on the ground, police guns drawn on him, still like trying to break free, resisting arrest. I, I, to me, that was a, a good shooting. The real problem in that was three minutes beforehand or one minute beforehand. Like, I feel like the police, instead of cooling things off, instead of saying, hey, man, like, you're not doing this the right way. Like, I get that you're upset. I get that you're concerned. You know, let's let's take a breath in here and work this out. And, and you can't do that. You can't have a long, calm conversation That's how they with do someone. it. You know why I say that? Because... Um, I know this German cop, and that's how they train him. Like, diffusing is a really highly regarded skill in police outside yeah. of the U.S. In the U.S., like, your ability to get a double-leg takedown is a highly regarded skill, which is pretty much what they did on the guy. You know, they, they tackled him and knocked him over rather than say, like, hey, man, like, you know, we got to handle this the right way. Sterling was not innocent in this thing. I hate it when they're like, show me your hands, show me your hands. Or, no, they say, get down. And he's like, all right. And, and this is like a submissive pose, but it's not the one they asked for. If I say get down and you're keeping your hands a foot from your pockets, I worry you're keeping your options open, you know? And, and we know you got a gun on you. That's why we were called to the scene. Why is it that you aren't getting down? Why is it like... He was licensed to have the gun. Well, he, he was... was uh, the, he was a, previous, a former felon, so he couldn't have... Uh, How's that? I think oh, what it was... Oh, the second guy? Uh, the uh, Philando? Yeah, he was. Alton Sterling, I heard he was licensed, but I also oh. heard it was open carry. So I think that maybe he's in an open carry state. I'm, I'm just trying to make sense of it in my you head. You can't open carry as a felon either. Oh, yeah, I, I wasn't and, sure and, about and that. And in your pocket is an open carry. I, I'm a bit confused on that because I, I read yeah. repeatedly that he was a, you know, who fucking knows? Who I, knows? The way I see it is, but is listen, like. Do you know that the police were called there because he was pulling the gun on people? I, I have heard that they were That's told that. Heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't know but that I he did it, but the yeah. police are there knowing, knowing, you know, but they were called there because he's armed. They're called there because he's pulling the gun on people. I was going to say threatening people with a gun. I don't know, like, I don't know why else you pull guns on people. And uh, so they're there with Scared the mindset. Yeah, they're there with the mindset that this guy is threatening regular citizens with a gun. And when they want him to lay down and he doesn't, he's just sort of keeping his options open so he could get to his gun maybe. Like, you have to, uh, Yeah, the, you know. The problem with the, the discussion you have with people is because you often talk past one another. Is like you were saying you were talking to Chiz. You were saying, you know, this is the reason that, you know, I think I did see him reaching or whatever you're saying. And then Chiz says he didn't deserve to die for that. that. Those are two different conversations. He is talking about what ought have happened. He's talking, you are talking about the reality and trying to find what actually did happen. Because, of course, we all agree with Chiz that, yeah, uh, him squirming on the ground and being, like, even if he was being really shitty to them, like, it's not a reason to die. I think they were being he shitty was to him. pulling a gun out. Like, I, think, the, I think that they were pinning him really painfully, and he was trying to alleviate that. That's it, what it, I think it was. But that's also movement, but who knows? Like, it looked to me like a little jujitsu. It looked like they had his arm <laughs> beneath him. and well, You know, your arm feels tough until someone yep. puts their knee on, on one side of it, and the concrete's on the other, and there's that... If something it hard is pressing edge. against it, yeah. Hurts. Yeah. it, it sucks. hurts. And uh, part of the problem, part of the problem is that a lot of cops aren't trained very well. You know, yeah, like they're they're, they're protected oh, by unions and everything else. Like there's tons of cops that train with me, 
and you know they're so much better equipped than all the other guys they work with because they 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 train they do jujitsu and and a lot of cops um they don't want to do any more than they have to do so if they're not forced to do something they won't do it so they don't train they don't do anything they're out of shape they're um so when they get in a situation like that they're not good at they're not well versed at controlling that situation so they get panic and they they shoot someone instead of you know uh, yeah, I, 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 know, I, I, I hate I hate when I hear them talk about oh we've got the best trained police in the world here and they're just yeah. out and I'm just like well look if if it, it's fine to to slow down for a minute and appreciate these guys who have died doing their jobs I understand that it's a terrible fucking thing that happened but they're not the best trained police in the world they're not they're so, not I don't the bless the best trained police in the world are some fucking like SWAT Israeli. team in Germany or something yep. you know it's, it, can we watch yeah, this video? somebody who, Deals with terror and uh, people trying to kill them all the time. So let, let me let me preface this. I don't think we've watched it on the show before, but we may oh, have yeah, watched we have. it on the show. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shucks. Yeah. I mean, no, but you give a quick rundown of it. Though. <clears throat> so, um, what they do? Th there is a um, a Black Lives Matter activist, community leader. Seems like a really educated, well-spoken guy, and uh, he was really critical of the way that the police handled some of these like tense situations. You know, they're too quick to shoot. So the police invited him into a use of force scenario training, and um, uh, do you want to watch it? Do you want to watch like a minute of it? Let's watch a minute of it, even if it's a repeat. Sure. Right. It's queued up at forty-seven seconds. This should be about the start, and you're going to see basically they walk him into scenarios to shoot or not. Ready, set, play. Right inside your your belt loop there. Jarrett Maupin gets his weapon. You might recognize him as a high-profile organizer in the minority community. Just last month, he led marches on Phoenix Police Headquarters after an officer shot an unarmed man. We want his badge. We want his gun. We want his job. Today, he accepted an invitation to look at things from the other side, agreeing to go through a force-on-force -force training session with the Maricopa County Sheriff's Office. Three scenarios where you have to decide to shoot or not shoot. Scenario My problem one, with this is that about the Black Lives Matter guys. My problem is the Black Lives Matter guy has no training. You know, he's just it, it. It might as well be not even any of us. He's got less training than all of us. Well, the goal is to open his eyes. To what? To let's say play. that would be like that, that would be like if some sci some rocket scientist like messed up and the space shuttle exploded and he drugged me in there and said, "Hey, you do it." You fucking, you fucking make the spaceship go into outer space. Oh, you failed too, huh? It's Your simulation didn't turn out no, well. No, because because these guys are all saying like, you know, you're not making good decisions. I could do better. I I feel like this like it's obvious to oh, anyone. If they say I could do better, then that's one that's thing. Right. Ready? But, but it's but they are making bad decisions. Ready, set, play. The parking lot. Moppin approaches the man and starts asking questions. What? You're looking for your vehicle. What kind of car do you drive? Where you have your head your gun. What kind of car do you drive? This is my car, man. Oh. Moppin, the officer, is shot. It happens that fast. At what time did you think that it was time for you to address the use of force that was given? Uh, when he came to the back of the vehicle okay. uh, and, and was hiding. And I want to watch the second one, too. Something was wrong. Scenario two, a call of two men fighting. What's going on today, gentlemen? What's wrong with you? What's going on today, gentlemen? What do you want? What's happening here? What's wrong with Back you? Back up. Huh? What are you doing, man? Hey. Hey, he shouldn't approach me. He shouldn't approach me. He shouldn't approach me. He shouldn't approach me. What are you doing? You just shot him? 
Oh. Hey, he rushed me. Tell me why you shot. Well, I, I've shot because he was within that zone. You know, I felt there was a an imminent threat. I, I didn't necessarily see him armed. We uh, can stop he, here he unless you want to see the third one. Do some harm to uh, to the officer right. to my. Yeah, we can stop here. All right. I don't know. This video opened my eyes wide open. Like all of a sudden, like yeah, that first scenario where it seemed like the guy was like, "Hey, man, why do you have your hand on your gun? Settle, settle, settle." Right? It, it went from zero to a hundred, you know. In, I was in... actually watching a. Uh, oh, Kyle. I was actually watching a. Uh, funny enough, Parks and Rec, just a couple of days ago, and it was one of the earlier seasons when Louis C.K. is a cop and he's dating Leslie Nope, uh -huh. uh, Amy Poehler, and it was one of those little uh, kind of mockumentary like asides with Louis C.K. where he was talking about why he liked Leslie, and he, he was like, I mean, you know, just like. I mean, unlike the 99% of people who are really aggressive and unpleasant that I deal with every day, she was nice, you know, and, and it was like, oh, yeah, like, that must really suck for 99%, obviously, maybe exaggerated, whatever, but a high percentage of the people you come across being surly, unhappy, and obviously it's because those people sometimes are just like, oh, my God, dude, give me a ticket for going 64 and a 60, like, eat shit, but... It does open your eyes to how they develop that us versus them mentality, you know, it, of like we're all on the same team and we're working together. Back to but, the video, like it went from zero to a hundred as he came behind the car, and then the other one, there are two guys fighting, right? And then he's there all chest puffed out, approaching the cop, and as soon as the cop pulls the trigger, it switches to why would you shoot an unarmed man? Yep. And it's, it's, all of these issues are so much more complicated, or all of these scenarios, rather, are so much more complicated than people would like to believe who just want it to be a cut-and-dry thing of, you know, people on the left mostly of like, oh, there's no reason to ever shoot anyone. You know, they didn't even have a weapon. Because right. uh, hindsight's twenty twenty, and people on the right saying things like, our cops go through hell every day, and, you know, sometimes shit happens. Like, it's just neither one of those sides is helpful. Yeah, I, I, a lot I, of it. Man. A lot of it all comes down to if a cop tells you to do something, you comply and you do it. And no one that's being shot is complying. Every that's the common thing. Yeah. You know, it could happen. It could happen. Occasionally, it could happen. You know, something you know could be way out of the you know what's you know acceptable. But for the most part, every single person, almost every single person, is getting shot. If you comply and you do what the cops telling you, whether you agree with it or not, you don't get hurt. If we had watched yeah. the rest of this video, and that might not make for a good podcast, but. Um, that was his takeaway. He's like, the value of compliance is the thing I really learned. That's the problem. Like in both of those scenarios, the guy, well, of course the shooter didn't comply and the other guy didn't comply. And if the guy's not complying as a policeman, you have to start wondering why, you know, like this Alton Sterling guy, he's got a gun on him and he's not complying. Is he just keeping his options open? Like that's my and, fright if I'm a cop. And the cop is gonna protect themselves. They're gonna go home at the end of the shift, as far as they're concerned. They're not gonna put themselves in a situation, you know, day in and day out, where maybe they don't go home. You know, yeah. like if, if it comes down to it, they're gonna shoot. Maybe that half second of delay is the difference between, you know, subduing someone or them getting a handle on a knife or a gun and really causing some mayhem. Like, yeah, it, I don't know. Yeah. Whenever I see non-compliance or you know extreme non-compliance, it's like man, like oh god, I hate that they shot. But you don't like to see them get like anybody get shot. Right. Like the the person who gets shot, you don't like to see that. But you also like Joe said, like you have to notice, like yeah, it does seem to be a trend that people aren't complying in these. To move a little bit uh, tangentially over to the memorial service they had, dude, fucking Obama's speech 
was disgusting. He gave the most reprehensible, disrespectful speech at a memorial service for cops who had died. The families of those cops were there, and he went up there like an asshole and made a moral equivalency between what that shooter did in Dallas and Philando Castile and Alton Sterling getting shot. Made a moral equivalency. We live in a world where it's easier for a child to get his hands on a Glock than it is a book. It's true. Here's what he said. It's true, y'all. You know, it's true. It's It's true. With his church southern draw from fucking Chicago slash Kenya slash Hawaii, this guy's got a southern draw like a church preacher. Where'd you acquire that bullshit? And he's (laughs) no, no, it's no, we don't know it. And because you're telling a goddamn lie, it's not easy to get a fucking Glock if you're a child. It's hard to get a Glock if you're a grown ass man who's never broken the law in his life and has the money. You got to go somewhere, fill out a lot of paperwork, wait around, and then they'll sell you one for $550. It's not easier to, than getting a book, which any fucking library will hand you just for writing your name down. Yeah, it's, it's and the speech, dude, it just, I listened to some of it, and it pissed me off. The, the nonsense of it, this nonsense pandering of, first, the way you said it's easier to get a gun than a book or a computer, which you have to be a complete idiot. Or a liar to say that. I think we know what the answer is. A liar. Because he's not a complete idiot. And the speech itself of in front of the families of those police officers to act like a clearly racially motivated act of I hate white people and I hate white cops. I'm going to shoot white cops. Compared to as if those police officers went out that day and said, or they saw uh, Alton and Philando and said, I'm going to kill them because they're black. I'm going to kill them because of that. It's not even. They don't want that paperwork. Not even, not even a little bit similar other scenarios, and yet Obama does the same thing he always does, where he, you know, rumbles up the crowd and he gets people going, and he and he confirms people's biases. He says, "Oh, they're actually, you know, cops are great, but we also have to acknowledge that the entire system has a huge problem." Well, okay, does the entire system have a gigantic, horrible problem, or are the cops the memory good? Like you, you, you can't eat your cake and have it too up there. It's just. It, it was it was really shitty all the things he said and it was it, he's such a divisive motherfucker he went up there at a, a memorial service and he divided people based he's talking on about race. gun control like like why is he talking about yeah. gun control why, is he why did why did he bring up at a memorial I, service? I expected the next sentence to be like and you know if we all had affordable health care maybe <laughs> things like this wouldn't happen you know yeah, just like, where are you going with this? What is this a stump speech? Are you campaigning right now? Fuck you, man! Why don't you go up there and, and, and talk about the, the the sadness that we're all feeling and give us some hope? You know, it's pretty what normal for a president to do this to me. Like, no, it's I, not. Did you listen to it? No, I didn't hear this speech, so I'm sort Disgusting. of out of my depth on this. But I remember, like George Bush, right? He's going in. He's saying, "Hey, you know what? We're paying off the debt too quickly. We should lower taxes." And then he says, oh, the economy's going poorly. Now we're in deficit again. We should cut taxes to fix that. Do you remember when, when he, he wanted went to, to raid... that Marine funeral and did that? No. He wanted no, to he raid 9 Well, Okay, wait a minute. So he wanted to raid Iraq before 9-11, and then after 9-11, he wanted to raid it again. Right? No, these are different things. We're talking about at no. a memorial service for a bunch of cops who just got shot by someone who was racially motivated, making a false equivalency between that action there and pretending that the officers who killed Philando and Alton were racially motivated in the same way. If that person is black and I'm going to kill them because I hate black people. If is you my, don't think he stood on the graves of the 9-11 victims to pimp his Iraq war, then you weren't watching. There is... 
a difference between making a point about, hey, we were attacked here on a large scale from a foreign entity. We so need let's a get Mexico. As opposed, <laughs> this is a to, social issue. Well, though. This... Get, yeah, this is this is so this is so different than that. So different. It's smaller to scale. Go, smaller Completely scale. Completely different. Uh, he's, he's apples and hand grenades. And clearly, uh, these are people from the United States. It's not an outside body coming in and attacking us, to which we need to go respond to, or, or not need, but we went and responded to. It's it's not the same. You've got. It's not the same. I don't. I don't see that I'm way. saying I, to me, I, I it's like a president leveraging a tragedy to get to advance one of his pet issues. They all do that, but they all usually have like if a, uh, if well, that would have been a bad example. What I'm saying is that doing it at the memorial service. Listen to the speech. Uh, it honestly sounds like he's campaigning for a third term, <laughs> trying to appease all of his constituents. Like it's it's just phenomenally disrespectful to the police officers who died and the families of the officers who were lost. Uh, like it's, it, was, it was very frustrating because it, it, it's like there's a lot of stuff that, that, that you need to talk about right now and you're just glossing over it. And, and then he, he talks about the racial bias that still exists in police departments around the country and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, why are you even fucking talking about that? Why are you saying, you know, we, you know, we love the cops. They're great. The cops are the. He's like, I feel like he's Trump all of a sudden. Oh, the cops are the best. They're the greatest in the world. But, well, yeah, the cops are awful too. They're real racist and stuff. And sometimes I guess they deserve to get. Sh I don't know where he's going with that shit. It's like he can't make his mind up if the cops are good or bad. And I, I just hate listening to that fucker talk. I wish he would just be honest. And that seemed like a moment to bring people together and have some healing. And 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 it, I just felt dirty after and he listening did the opposite. to it. Yeah, like. When, you, when he makes that equivalency between those two, I guess, three events, it's a tacit admission, in a way, that what was done in retaliation in Dallas is understandable. And, and, and when I mean, you make that understandable, you open the door to more people to think, yeah, you know what? We are at war. We are being, you know, you know hunted down in the streets. Like, it's, it's not helpful. It is divisive. It drives people apart. It it escalates. You see what I mean? Like it's yeah. And if he if he had told us to go attack Iraq again, that would have actually made some fucking sense. Like like if he had said that, I'd have been okay with that. That would have made a lot more sense than what he actually said. <laughs> attack attack Iraq again. I wish George Bush had gotten. I'm really. I, I got a little something for you, Obama. <laughs> I think we need to go back into Iraq. That's what we need to go. <laughs> I, I wanted that. Like, guy's got one Bush note in his song. Yeah, I saw that Bush had went. Yeah, that would be funny if like Bush got up and all he could talk about was invading Iraq again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> talking about WMD. So like, and estate taxes. It's like we found him. They got him in Fallujah. <laughs> He's talking about ISIS has the WMDs and they've been hiding them from us this whole time. <laughs> I knew they were there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, I, I do get that. He's at the memorial service. Is a you know, he, he could have been. Maybe that wasn't the time. Um, but I also feel like this is almost standard operating procedure. You it's know. not. Listen to it. It's it's really, really shitty. Yeah, you should listen mm. to it. It, it, okay. it, it made me angry. It, it's, it, it's, it's bad. And he's a good speaker, too, which makes it worse. You know? Like, like you don't want to hear somebody up there who's, who's so smooth and, 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 and heartfelt and emotional, and he's speaking very slowly, and he's making these points, and he repeats himself two or three times to hammer these home. You know it's true. You know it's true. And it's like, 
I'm, I'm in my car. I'm like, I know it's a lie. You're a liar, <laughs> liar. Like you fucking liar. <laughs> like I'm driving with my Glock right next to me. And I'm thinking like, you were hard to get. <laughs> <laughs> you were not the old man in a sea. Fuck this asshole. <laughs> like, like you know, it's just like, you know, I, I hate it. It, it, it. And when something's that close to like you. I think it enrages me more, you know, when he talks about healthcare, I'm just like, uh, I guess I don't know enough about this subject to, to fucking talk about it, but when he talks about guns, and I do know a bit about it, it, it enrages me, and uh, I just don't like him just playing politics at a goddamn funeral, at a funeral, you know, it, it just didn't seem right, I, I wanted him to, to celebrate these guys' lives, I would have loved it if he spent the whole time t telling a story about each person who died, like John. John has a family of three. He was going to do this, this, and that. He did this growing up. He grew up here. He played baseball. These are the people who miss him. That's a person who miss him. He's been stolen from us, taken by a, by a hateful act, a, racial, a racially motivated hate crime. That's what I wanted to hear because all those things I just said are true. I, um, I heard that when the uh, I, it might have been a speech older than the one that you're talking about obama was like you know we can never fully understand the motives of the dallas shooters etc right and then in south carolina he's like we know exactly what their motives as they went and shot up that uh, black church yeah. and uh it's like oh that just seems a little like it's the same shit over and over you know like, when it's someone guys, that screaming. on his side it's Ah, uh, you know, it's all up in the air. What an enigma! Like, what, what can we can we can we listen to it through the static? I'm killing these people because they're white. Ah, he acts God like damn. the fucking he acts like, like Dallas Shooter was the fucking Riddler or something, and we can't figure it out. This mastermind, what was he really up to? What was the game behind the scenes? My theory is was he was about upset about the other shooting, and he wanted to kill police. White police. He only he shot said. white police. He yeah. said, "I'm here to kill white police." I'm he gonna kill it? more white police. Yes, I didn't know he that. He said, "Bring more white police in here, and I'm going to kill them." I'm waiting for the white police. Bring the white police. That's what I'm here for. He said it many times, loudly and clearly, for all to hear. He was there to kill white. I'm beginning to pick up on his motives. You have yeah. to, right? I, you know, we can never fully understand them. Of course, you're fucking Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Damn, the president needs to get you in the Oval Office. There's something up for him. It's, yeah. it's 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 enraging because it's just. Stop pandering and just be honest for a minute. Like you've already won; it's your last term. What are you? What are you doing? Trying to sell more books by being a cunt? Like, like, what are you hoping those speaking fees at, at That's Black ben College Carson will be you're better? Thinking of. Can you yeah. this up? Yeah, sure. I mean, I'd make money if I could. Uh, go ben down Carson performing neuro brain, literally brain surgery. I think he's going to be fine. Like, I think yeah. financially, that dude is set. Eh, yeah, always better. He'll make a lot of money as I, a brain surgeon. <laughs> Yeah, I, I say I think that Ben Carson, despite the fact that he thinks we should regulate our taxes uh, using the Old Testament um, and, and all that malarkey, uh, it seems to be a hyper intelligent individual. Just he a is. real smart, well educated guy. Not just well educated, but very intelligent as well. Which is, it, it irks me that he's so religious. You know, I, I I I have a hard time getting those two to make sense. It was like when Milo was on. He's a Catholic. He's a he's a he's a a gay. Republican conservative Catholic, Catholic. Yeah. and I'm just like, come on, man! You had me like all the way up until this point. I was, I was, I was with you, and then you would get to here, and you're telling me that like after you get done, after you get off your knees sucking a dick, you're gonna go get on your knees and pray to a pedophile. 
or, or ask for a pedophile for forgiveness for you know cursing or something this afternoon. Like I don't see that making any fucking sense at all. Yeah, yeah Catholic, Catholic, priest. Catholic, Catholic priest, tomato, tomato. Oh, I thought you were talking about Jesus. And I was like, Jesus never got married or had any kids. Or well, Mary Magdalene was hanging around a lot. Oh, look, Jesus is walking around with 12 dudes and one prostitute. Jesus was getting plenty of tail. You think? Yeah, absolutely. Mary, Mary Magdalene was the only one in the, in the crew that had any cash. Everybody else was a fucking hobo, literally walking around barefoot in rags with no money to their names. And here comes Mary Magdalene with some cash and some pussy, and she jumped right in the with the group. That's totally what happened. Dude, if you give me like one of those poppers that you give children on Fourth of July, where you pull the string and it goes, Poof, yeah, I, I would have got Jesus at least like fifty followers back in that day. Yeah, 20, even if you only gave five, me one, where I was like, everyone look. <laughs> and they go, Jesus, fuck! Did you see that guy? What the hell? And can you do it again for everybody else? No, it was a one-time thing. Never now, again. You have to tell everybody else that it happened, and if they don't believe, based on faith, they're going to go to hell. You guys, you saw it. You're all on, on Team Taylor, right? We got to tell everybody. Meanwhile, Give me all your fish and bread. I'm the reverse Jesus. The story <laughs> gets bigger and bigger until as they spread it, you've like destroyed a city for being yeah, naughty or something. It was a popper. down upon Sodom and Gomorrah and his, <laughs> his vengeance was mighty. A loud boom was heard throughout the land. And confetti poured from the sky, <laughs> burning their souls. Oh, angel dust <laughs> fell among them from the skies, summoned by God himself. Like, it's crazy imagining how unimpressive a lot of those Jesus miracles and all the miracles from the old religions hey, must be water. now. Where it was, honestly, it must have been Jesus standing on the top of that hill talking to all the 5,000 and he has his whole crew right over the crest of that hill. <laughs> they were like, holy shit. Oh, the Messiah has come. <laughs> he fucking took his thumb right off and put it back. I also, <laughs> that somehow becomes him curing a leper or something. I don't know. It's um, We've really gone down a tangent here. Yes, we have. Anyway. Uh... That was show? Pretty... Yeah, I think so. I wanted to hit four hours for two minutes short, but so be it. Awesome fucking show. Joe, thank you for coming on as always. You did a Thanks brilliant for having me. I, uh, I wish you luck as always in your future, future battles in the Octagon. I, I love that last one, man. That was, that was, I, I gotta say the fight, I can't remember your opponent. I want to, maybe Jim Miller, whoever the guy was you fought and there was blood all over the place. Mm. Jim Miller. And you yeah. got to keep the, uh, the, uh, the matter campus yep. or whatever it is. Um, that one was, I won't say entertaining, because, God, I, my heart was being ripped out the whole time. And at the end, when you almost had that submission, I was screaming so loud my neighbors could hear me. Break his leg! <laughs> In that moment, I wanted you to break his leg and the bone to just shoot out. I wanted that with everything in me. I would have paid anything to see it. Um, but, man, that fight last night, or uh, the other night, hype, very entertaining. Um, so, yeah, thanks for coming on. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. I, yeah. I don't know. I get way. In. I, I have a bunch of goals. I want Joe to win. Uh, performance of the night is really a win, is a you know, yep. cherry on top. And I like it when you're not hurt. You know. Yeah, it's nice. If, if it's you're nice. in a nice three rounds like knockout, drag out. You know. And now, you, did you have a bruise? You have a bruise where he kicked you? Uh, I had uh, head, behind my it. ear. Yeah. I had like a egg, like way back here. It was like pretty much like the size of like a golf ball. I didn't realize how bad it was. I, I saw photos after the fact. It was pretty bad though. Not as bad yeah. as him. No, definitely not. <laughs> I think I think he got a broken face. I think he had a broken orbital. 
Good job. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It, it's very cool when you win and you don't take damage. It's uh, nice. It's a nice change of pace. I, I mean, I was fully prepared to go to the hospital and then get rushed back so I could see the main event and you know watch Brock and all that and didn't even have to do that. Skip the hospital altogether. It's awesome, man. Yeah, uh, it was good. Very cool. All right. Well, that was Painkiller already. Uh, episode two hundred ninety-one. Thanks, Joe. Good night, everyone. <laughs>